Oh man, it's hot today. What's the temperature over in uh? <laughs> over here, Nola other is, uh, than Satan's butthole hot. <laughs> it is not anywhere close to Satan's butthole hot. We actually had a slump in temperature this week, so nice. it's. Where I think it, it, uh, I'm I'm over in Panola. We're like um no, roughly temperature wise. Sorry. Oh oh. I now have AC, so I can't just tell by feeling it. <laughs> well, hey, that's uh. uh that's a good reason to not know the temperature because now you have air conditioning. Exactly. 63. <sighs> Is 63 degrees outside? Yep. What? That's like comfortable. I love the bay. I love the bay. <laughs> I mean, we live in a bay, but not that close. Yeah, we ain't that well, close you, you to the bay. To, you're, you're also much further south, so you have more equatorial heat. It's <laughs> fair. Oh, yes, the equatorial heat. The finest of the fine heats known by the heats to be heated. I oh, continue. Yes, just... I, I continue to forget the post last week's. No, see, this really stream. is. It's 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 vintage heat from the equatorial region. Uh, vintage heat. Vintage. Oh, oh, wait, crap! I think it's bringing avocado toast with it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's thirty-four degrees centigrade in New Jersey right now. Yeah. Uh, it's eighty-nine degrees Fahrenheit here, so I think that's like uh. How many dungarees like science is that? It's like 222 or something? Yeah. yeah. I think it's in the upper 20s. Yeah. Oh, upper 20s. I thought upper 20s was, was more along the lines of the like 90s. 31.6666666666. Repeating. Six. Six. That's enough sixes. That's, that's good. <laughs> it, it is hot and... Uh, yeah, anyways, how's everybody doing? Uh, this is chapter 45 of Making Awesome. Jonathan couldn't join us, so we have the illustrious Amber with us, and we are joined as, uh, I was going to say as always, because I'm used to having Justin on here, but no, we got Alan of Pyroball PCBs hanging out, and uh, if you guys are nice to us in the comments, leave likes on these videos, uh, we might even do some live design and talk about it, because Alan is kind of famous but also kind of not famous because it's very like low-key <laughs> for making custom hot end socks like that's that's a thing that you do uh, yep. and you open source them because everything you do is open source right all your pretty much stuff okay unless it's, unless somebody pays me to, to keep it closed source like i open source everything that's fair we 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 do pay you to keep things closed source <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, we'll just, uh, give people another minute or so to get on. Uh, we monetize these things now, so there are some ads and things I gotta go through. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't care because it's business, and uh, you know they can wait a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Amber, how are things? I mean, I know how things are because you know <laughs> we were talking like two minutes ago. But how are things for for uh, for everybody else? I, I think we're now running on a lot of sleep, but no, 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 <laughs> we're here. No, no, no. What uh, is who sleep? Is these days? <laughs> Dude, That's I was true. up till 3.30, 3.30, and then I was up again at 4, 4.30. I was mm. up all the way through 9, 15, 9.30, where I just knocked out until 10. So I'm literally on like an hour and a half, two hours worth of sleep. 
Okay, you're getting less than I am then. <laughs> well, I mean, th th this isn't a measuring contest, all right? Uh, you know, I ain't, uh, I ain't looking to uh, have a contest about whose life is in the most amount of shambles. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so pardon the, the crazy dogs going zoomies in the background. Oh, that's okay. Oh, dog zoomies, those are the best. Apparently somebody's decided that they're going to go and have a good time. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> Look, dogs on the podcast just reminds me of the good old days when Tad was one of the hosts all the time and his day job yeah. didn't beat the crap out of him. And uh, his dog, Bailey. Uh, oh, what is she? What is Bailey? A Boston Terrier, maybe? I don't know. She's very wheezy. And it would mm. just sound like someone's, like, squeezing a chicken. It was like a clucking noise. <laughs> Uh, so th this is very homey and comforting for me. I think Tad's getting AC at the end of the month, too. Which, you know, probably doesn't need it anymore, but he needed it a bit ago. I mean, it'll be nice to have it now. That's true. But today's main topics, we're going to talk about HomeLab. For those who don't know what HomeLab is, it's all about making servers and stuff, which uh, Alan is really intelligent about. I was hoping John was going to be able to join us because... John's looking to set one up here at the house, but I'll probably be able to fill in terribly, so I'll give it a shot. The new sets, because we have, we actually unveiled uh, our standing set on the live stream this previous week where we did the unboxing from Press Reset. And, uh, yeah, a little bit of printer talk because of the failed Oh No Kickstarter. Um, those are going to be our main topics, and we'll just see where, where it takes us today, but uh, hope everyone's having a good day out there uh, my name's grant y'all know me i own 3d musketeers all this craziness that you see all the videos that we produce they're all coming out of this house and that's why we self-sponsor that's right baby this episode as always is brought to you by 3d musketeers if you want to get your ideas out of your head and into your hands with full art to part rapid prototyping product development 3d printing cnc milling laser cutting and all that cool stuff hit us up links are in the description and such and if you are watching us on Twitch or you're watching us on Facebook right now, head over to our YouTube channel because we monitor YouTube way more than the others. So, yeah. Alan, if you don't mind introducing yourself and we'll leave uh, the best for last. Uh, I'm, I'm, Alan, I'm Alan Weinstock and I I'm, I'm, uh, work for a company called Powerball PCBs uh, doing business at Circuit Forge. Uh, this is Fred. He wanted to say oh, hello. I love Fred. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, I do electronics and, and PCB design, and I'm doing the CAD work and a few other things in the makerspace. Uh, <clears throat> most of my stuff is uh, is publicly available up on my, my GitHub, uh, which Grant, I'm sure, will, will link later. I also have a website if you'd like to to buy one of my my boards. Um, I produce a um, an auto bed leveling sensor called the Easy Peasy, which is an improvement on the, the piezoelectric beds bed leveling sensors that are currently available on the market. <clears throat> Includes a little microcontroller that automatically tunes the thing, so you don't have to do as much of the uh, little trim pot adjustments that you that you normally have to on the other ones. It also does a lot of a lot of uh, circuit balance, so you have a more consistent result, even if you have differences in, in environment. So, and, and it doesn't care what kind of bed, bed leveling center, or uh, bed surface you have either. And that's the great thing about the piezo discs, and man, their accuracy. I mean, we talked about it before, but you're like sub 10 micron accuracy right yeah yeah uh, it depends on how it's tuned and the mechanics of it but yeah you can you can get it pretty darn good okay 
Sub 10 micron accuracy, for those of you that are wondering, is really effing accurate. <laughs> a human hair is about 100 microns thick. An average human hair is about 100 microns thick. So it's one-tenth the thickness of the human hair is the maximum amount that Alan tends to deal with. So if you have a bed that looks like the waves of an ocean, one, get a better bed, and then two... Add, add an easy peasy from uh, Pyroball PCBs because that, uh, yeah, they're pretty great. We have a, uh, uh, we have an, un we're going to do an unboxing of a $50 printer coming here pretty soon. And uh, <laughs> oh, I am, yeah. I am excited, one, to watch this thing. Um, oh, here we go. It's about the same as the easy ABL, no? Alan, is what Which you is? do the same as the easy ABL? <laughs> No, not at all. Uh, so the easy Alan, ABL... describe why this is not anywhere near. Actually, I don't want to get too far into it. I want to let Miss Amber introduce herself. <laughs> okay. Then, then we'll go into how they're not even remotely in the same ballpark. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Amber. I'm Grant's significant other. Um, I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff, mostly keeping him. Where is he at? Him hydrated. Yes, um, you are, you are <laughs> actually yeah, below one. me, so this is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alan, um, you are off to this side of me. But no, I just like to make stuff. Uh, I'm learning all sorts of new maker stuff, so there's always cool stuff to learn. So, Amber is the beauty, the brain, and the bronze behind 3D Musketeers because, I mean, uh, I do have longer, luscious hair now. It's true. But I'm not anywhere near as attractive as she is. And quite frankly, uh, <laughs> I yell way too much in the microphone, and Amber's very soft-spoken, which is pretty great. Um, but yeah, if, if we either been a little a opposite up, there, huh? So a little opposite there. It if is... I'm loud, you know you did something wrong. Yeah, it's it, yes, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your presenter voice is like when your parents use your middle name when they're calling you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Anyways, yeah, Amber is also an ICU nurse, so she's absolutely great to meet in person. Don't go meet her professionally, everybody. That's why we say stay safe out there. So you don't yeah. go have to meet Amber professionally. Although you, call you, your loved ones. You, 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 you did get to go see the helicopter, which was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Amber had to take a patient the... To, the, to the helipad, and she got to see the helicopter, which is pretty cool. It was pretty cool. She did miss I'm the opportunity to ask to sit in it. Because I would have asked no. to sit in the pilot seat. It would have been yeah. fun. <laughs> it wasn't an appropriate question to ask at the time. Did I want to? Yeah. You did. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, you got to. You got to. All right. So, Alan, we have Lightspeed mm -hmm. 3D in there mm -hmm. uh, in our comments yeah. asking, it's about the same as the Easy ABL. He said, I mm -hmm. know it's not the same, but the accuracy <laughs> is similar. I don't know. Easy ABL is an inductive yeah. probe, I believe. It is. As far as I know, inductive probes get down to about 0.02 .0 in, in accuracy deviations. Um, I've gotten users on uh, with with my sensor be able to get it down to 0 0.001. Not 00, not 0 0.02, 0 0.001. Okay, so you are an order of magnitude more accurate. And so, all right, the easy ABL probes test typically under 0 0.02 millimeters. That's under 20 microns on okay. well-set-up machines with no mechanical or electrical issues. Um, mm -hmm. So they don't perform very well on most cheap 3D printers because most cheap 3D mm -hmm. printers have some sort of mechanical or electrical issue. Things like, uh, mm -hmm. especially for inductive probes, if your wires aren't properly shielded, 
that's going to mess with inductive probes. If you're using a mm. magnetic bed and you don't have it in software where those magnets are, that's going to mess mm. with your inductive probe. That's actually why uh, companies like Prusa have magnet compensation. They know where the magnets are. And the mm -hmm. thing that I love about this is that... Uh, on the, on the Prusa side, at least, that whole magnetic compensation thing was a community-made thing that Prusa not only adopted, but gives credit to the guy that did it. Like, that's not yep. common in this industry. People will just steal stuff because it's open source and because middle fingers to everybody else. Prusa <laughs> did the cool thing and did that. So he said, uh, Lightspeed said, my point is an easy ABL is at or under 0 .002, not according to their website. And the BL mm -hmm. touch is 0 0.001 with repeatability. Mm -hmm. Oh, easy ABL is capacitive, which capacitative. I yeah. think it's not uh, so worse? capacitative. It is worse because you, well, it's worse in some ways. It depends on the surface of your bed. So capacitative, you're going to have more issues with um, with like less conductive materials. Glass tends to actually be okay because of the uh, um, it, the the static effect on that is pretty good, um, but like uh, if you if you have a straight um, like one of those those surface stickers that you put on um, like the, uh, the the build tack or whatnot that can interfere with it. Um, if you have any kind of surface that's not completely like that has any kind of texture to it that can can mess with the results. Right. Um, so there's there's a lot of ways that 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 the uh, capacitive uh, sensors um, can be interfered with a bit. Uh, they are more accurate than say using like the IR sensors for instance. Um, oh yeah, well the IR sensors are pretty much garbage, mm -hmm. and the touch the, the touch point sensors I've never liked them. I know that mm -hmm. you can get like high accuracy, high repeatability push button switches, but like mm -hmm. it it's not perfect. Um, and yes, yeah. Lightspeed is correct that it works on glass, metal, etc. That mm -hmm. is one of the big benefits of the capacitive or capacitative versus. Uh, inductive, inductive where inductive needs to have some ferrous metal in it funny enough one of our staff members david has a um oh what the heck is it it's a uh printer bot simple metal that he upgraded mm -hmm. with automatic bed leveling right but it's a capacitive sensor and the glass mm -hmm. is so thick on the printer mm -hmm. that he had to get some copper tape to put where it probes so uh. so that the that the inductive sensor can actually pick it up um, so, the, so the big the big difference with what my sensor does and why it's better though, is that it's taking the mechanical action of the nozzle touching the bed to actuate. So that means that you don't have any offsets. Your actual nozzle is the sensor. So you have um, these piezo discs that can be introduced into the system in any number of ways. Usually they're either sandwiched between the hot end and its mount, or they're set up under bed where they're they're next to the to the mount points. Right. And um, Basically, that the action of the nozzle touching the bed causes the piece of this to flex, puts a signal, signal out. My sensor then goes and takes that signal and filters it and, and turns it into a digital signal that the, the controller can handle. Um, and then off we go. So the, um, the inductive uh, and capacitive probes are always offset. You always have to make sure that they're like mounted exactly right. And, you know, there's a lot of mechanical and, and um, adjustment tolerance stuff that you have to do with those that you just don't when you're using a piezo sensor. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And that that's really the big deal with the piezos is that no matter what you're using 
and no matter like it, it, you can have any bed on any printer they're just going to work and it's pretty cheap right what do you what do you sell those things for uh it's like 30 bucks for them um, for the 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 kit i've got set up at the moment um that comes yeah, with a that's... with a sensor the 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 cable harnesses um and a, a couple little extra goodies that i said i stuck in there for an extra two bucks you get a, a voltage regulator if you're running it on 12, 24 volt because i um, made a slight design a design issue with the last version but, i remember um, i remember talking to you about that like you're like what yep. do i do I'm like you just provide a voltage regulator and let them deal with it <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's that's the best solution in this particular case because otherwise I'd have to go and do a whole another run of of boards and it's just, that's what I'm gonna do eventually. But I gotta I have to make that make enough money back from from the one I did. So yeah, and so I, I'm excited because I'm gonna put a thirty dollar thirty five dollar bed leveling kit on a fifty dollar three D printer that I am almost <laughs> positive has no thermal runway. And I am excited to like I, oh, yeah. I bought some concrete slabs for this. And mm -hmm. when I say I bought them, I was the one that actually, you know, swiped the card, but it was Amber and Jonathan that picked them up, put them in in the car because my, yeah. my, my bad back can't do it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, we're going to put it's that there, printer on a concrete slab outside and just turn on, turn it up to a temperature and pull off the thermistor. <laughs> my bet is it's going to keep heating. Uh, cause it's not going to know the difference. Uh, Lightspeed says I am building a rat rig 500 by 500 V core and I haven't decided on what sensor I'm going with right now. I have an easy ABL, a cast milled plate. Don't really need a sensor. And that's true. <laughs> if you're using like a mix six or Mike six, uh, mm -hmm. milled plate, you don't yeah. need a sensor, but, mm. but unless you want to automate, unless you want to automate the whole process, cause it, I've seen those That's ones. That's my thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Like, those, don't, don't people with the, with the mic sixes usually have them on the, the, the rails where they can adjust the angles on it, like, automatically yeah, and stuff? Yeah, we have that on our big D-Bots. So we have a yeah, 16, yeah. we have a 400 by 400, well, it's by, it's 16 inches square, so it's like 407. Right, so uh, you still need sense. to have some, you still need some kind of Z-probe to get those in the right levels, right? Well, you, you can do it manually the way that you would manually, you know, tram, which it's not leveling, it's tramming because it's tramming. leveling in multiple axes. But, right. um, you know, you can use a G32, which is the command for, uh, you know, leveling mm -hmm. it manually. You can right. do that multiple times mm -hmm. and get it right. But you know what? We installed a BL Touch on ours. Um, I will mm -hmm. eventually be switching it over to Pyro piezo uh with easy peasy as soon as we put the big stupid z-axis on it because the big stupid z-axis is big and stupid and it needs all that extra stuff it, it, dude it's a 16 millimeter ball screw with a pair of of uh, sbr oh, 12 shit. uh linear linear rails it's not light no i wow. think the entire axis weighs the, well the entire z-axis weighs more than the entire printer easily yeah wow but <laughs> it's also going to help us out because that printer is really unstable. It's a meter tall. And there's not a lot of like, I've literally used a 550 paracord and, um, oh, what are they? Turnbuckles to basically keep the frame in square when it's printing. And this is going to add a lot of rigidity to it. <laughs> Lightspeed's okay. blowing up the comments right now. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, he said, uh, my rare core, I don't even have mesh turned on. And yeah, if you have a really stable system, you don't need to turn on mesh bed leveling. But light mm -hmm. speed, uh, we've we've talked before. Um, yeah. You are beyond what we would consider the average everyday user, 
and mm-hmm. I think the average everyday user should have mesh bed leveling at all times if it's something that they can afford or their printer comes with it because yep. there is no there, there's no downside to it other than like an extra minute to two minutes worth of print time on that initial setup and to me it's like the idiot check right did my did my idiot brain forget to put the lock tight on all the screws and one of the screws is backed out and now things are all out of whack there are so many little things that can go wrong and if you have it you use it i mean yeah i guess um you should put his website oh uh, oh yeah alan's website i guess uh alan hmm. i don't know your web address offhand it's as pyroball pcbs.com easy easy <laughs> i do pyr and it instantly comes up um <laughs> yeah but there you go lightspeed so you can take a look at it um sure. i, I mean uh, doc, uh, if you want to look at the documentation it's docs.pyroballpcbs.com that's got a lot more information about the stuff the the, the, the main website is mainly just the sales page PyroBallPCBs.com. Mm-hmm. Nope, Grant. It's with an S at the end of PCBs. You ding dong. <laughs> All right, I'll put that in there too. Yeah. But yeah, um, I know one of the big things that we're looking at doing. So there, there's a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff going on right now. Like we are actively working on getting a gaming channel together. So. Um, mm-hmm. As once our Patreon is live, which I know it's just always coming soon, TM. It's actually ready to go live, but there are some. The Patreon itself is ready, but in a great. Gotta get the rewards ready, huh? Gotta get the rewards done. Oh, they're done. <laughs> oh, they are. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Annie, who I'm trying to get on the podcast, she works with us now. Um, mm. She is. She did a killer freaking job on mm. all of the. Um, you know, the way everything looks, we have all the copy done for it. I just got to go through and make sure that all like what these tiers come with is very clear and obvious. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we also have to get our discord set up for everybody. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. and that way it can, uh, you know, be easier when people come on. Um, He's uh, Lightspeed saying, I might just use an end stop. The printer is built so well, I don't really need it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if, if you build a good enough printer that you don't necessarily need the out-of-bed leveling, the, the sensor that I made is mainly geared at, at, like, older printers that, like, just don't do what they're supposed to anymore. It's $35. It, or, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. you can get it for less than 50 bucks delivered, and it's mm-hmm. going to offer incredible accuracy. I mean, there's no reason yeah. if you don't have auto-bed leveling and you want to get it. Now, I, I understand why a lot of people go with Easy ABL. Because it's mm-hmm. literally designed to work with Creality 3D printers. Like, I've got a Ender 5 Plus in the garage mm-hmm. right now that is broken from a customer. He needs us to fix it. Uh, that's going to be the live stream for this Wednesday. I'm going to attempt mm-hmm. to fix it live because, you know, I have tons of really smart ideas like trying to fix printers live. Because that sure. that never goes wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that's all easy ABL. The guy had no idea. He bought the printer used, came with Easy ABL. I was like, I don't know mm. this. I'm like, that's a big ass inductive probe. It's most likely Easy ABL. I look it up, mm. and it absolutely is because they they even provide you the way to flash the firmware on the machine, which you nah. have to do on these cheaper machines. Which is that's really the hard part is is, is flashing the firmware to work with the probing. Yeah, that was something that you you'd suggested a while back. I planned on actually building at some point is to to I want to build a device that you can just plugged into the um the icsp port on uh on ender ender system it'll just go and burn the bootloader and the firmware yeah i mean and that's realistically what 
it, it, that's like that last step from becoming a more commodity-based item. Uh, Lifespeed is right. asking, so how does the piezo mount? It has to be attached to the hot end, question mark. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to do it. If you want, the, I can share my screen and I can I can pull up one of my cab things and we yeah, can look at it. Yeah, whenever you're ready. Yeah, right, just one second. Man. Here, get my, uh, my hot end from what we were looking at earlier. One second. All right, so let me see. I'll just pull up the, the Creality one. Okay, so this one is using uh, an on-head um, style, but that's not necessarily like the only way you can do it. Um, this is still loading. Gotta love Fusion sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe oh, in the background, if you... He's oh. asking what that is. That is a uh, Maker Gear M4 hot end. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, right? I was planning on making a silicon stock for this later. Yeah. Um, yeah. He says he uses exclusively slice stuff. I have had the wonderful opportunity to talk with Dan. I don't want to give out his last name because I don't know if it's public, but Dan of Slice Engineering. Uh, dude mm -hmm. is crazy nice, can absolutely recommend their stuff. If you want mm -hmm. a company that makes their products in America, uh, that, and it's all patented, so you don't understand, you're, you're, the premium you're paying is because there are patents associated with it. Uh, mm -hmm. Slice Engineering is awesome. They, they make they are. seriously, seriously great stuff. Um, they do. No, it, Lightspeed says it's public. No, no, Slice Engineering is patented stuff. Uh, but yes, oh, I think he means his last name. Oh, uh, oh, 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 yeah, okay. Uh, I'm just going to call him Dan. I, I I don't like, like, unintentionally doxing people. Um, mm -hmm. But, yes, he is a great guy. We It's funny. Dan and I met at – so Dan's in Tallahassee, Gainesville area, and we're in Tampa, so we're actually relatively close. And I told him whenever my back is fixed, I got to go take a drive up there and tour their facility. But uh, we met a few different times on some SOCOM jobs – uh, where we were all kind of working together to solve a problem. So I go into him like, oh, there's Dan. I know at least one guy I can go and hang out with easily and not feel awkward talking about random 3D printed crap. Um, <laughs> nice. So, all right. So what do you got? Okay, so um, what we got here is um, the the mount that I, I designed for the, for the Ender, um, Ender series of printers. Um, this probably only works with like the Creality CR10 and, and Ender 3. I think they've made some some other changes to to the V2s and the and the CR5 and other things like that. So I don't know if this will work on those yet. Uh, but somebody asked me to make a, a Hero Me adapter for this, um, so I went and basically recreated uh, almost from scratch the Hero Me because the guy was the guy that makes the Hero Me system does it all in Tinkercad, <laughs> which, like hurts me in my soul. But um, I went and recreated it in Fusion here. So anyway, oh, um, God bless him for doing it in Tinkercad. Yeah. Because oh, like he makes some great stuff, I just don't know how he manages it. Um, and, like I used to build things that that were that big in Tinkercad before I found Fusion, but let's not go into that. Um, anywho, so the, the principle behind this is that you want to get the piezo disc, this little bronze daily bop, to bend when the uh, the nozzle is pressed. But and only how a we're little doing... bit. If you bend them too much, they break. <laughs> yeah, basically, they're they're very very brittle. It, it the ten, the amount of deflection that's required is is minimal. Like a uh, very like less than a millimeter kind of deflection yeah that, uh, that'll yeah anyway so um what i've got going on here is to transfer um the the upward mechanical force of the, of the bed uh touching the nozzle into a sideways force i just put a little hinge here 
Um, and then we've got some rubber grommets that are up in this little um, top area here that act as a spring to keep it from uh, pushing oh, too far. Oh, that's nice, right, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Are there like uh, anyway. rings that you're just repurposing as a grommet? Exactly. Basically, exactly that. So, there you can. Oops. Not the reference of things. Yeah. There, yeah. So, you can see these, the, the little, the three eighths inch rubber grommets oh, that you yeah, see in, yeah. in for screws and stuff, you know? Um, and then the, the, the piece of uh, disc is mounted on this little PCB. I, I order like 3,000 of these when I was doing the, the, the circuits or the circuit boards for the, the, the sensor. Uh, that way, people don't have to solder their own discs. They don't have to drill any holes. That, that is very common with piezo, uh, piezo discs or based ABLs. So all of that's been avoided these days, thankfully. Um, and this is nice because it makes it a lot easier for the average consumer that says, I don't understand this to mm -hmm. get to a point where they can actually understand it. Right. Right. And it's, it's not scary anymore because I, to mm -hmm. me, that's kind of the downside of 3d printing is a lot of it is kind of scary, right? The first time you run your ender three and it doesn't mm -hmm. work and you know, you yeah. dig into your build plate or you're printing in midair, you get a good big old plate of mom's spaghetti. Yep. You get a little disheartened and if you could make those upgrades, and I know like Easy ABL is a drop-in kit, but um, you know this will get you that higher actually when you're ready to move beyond the. Uh, um, I'm not gonna say the hobby to go over to more professional, but move up another level of quality. Um, yeah. you know, this is there for you. Yeah. So yeah, that I, I'm. Every single time I, I build one of these, I just like showing this off. I like I like making sure that the airflow is directed up and away from the part. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's a so. complaint that I've had on, um, and I think a lot of people have had it on the uh, Prusa Mini because of the mm -hmm. way that their um, heat sinks are done. A little bit of air does go down onto the part, but all you have to do is put a, a, a heat sock on it, and it, the sock yep. actually deflects some of that ah. air away. Um, yep. So I can see that. It, it worked out ultimately in the end. Yeah, I couldn't print. Uh, we were trying to print a, a fire retardant ABS on a Prusa Mini. Let me tell you, ladies wow. and gentlemen, do not print fire retardant ABS inside at all. Just don't do it. Go stick the printer in a garage. I don't care. Bathroom. Oh my God. It was the smelliest material I have ever worked on. If you think <laughs> ABS smells, just hit a spinal tap on it. Turn that, that sun gun up to 11. You're it, dude, it gets into everything. The smell, oh. it gets into everything. Like it, yeah. the whole house smelled like this FR ABS heavy for days. It's the, the, the tiny little complex mo uh, complex molecule, molecules. They just get it. They, they seep into the, the cracks of things and they get in there. Yeah, they'll just leak out for days after. <laughs> anyway, so just FYI, so they, I did make this. Um, this is public. Yep. So this this um, all this stuff is available up on the, the doc, uh, docs.pyroballpcbs.com. So if you want to like take this and make your own, feel free. Um, <clears throat> there's uh, I, I've got right now just two different kinds. Um, I'm, I've got one for the um, the, uh, the E3D hot ends. Uh, this one here, same sort of deal. We got the, the air being deflected up and out. Yep. Um, and uh, then I've got the the Hero Me one, which allows you to use the um, the OEM hot end. Now, how are you, you mounting it? It's, are you mounting to the stock carriage though, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm I'm being told in the comments there is nothing stock about that. Wrong. 
Uh, this does mount to the stock carriage. All those printed, the blue and gray parts that you see yeah. do need to be printed clearly. Yeah. Um, but they do but mount you don't to have... the stock carriage. It's not like you're yeah. changing out the carriage. Right. The carriage is still there. The what you're getting rid of is the that that fan shield that goes around the hot end. Um, and then you, this is going those pl that base plate is going over the original plate. He's saying so, the extruder is not stock. I'm going to be a little pedantic here and go with this doesn't change your extruder whatsoever. The hot end, however, is completely stock. That is a stock Creality mm -hmm. hot end. It's not, I don't yeah. believe it's in the stock location. I think it's a little bit further no. out. Yeah, yeah. It normally um, mounts to these two screws right here. I'm, yeah. I'm repurposing those for mounting fans and accessories. So it's now mounted. Uh, in, in order for, for the piezo uh, system to work, there has to be just a, a small amount of movement from when the, the nozzle touches the bed. So you can't have the nozzle mounted directly to the plate anymore. It has to be offset on this on the space plate that I've created. That's why it's doing that. Yeah, exactly. You, you literally have to have it pulled away for some cantilevered force. It has to yeah. exist. Um, yeah. The other the other way to, to, to work these on, on an ender is to use the underbed method, which is much simpler, honestly. You don't have to do this, this whole business on the hot end if you don't want to. I prefer um, the underbed method personally. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that one real quick? Yeah, I like um there's 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 good things and bad things about both. So the underbed method um gives you four sensors. You have one at each each of the screw points on the on the bed itself. Uh there's a little lever that attaches to the screw that's going down and basically when the bed bed moves down it touches the the piece of it's right next to it, it's pasted on there. So, um the, the the trouble that, that a lot of people are complaining about with the Ender series using the underbed is that the Ender's beds are very flexible. So when they're they're probing in the center, they end up getting reduced quality of, of signal, unfortunately. Can you show us so, what the underbed well, ones look like? We're getting asked that yeah. in the comments. By the way, for those wondering, this is what <clears throat> this is what a stock Creality style hot end looks like. Yeah. Uh, I hate these yeah. these uh, heat sinks. They're pretty garbage. But mm -hmm. they're pretty garbage because these are not all metal hot ends, so you know you can't run them hard. You can't run them hardcore, anyways. Pin messages. There it is. All right, here I'll uh, I'll link this to you so you can look into them. Okay, uh, just uh, ping it to me in Discord. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, sir. Uh, do 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 do. Oh, it's on Thingiverse. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, Her um, Hercules. One of the, one of my uh, my users built that. See, that's cool. Now, are you going to release these on Prusa printers? Is that the is that the ultimate goal to get them up on Prusa printers as well? Uh, what's Prusa printers? No. I actually don't know what a Prusa printer is. I don't I don't have one, so I PrusaPrinters.org. It. It's Prusa's file repository. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's not owned by Stratasys. Yeah, no, Thingiverse is owned by MakerBot, which is owned by Stratasys. Ah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, no, so it, it, it's common now for a lot of people to also post stuff over to Prusa printers. And mm. I, I, I love Prusa printers. I mean, I, I... Hell, the reason I... <coughs> excuse me. The reason I love Prusa printers is because their servers aren't ran on a potato. And, uh, yeah, that... 
Thingiverse servers, sometimes they're great. Other times, like, oh uh, yeah. Hello, I know. The, are, are you running a 56k modem on this bad, bad, bad girl? Amber, you've experienced this with me. I'm like, I can't get Thingiverse to work. I know, and it's. it's I mean, I have the, the issue. It's it's memeable. It really is, and like really so is, is their yeah. uh, so is their their save my login for next time checkbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I don't even remember my 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 login path. But see, I like Prusa printers because it mm. enables me to use my normal Prusa login. Um, mm. I know a lot of people are liking Thangs right now. There's some Thangs, Thangs, T H A N G S. Uh, oh, okay. but th there's some controversy regarding their level of uh, necessity for data collection. Like uh, to become a partner mm. with them, they they require you to provide your full legal name and address. And gotcha. for a lot of creators out there, they may not use their real names, and they yeah. may not want to give out their addresses. Um, that's that's kind of creepy. Because yeah. people suck. Because people do mm -hmm. suck. Yes, they do. Uh, yep. But hey, kind of is what it is. Bruce uh, yeah. Printers is good, but it has issues too. Lightspeed says yes. There's no perfect solution. There's literally no perfect solution. Um, but that's why there's options out there, and we have choices. <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about this world, right? Yeah. I do think yeah. that Prusa Printer solves a lot of the problems. Mind you, up until a couple of weeks ago, Thingiverse still had a, when it worked, had a mm -hmm. much better user interface than Prusa Printers. But now I think Prusa Printers is catching up with all the 3D view, the, the uh, on-browser 3D viewer, and a couple ah, of the other nice. features that they've had. That That is nice to, to see on Thingiverse. I do like that Prusa mm -hmm. Printers lets you post 3MF files as well mm. as STL files. And if you want to get real spicy, uh, you can use raw G code. You can actually post raw G code. Mm. Likes gotcha. me saying, I think Thingiverse has gotten, ha has got better, honestly. Um, he is it has gotten faster. It, well, yeah, but if you take a potato and toss it in a microwave and get it all hot, it's still a hot potato. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Can Their search algorithm is still too? broken. Yeah, okay, so yeah, this one, uh, this was the first iteration. I just wanted to, to bring it up so I can, because like Dan was talking about not being very, very stock. Um, this was the, the closest I could get to stock at, at, uh, originally. Um, let me pull this sucker out here. No, oh, that, so this is no longer a used model? This is what? Oh, yeah, I, I discontinued. I'm like, I'm not, this is still up and available and whatnot. I just don't recommend it. Um, Why not? Because it's not very reliable. Okay. Yeah, it just doesn't work the way I hoped it would. Um, no, not you. Uh, the fan. Okay, so now you can sort of see a little bit better what's going on here. Um, what I've done is this yellow part here is just acting as a fulcrum. Um, there's a cut in between it. Yeah, let's see if I, can... I still there. gotta learn um, how you group all those by color. <laughs> I don't know how uh, to do that. I will have to learn one day. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. But anyway, so yeah, it's just basically a piece of plastic that's taking the original mount for this and offsetting it from the posts so that it can move a little bit. Okay. The the because the plastic moves. So um, and that in turn causes the um, the top of the the heatsink here to touch the or to to move up into the this, this piece of disc that's sitting underneath it. And since it's held down by this um, this other mount on top of it, you get a little bending action basically. So it's good in theory, but like because this relies on this disc basically sticking to this this little yep. out jut here, 
it's just not a good long-term solution. So yeah, it's, uh, it, it just wasn't very reliable. I wasn't, I wasn't able to get a lot of good results on it. And every time, every single time I've switched from using something like this, where you're relying on, on some plastic bending to switching to a fulcrum and like an actual hinge yeah. or something like that, it's always worked better. Even if, the, if it's a, that's a plastic live hinge. Um, but like controlling exactly where that whole mechanical action bends is really important, apparently. So. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. <clears throat> yeah, no, this is cool. <laughs> See, the, the, this is the kind of stuff that uh, that we like to do here, you know. Yeah. Um, because you know, ultimately, ultimately, everybody has their own opinions of how things should be done. And that's why there are tons of other options out there for people that want to, um, you know, that, that either want to make their own or yeah, there, there's room in the market, right? Yeah. Of course, there's the Prusa, uh, Pinda probes. Um, you've got easy ABLs. You've got, I know, um, you know, touch point probes. You've got nozzle ones where they actually throw a little current through your nozzle and it has to boop onto like on the task yep. six, it uses a washer. Uh, yep. You've got physical touch probes like the BL touch. You've got piezo ones that are yours and uh -huh. others, right? Yours is not the yep. only one, of course. Yep. Uh, so there yeah, are precision piezos out there. There's uh, I, exactly. I think, I think um, just precision piezo and me are the only ones that are actually selling actual boards, but there's other like open source designs and there's lots of, there's lots of options. Around, so, and by the way, if you want to build one of my own your, your, on your your own, you can. I have a little kit that I or a, a little a, a public Gerber that you can go and and like just throw out to JLC PCB for two bucks. They'll send you five of them, and then you can literally just put the components on yourself. I love JLC. Yeah. They're pretty great. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are. Uh, and it, truly, one of the few uh, companies that aren't mm -hmm. made in America. That I can actually say, you know, it's pr they're probably not going to steal your crap. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I feel like they uh, get so many orders and so much volume through there. There's just no way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's... Right. It's right. Like, I don't right think they care leaking, enough. But... I don't think they care enough. They're probably making uh, so much money. Yeah, it's it. That is a, a pretty prime target for a data leak, though. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh man, Ender Three V Two is on sale right now. Let me verify Ooh. this is actually the right code. Ah, uh, a hundred and seventy-three dollars delivered for an Ender Three V Two. Wow. Hey, Amber. I'm not. I'm not. Saying, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm buying it. I'm gonna All buy right. it because that um, that'll be a fun little thing for us to have. So I got a new method up here to show you here. Uh, so this is um, the uh, the yokes for um, a rail core. Uh, and I'm, I have a guy um, that was going to try this out. He said that the, uh, the little plastic fit wasn't actually required for this. He ended up making something else with it. Um, but the idea behind the the, um, the like the Mike six six plate um, is something that that we have explored before. So like. For instance, so these these yokes, um, the the pizzas are built straight into them, so that when the uh, um, the plate, hang on, let me see if I actually got it on here somewhere. 
<laughs> Lightspeed says that this looks like a rail core. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, it is a rail core. And, uh, mind you, <laughs> the comments are like 15 or 20 seconds behind. So mm. he's probably just seeing it before you said it's a rail core. <clears throat> yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah. So the the idea behind this is um, the plate would sit on top of those yokes. You have uh, another little springy springy action um, thing on this, so that it allows the the plate to sort of float a little bit. And then when the the, the, the plate gets pushed down, those will uh, those discs will get actuated by that extra little plastic lever and nadav makes a point here he said if you print mm -hmm. it point two then point zero two versus point zero zero two on the z is useless the difference of the filament the belt and so on will make a bigger impact and he's absolutely right um, right you don't but i, I printed 0.08 <laughs> uh, yeah and, and that's fair yeah if you're printing really really small layers the difference between 0 0.02 and 0 0.002 matters a lot but at point two, yeah it, yeah it doesn't freaking matter die swell you're gonna have more issues with die swell than you're gonna have with anything else but oh, it, sure. that is something to take into account right you have to look and say all right how much accuracy do I really need? And some people yeah. say, well, what the hell? I can get better accuracy for the same price. Mm -hmm. Sure, it's going to take a little bit more work, but screw it. I don't care. And I would say, yeah. yeah. Well, well, the, 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 the appeal of my sensor isn't so much how accurate it can get as is how easy it is to set up and how to, conf how to configure it. Because you don't have to deal with offsets. You don't have to deal with um, any of those like the uh, yeah, offsets, the big thing. You don't have to worry about what kind of bed surface type you've got. Um, the the actual tuning on it is is much simpler than than dealing with those stupid little trim pots. So um, I won't say it's it's like instantly easily set up a bowl yet. That's something I'm working on, but that's yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll it's get better, better than a lot of things. Look, yeah. it's an open source project. You know that is all 100 mm -hmm. percent you know driven by your free time and support from the community. So. Right. It's not like you've got venture capital backing with millions of dollars. It's not like yeah. you rose that you raised, rose, raised, raised, raised. $2.3 million on Kickstarter back in 2015, 2016. And then July 4th of 2021 decided that, yeah, you know what? We're just not going to deliver things. Thanks for the money. Have a nice day. And that's going to roll us right into our next topic, which is Kickstarter 3D printers and why they shouldn't exist. Oh, I got to you know, tell me your takeoff screen sure how to go back to the three. Um, but uh, yeah, the Olo. Uh, so Olo was their original name. They rebranded to Ono for reasons that I can't understand, but it makes a lot of great oh no jokes for the video but we have a grant rant yeah. coming out on monday where i dive into this a little bit deeper um, dumb question do you think they maybe changed the name because they had to refile like company stuff I, do you think that's a possibility from what the kickstarter said no well i'm not this... talking about what they said i'm saying do you think that behind the scenes they had to oh, yeah, refile I... paperwork or a business name or something to kind of generally like, when a company is going to make a rebrand like that like if there's a name change usually oh, is alan where'd he go sorry about that uh, no that was my bad I, oh. I clicked something on accident amber can you turn your camera off and on again so you guys go back to this to the correct spaces oh i'm so sorry <laughs> no it's okay i got it ready huh uh, for her to come back hold on did you just unplug it from your computer 
Yeah. You can turn your camera on and off and zoom, hon. Oh, that's what you meant. Right, right, right. <laughs> I didn't need you to No, I thought you meant like literally like the power off my computer. Sorry. No, 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 no. No, you just had to turn your camera on and off again uh, via zoom. And that would nice. reset you guys to where you belong. But um, I don't know that. I thought you just wanted the ca like the camera, like the computer had to recognize. That's, that's fair. I, I that the camera wasn't on. Not I the wasn't, program. I wasn't descriptive enough. That's my fault. But, I, I was uh, going hard reset. Alan, you might remember this company. They were the ones that yeah. were doing the resin 3D printer that worked off of your smartphone. Oh, that is them, isn't oh, it? I forgot Zoom. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't use Zoom a lot. I forgot Zoom bumps you to the bottom if you don't have the camera you don't on. Have a camera on it bumps so, you to the bottom. Yeah. I don't do a lot of Zoom calls. I go. To, I have to work in person. So. I do a lot of Zoom calls. Whoop. We're falling. <laughs> I'm here for comedy, guys. That's it's it. All right, hun. You good? You being attacked? Me attacked. All right. Carry on. Olo. The okay. name change. So it, it, it. Well, the name change. I would guess that somebody else owned the name and they were using it without permission. They got caught with their pants down and had to rebrand. Now their story is that, you know, they're changing the way things are going. So, oh no, makes more sense. I'm like, neither of these made sense. Olo versus oh no, it's a terrible name. Uh, it's such a money thing too, as everyone knows, to do all that kind of Dude, change and logistics issues like, that you don't just change it because you want they to. They have to cut new molds. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Like, there has to be a better reason than, well, we thought this was better. Yeah, I, there's something they weren't telling people. But, like, in their final update, which, um, you know, the uh, the community posted their final thing on uh, Twitter because their, their, their final goodbye is to backers only. It's one of three posts they made that are only backers can see it. Um, but I guess, like... The guy, per, you know, there was a bad person in the business. They didn't have the money in escrow. The money was stolen for a little bit. They got it back. They had logistics issues. The guy had to put almost 600 grand out of his own pocket. He's got like 5,000 ready to go, but he can't do anything about it. There's warehouses and websites. Yeah, it's like someone get me a freaking violin here. I'm sorry, but like 2016 was not before we all knew about the suicidal race to the bottom problem with 3D printers, right? Mm. This is this is a thing where it was a $100 3D printer that used your smartphone. And hilariously, right, these were like the iPhone 7 and 6 Plus. Like, th think of the timeline for this. Wow, Back yeah. when iPhones still had headphone jacks, and it does require headphone jacks to function properly. So oh, instead so they're, of having, they're screwed now. Well, so instead of having a, uh, a UV LED source and an LCD screen to mask it, they're literally mm -hmm. using the brightness from your phone yeah. as the way to cure the layers. And <clears throat> it doesn't work well. And yeah. every single phone that, is going to be different. And there, there are just so yeah. many issues. UV now, indexes are different. And depending on whether you're OLED or, or IPS, there's like different technologies oh, yeah. and type of screens it's just, no there's way too many variables and, and then oh let's go even i know further, that right? and I'm like... this was back when the peachy printer was around you remember the peachy printer right actually i don't the first 3d printer to ever make a house oh because that was okay yeah, yeah. the owners embezzled all the money and bought a house <laughs> it was another 100 dollars resin 3d printer Hmm. Yeah, that's why I, I made that joke in the video, and I'm very proud of myself for that joke. It was the first 3D printed house. 
but like, yeah, I, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Don't buy printers on Kickstarter because you're not buying a printer. You're buying into the idea that maybe some point a company can deliver a product and you're just getting it for cheaper. Like even with Creality, if I it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. It's right. just that age old, like... Like, I didn't go into the CR30 Kickstarter because it's Creality. They've never done this before. They've never done a belt printer. And mm -hmm. there are so many issues that belt printers can come up with. And lo and behold, I was right! It's like, you know, I've, I've done this once or twice. And I've been burned by a Kickstarter printer. We backed the Phoenix 3D printer on Kickstarter. Oh. And it, it was a great idea for back in the day that was 2013 2014 it was a yeah. good price it was like 300 bucks so it was you know kind of where it would have made sense mm -hmm. but uh, they ran into the same out, issues yeah. like i don't get it people mm -hmm. sell your products for what they're worth now we look at it in 2021 the mm -hmm. ono has no chance none of ever succeeding because mm -hmm. of the fact that you can go get a freaking Elegoo Mars or an Anycubic Photon or God knows whatever cheap resin printers are out there for like $175 to $200. Bucks. And those I got are mine for $120. Yeah. Oh, wow. What? $120. Uh, it was a mono price though, so. Oh, the mo oh, uh, was so. it the Wanhao mono price or the mono price MP resin mini, whatever the hell it was? The, the MP, MP resin mini, the crap one. <laughs> that, yeah, I had one of those too. Uh, yeah, I had one of those. Uh, okay, but it's still it's still in its, it's box. Still... If any if anybody wants to take it off my hands, <laughs> I would fill it full of tannerite and blow it up for you. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't have a resin printer at all. I've never used one before. It's one of my one of the things that's on my bucket list. I wanted to try it out. So we have a I figure for a hundred. But sometimes we get too many projects under our hands. And... Mm -hmm. yeah. well, Alan, we have eleven. So if you ever want to use a resin printer, bro, we we oh, got okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Cool beans. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah, you're the one that showed me that 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 the new online slicer that uses uh, DLP and stuff as well, which is fucking great. Uh, um, was that Kirimoto? Yeah. Okay. They've they've added they've added SLA stuff to it. Well, this is good because we just started our SLA series, and I started with Prusa Slicer because it is the one that is near and dear to my heart, and I think it in terms of a of a resin slicer, I still believe preform which is Formlabs' slicer, is one of the best slicers for mm. resin on the market, bar none. Now, yes, okay. Envision Tech has a better one, and 3D Systems has a crappier one, uh, but, you know, I think for the money of a Formlabs printer, the software should not be as good as it is. It is really, really good. Uh, but, of course, Formlabs now has, like, $11,000 resin printers. Um, my issue is that Chitu box, which is the uh, resin slicer for you know most mm -hmm. cheap res. It's terrible, like yeah, it's it it's just so bad. And yeah. like the Saturn <laughs> and the Mars do not use the same file formats. So right. one is CBD and the other one is CBD DLP. So their their file extensions are different, but there's a way to use UV tools uh, to convert them. So oh, it, nice. it'll work. Uh, and I am testing right now because UV tools can convert whatever you want to whatever you want for resin. I'm going to see if I can convert an SL1 file, which is the native file that Prusa slices in for resin and be able to convert it to something that would work on a Mars photon. And we just got a photon mono X 
Um, so I'm going to be doing an unboxing of that here. I got it on Prime Day for 530 bucks. Like, dude, that's what we call in the industry a sore dick deal. Because you mm-hmm. can't beat it. Uh, <laughs> 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 ah, good old uh. AVE reference in the middle of a podcast. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I like Stism. the cheap resin printers, but the SL1S yeah. is so... Oh, man, I look at it and say, I want this printer so bad. Yeah. Um, it's doing sub-second layers. Damn. Now, it's funny because um, mo- the Saturns are my first mono printers, monochromatic mm-hmm. LCD screens versus full-color LCD on the Marses. Right. A mm-hmm. Mars on the Soraya Tech Fast resin is like eight, eight and a half seconds. Jeez. 2.75 on a Saturn. On the Saturn? Yeah. because the monochrome LCD screens can pass so much more light through it. They don't, uh, uh, they, they don't block as much light. So. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's, if I'm going to end up with one, it's probably going to be a Saturn. If we do it. it. Well, so we bought the mono X because I thought we had a job no. that need, because the mono X is one ninety two by one twenty by two fifty. The Saturn is 192 by 120 by 200. Mm. And for 30 bucks, I'll pay 30 bucks to get an extra two inches. I mean, what guy wouldn't? Am I right, gentlemen? But in in that particular case, the product that we were doing required 240 millimeters worth of vertical height. Got it. So if we weren't going to cut it up, this is how we had to do it. Uh, But cool thing is I actually printed the part for the client they never wanted it. They ended up getting an FDM. Um, my plan was that we were going to meet up in person. They ordered the FDM ones. I said I'd make a resin run and I would show it to them, but I'm going to keep it because it's like $250 worth of resin printing. Um, and that way they could kind of get a difference. But like the dude is completely ghosted me. He, Of course, he paid for the FDM parts, but I have heard nothing since then. Okay. He probably found somebody else or he's sick or whatever. I don't care. Uh, but yeah. I've got this part. But this is going to help us because we also have Anycubic's massive wash and cure station, their big one. Oh, uh, nice. That I was one of the first 1,000 people to buy it. So I got it $169. And like, Alan, if you are looking to get a resin printer, mm. I don't think that people should buy resin printers without washing cure stations. I think they make it so much easier to use those machines. Um uh, and we're going to do like a best practices video for FDM and then a best practices for resin. Um, I was say there's so many different ways to like wash and cure your parts and like, yeah, you can mm-hmm. do it a hundred different ways, but it's just so nice to have it in one spot and just mm-hmm. not yeah. have to deal with 800 different like, things. Some people use and parts. like a bucket with isopropyl alcohol and you put the parts and you kind of jostle it around. Um, <laughs> That's a lot of ISO to get to. It's a quality waste of them. life thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of alcohol to waste, especially yeah. especially over the past year. It's like it was hard to find. It's gonna only gonna get harder unless like that, they they sort out everything that's going on with logistics in the world these days. Yeah, that's true. It, it it does kind of blow my mind though that you know you can have a fully functioning resin 3D printing setup that is mm. relatively safe for less than 500 bucks. Now, I still believe that if you want to do it seriously and you've got a budget that, like, the SL1S, and as much as I'm not a huge fan of Form... Excuse me, I'm not a huge fan of Form Labs. 
but the Form mm-hmm. 3, the Form 3L, mm-hmm. they're not bad printers. Um, you know, how, no, do you, how do you feel about the uh, the, the Form 2s these days? No, it's dated, but... For the right price, I'm interested in them. Yeah. The that was the one the, that was kind of like... Hmm. Huh? That was another one I was going, hmm, maybe. <laughs> the thing with the Form 2 is it has an open mode where it can run you know whatever resin you want, but it doesn't autofill and the wiper doesn't work anymore. Their bottles are all chipped, so they all have uh, DRM chips on them. Yeah. But the bottles also have resealable tops. And the chip, okay. all the chip says is this is what's in the machine. It doesn't tell you how much is in it. It just says okay. that's what's in it. So. Okay, so so we use the Da Vinci method then. We just use the NFC tag. From, well, no, you, you you just refill the bottles. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like the, basically that's what we we um, like the Da Vinci ones. You would like clone the NFC thing or use a thing like that. But same principle. You just make sure that the that the DRM isn't really telling what you're doing. Well, and so it, 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 that that's what I I'm, I'm looking because I've got a bottle of Form Labs casting resin here because you can use <laughs> Form Labs resin in any resin printer as long as they're 405 nanometer. The thing that I prefer over MSLA, over SLA, mm. is that you don't have to deal with the Galvo, and uh, it's just a screen, so it exposes the entire layer at once. So if, if I was doing this big part uh, on a mm. Form Labs machine, it would have taken way longer because the laser has to go and scan, right? right. Versus the screen can just expose it all at once, and Bob's mm. your auntie now. Differences being Form Labs shakes the resin with the little wiper, just like yeah. the SL1S has has the tank dip. Wait, I thought. Uh, oh, I'm I'm thinking of the clip one. Oh, uh, that's uh, carbon. Ah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Not Form Labs. My bad. Okay, well, the carbon <laughs> printer you can't buy it. Oh. You can rent it at forty thousand dollars a year, plus Jesus materials. Christ. Hey, Jeez. look. If you need to do production level on resin quality and don't want to pay for tooling and you're doing this often clip and you know the really fast resin processes out there are stupid good for those wondering about clip i don't <laughs> know what it stands for i guess uh, I've got, continuous I've, uh liquid uh something in printing uh continuous liquid interface production yeah, uh, basically it's an oxygen permeable membrane um mm-hmm that that's how it works so. yeah so they, they you have the laser in the bottom you have a oxygen permeable layer and you basically have the, the bed just pulls as it's it's going and it cures in real time <laughs> yep that's pretty cool yep oh nadav is asking oh N- nadav's behind he's asking new molds for what just web page logo oh yeah yeah for the olo Yeah, they had to redo their molds to the unit. But, um, mm. yeah, man, I, I I don't mind Form Labs. I'm not a huge fan of what Carbon does and mm. how they don't let you own the printer, right? But yeah. there's no one else you can really go to. There's only a couple of companies out there that have that technology down that well. Yeah. Um, well, isn't that still patented as well? Yeah. Oh, hey, Eric's here. Hey, Eric. Refilling the Form Labs cartridges actually only works for about three liters per cartridge because the chips do not have a counter. You can buy third-party universal cartridge chips that you can reset, reprogram. Well, that's cool. Sure. 
I mean, that makes <laughs> sense, right? When an industry is stuck with a relatively defeatable DRM, we're going to defeat it. Um, oh, Hannah, yeah. uh, with Hannah Makes, uh, she was talking mm. in the... Uh, is that public or... Y yes. Okay. I didn't know. I was yeah. just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> hey, listen, you, you, listen, you, you uh, said some other things that weren't public. So I just well, want to make so sure. So the, the break, the, the thing that she was doing is completely public. It, it exists okay. already. The, the printer. Just make sure. So she's, she has a Dimension 1200 SST, which is a soluble support old school Stratasys printer that they don't support okay. at all anymore. Uh, and the filament is all chipped, but it's not just chipped. It knows what's on it. It knows how much filament is on it. But mm -hmm. this code has been cracked years ago where sure. you can just reprogram it literally with an Arduino. And yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was having problems on the Discord and uh, some of us were helping her out. Um, mm -hmm. I was more on the material side because like, I never bothered uh, changing out the chips because I had such an abundance of spools that were empty that didn't know <laughs> they were empty. I just re-spooled them uh, when uh. I had an SST. Uh, but yeah, I... I this industry is not a huge fan of DRM, and when we can crack it, we do. I understand where carbon is coming from, though, because of how crazy their machines are. They want to hold it for maintenance. Um, yeah, I have a feeling it's, it's kind of like those those F1 machines. You really need like the team of people to maintain it. <laughs> ah, Eric says the counters were introduced because Formlabs had a problem with people refilling the cartridges where the rubber valve got worn out and flooded the printers. People sent mm. them for warranty repairs. This is also why I don't like Formlabs printers. So they're not only do they have Galvos. So if for some reason you pierce your bed, yeah. all your resin just now goes into your Galvo system. And a Galvo is a laser with some servo controlled mirrors very yeah. very things you don't want resin to get onto because i don't have an editor but resin is toxic uh i can't have it <laughs> on the screen but um yeah if your seal fails because the the tanks would go in upside down and there'd be an o-ring seal that it would basically push in and then the resin yeah. come out as that o-ring seal fails it's going to dump resin into the printer and oh yeah resin is toxic and it's also toxic for electronics, so. Right, yeah. He said the Form 2 has a cover window, so the resin will not ever get into the Galvos. That was only possible on the Form 1. I have seen Form 2s that have suffered from the failure of the cover, where the cover itself has delaminated from the machine, and resin has found its way in. Ooh. Yep. Now, I'm incredibly certain that it was 100% due to user error. Because they dropped, and I've done this. I've done this myself. They have they dropped their build plate and hit the vat. It punctured the vat and it pushed the, uh, uh, the thing. That's how I broke my first screen. Sure. <laughs> I drop. I dropped a. Uh, I dropped the build plate on one of the Marses. Uh, but we bought oh, seven Marses and we only keep five. Amy has come to say hello. Another dog. Hi. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love them. Eric is right. You can get resin into electronics. Electronics doesn't generally care about resin, uh, but eventually the resin finds its way out, and that's when it becomes problematic. Um, oh. If you manage Depending to break on... the glass, well, then everything is possible. Eric, remember, when it comes to testing products, you should just give them to five-year-olds, give them a hammer and a few pixie sticks, and just and if a five-year-old with a hammer on pixie sticks can break it. Then it's I mean, not they can break about any. It, nah, they can break about anything. <laughs> it, but yeah. I, I understand. Wait. Back when we were doing like 
really, really, really hardcore product development for a few companies. Uh, that's what we actually did. We gave the products to children. Amy, let's do it. And uh, we let them just beat the crap out of it, and we would find the failure modes. And we're like, all right, the kid banged the thing up against a wall and snapped it in half. We're not going to fix that. But when the little hands would start going around and things would break, we were able to fix it before it got into the hands mm -hmm. of consumers because kids are rough. Kids are rough on yep. stuff. Well, it also that also helps you find where things are failing and how before they normally would from regular rudimentary testing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you'll you'll find the weak points a lot quicker. <laughs> Regarding alternatives to carbon, Nexa 3D NXE 400 is a super cool alternative where you actually can buy the printer and it only costs the same as one year of rent of a carbon. So it's about forty thousand dollars, and that's right. cool. Yeah, that that yeah. is an option. Now. Uh, I don't know if Nex uh, if Nexa 3D is popular here in the states. Eric is not in the states. Um, mm. I, I I try not to dox people when I can avoid it. I'm gonna look yeah. at their their site right now to take a look at it uh, because I, I I have a carbon part. I'll never remember. Uh, I'll never forget uh, getting it. I was at Rapid 2016. And this is like right when carbon was. Um, coming out and uh i i went up to the booth and said can i just can i just get a sample oh next to 3d are from the u.s so all right yeah all right yeah, that's fair um i just i remember going up to the carbon guy saying i really want a sample <laughs> and they said well we're talking about investments you got five minutes to make you know a, 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 an interesting topic in this investment talk and if you can do and if you can bring us something interesting then we'll go for it um and so I talked about uh, my days as a salesman and how uh, we would we would carry gold. Uh, we would carry uh, half ounce and one ounce uh, bars of gold with us as a way mm -hmm. to help seal deals. Uh, and talking about what that was worth and the investment that it was and all of that. Because uh, mm -hmm. like, these are not like your, you know, $20,000 car. These were, you know, million dollar sales that I was going into. So, you know, if you slapped an ounce of gold on the tail, it was like, what, $1,400 to help seal a deal on a, you know, million dollar project. <laughs> Brother, that's the cost right. of doing business. That's that's a rounding error worth of cost of doing business. My commission. People are like, that actually works? Oh, hell yeah, it works. Because just... you say, this is yours, whether you choose to, you know, do business with us or not. But I hope you, uh, I only ever had one person that, that, that took the gold and didn't, uh, and didn't actually do business with us. Um, so the, the, the owner that I worked for had this formula down. He's like, he, he literally gave us the gold and said, wow. this is what you're going to do. He said, it just works because as soon as you hand someone a thousand dollars or $1,400 worth of anything, they are indebted to you. Um, hmm. so, you know, that's a thing. I don't, I guess I don't have any, I've never seen a Nexa 3d in person. Um, but these are cool. Their build volumes, huge kind of. That's what I hate. Mark Forge is like this too, which we'll talk about them because they just went public. Um, this mm. build plate is uh, 275 by 155 by 400. So 10.8 by 6.1 by 15.7 inches. It's that 6.1, man. Like, come on. It's the same thing what? like a, a, a Mark Forge Mark II. Its build volume is tiny. Uh, hold on. Didn't sound that bad. That, that small. <laughs> it's the six inches is the problem. Uh, ah. Yeah. So a Mark Forge Mark II build plate is twelve point six by five point two by six inches. 
5.2. Yeah, and then the 6. Why are you going to give me 12 in one axis at 12.6 and then give me less than half on all of the others? It's like, guys. And, like, I get it. If you're buying a Mark Forge, it's because you want that continuous carbon fiber. And, boy, howdy, there is nothing else like it. We are looking at potentially getting an X7. Um, but I have mm. a, I have a buddy who can get me a really good deal on it. I know the CFO of worth additive, uh, met him on a 3d printing drinking call. I don't drink, but it's still fun for me. Uh, dude, <laughs> th this last call that we had, we spent, oh, a good hour and a half talking about the engineering of toilets because somebody on the call is an, <clears throat> is an additive manufacturing intern at Kohler in Michigan. Or Wisconsin, excuse me, Kohler, Wisconsin. Okay. And, uh, yeah, she showed us all, you know, she showed us the videos that they do, because, you know, they're all public, where they yeah. use poop analogs. They have, like, areas, it, it's, um, uh, what is, it's a sausage casing full of, uh, uh, brown bean paste. And it's, like, certain, <laughs> certain measurements. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, oh, but, wow. like she talked about how they do 3d printing cause they, they 3d print all their molds to start. They try one, uh, because the way they do their molding process is insane. Uh, but like, yeah. that's the kind of random things you have on there. And sometimes you meet like the president or I don't think he's the president, but he's definitely high up in X one is always on there. We hmm. have people that are actively involved in these SPACs. It's a special purpose acquisition company, I believe. Okay, cool. And that's actually how Mark Forge went public. Special purpose acquisition company. Hey, Grant remembered it. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah You're getting so, a little pixely, by the way. Oh, am I? I don't know if it's on my. I don't know if it's on my side. Well, dang. Amber, am I pixelady for you? No. So I think it might be on your end. I'm not dropping frames, Good. so it's. Well, it's I mean, you two are on the. You two are on yeah. the same network, so you could be. Uh, I'm not seeing that I'm dropping frames, end. so I should be okay. Okay, cool. My Just wanted to make sure your stream was fine. Mildly pissed off at me. Uh, but yeah, Mark Forge actually went public on Thursday, and I thought they did something really cool. They they 3D printed their own bell that's designed off of the bell for the New York Stock Exchange. Wait, wait, like like a ringable bell? Yeah. Well, Mark Forge has their Metal X, which is a yeah, metal yeah, yeah. 3D printer. The problem yeah, yeah. is the Metal X is too tiny to do the bell in one piece, so they cut it up ah. into pie. In, 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 into pie pieces um but yeah their stock did not do well how do they assemble it oh i don't know i'm just curious what method they used I... that, something that they would have to be able to withstand resonance of some kind yeah. uh they didn't act so they rang that bell uh they uh yeah but the nyse rang a different one i'm just checking yeah so they opened at uh nine dollars and 94 cents and uh they are currently trading at eight dollars 28 mm. but i mean that is pretty typical yeah. joel has a video from ces 2020 where nexa prints a full bill plate full with 25 millimeter tall sample parts in eight minutes or something like that and yep that is my experience with carbon as well they are so cool. Like you see their marketing videos, you're like, that's gotta be sped up. And no, then they like not. zoom out a little bit and there's a a, a clock and you're like, yeah. shit. <laughs> did, did you see the one where they were doing like their keynote speech or something and they had it on the stage and it finished the print by the time the guy was done talking. 
Yeah. That's cool. And, like, from a business standpoint, when we used to do, like, when we would go to businesses, back before I was injured, uh, when we would go to businesses, we would take printers with us, and I would have to make something that I could print out in less than one hour. Right, so the printer had to get set up, had to get heated up, had to print, had to finish and cool down before one hour was done. So there's very little that you can print unless you're bringing like a Voron V0 or something, right. uh, which I might end up doing like a Voron build, but we're going to need a lot more subscribers before I do that. Speaking of which, <laughs> there are 10 of you currently watching. Please like the video. It helps our channel grow. Um, I see Thrasher's hanging out on here as well. How you doing, Thrasher? Um, he's like, live? Yes, homie. We're doing it live. That means we can say whatever we want, and there's nothing that anyone can say but censor us. I don't know. Did he mean live? Did they mean live about the print or live about your podcast? Oh, I don't know. You're talking about the oh. keynote and the printing. Maybe he is. I don't know. Uh, Dad's RC Workbench is here. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Dad's RC Workbench. How you doing? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> Thrasher wants to do. <laughs> See, V-Zeros are cool, but they're like $700 for a 120mm cube build volume. Yeah. But, Alan, you can print with accelerations at 1G. Easily. Damn. Yeah, easily. That's the Voron? Yeah, the V-Zero. Uh, Tom mm. Sadlatterer uh, did a V2.4 and gave a huge middle finger to the Clipper community because they are absolute dicks. And I want to call them out too. Oh. Y'all doing Clipper. Can you all like not be dicks, please? Like I haven't heard about this. What's going on? Oh God. So there was a war between Octoprint and Clipper and Clipper saying that yeah. we're better. And like they, 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 people can argue that till the end of the day, but it got like harassment level problems. Wait, 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 wait. The Clipper and Octoprint aren't they they're not mutually exclusive. They can work together for one. They can and work they together. saw not only can they work together, but they, they fill different gaps in the technology. They do, yeah. So chain. Clipper Clipper does a lot so, of that input shaping stuff. Um which will help yeah, yeah, yeah. you get incredibly fast accelerations. Duet yeah, can yeah. now do it natively. Um so Tom is actually refusing okay. to use Clipper because of the way that he was treated in the community. Which I wow. totally stand by. I totally stand by. Um, you can't print that fast on most Core XYs, Lightspeed says. Um, Thresh says, I have two of them, and they are wonderful little printers. They are, but good lord, they're so expensive. Timothy Hooglin says, if you're going to talk down about a product, base it on the correct information. Uh, see, see the comment above that? There's another oh, comment. Oh, just wanted to chime in and say, you got the easy... ABL sensor completely wrong. It's not inductive. It's capacitive, and the accuracy is 0.01 or better. We did fix that it was capacitive, not inductive, and mm -hmm. it is not 0.01 or better according to their website. So we used what they gave us on their website, um, but Alan is still hitting an order of magnitude better than that for reference, which I know for most people really the point. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not. That's not really the point of, it, of it's my sensor. Anyway, literally a measuring contest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's not. It's not the point of your sensor. No, uh, the the point of my sensor is to, to make the configuration and and calibration step easier. <laughs> and when you when you're dealing with offsets, if you have a sensor that's hanging off the side of your of your hot end, it's not gonna it's not gonna oh be my completely God. accurate. I know who Timothy is. This is TH3D. 
He's in our chat. Oh. oh, cool. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, he's like, I literally own TH3D. I'm like, shit, it is him. Well, then you got to update your website, dude. We we did fix that it was capacitive. We, we did talk about that. Uh, but then you got to update your website and, and, and put the numbers on there. Your website's data that you, mm-hmm. that you can hit 0.02 or better. But like, I, I can... mean, that technically is not wrong. What? I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's not technically. Um, but it, it's like mm. saying... And this is the tough part, right? If someone installs it poorly on their machine, they're going to get crap results, and that's going to skew the results. Even with Allen sensor or any sensor in general, if they're not yeah. well rigidly mounted, you're going to get crap results no matter what you do. It's yeah. garbage at the end of the day. Yeah. He wants to know where you're seeing that. There are no stats on the product page. Where are you seeing that? Uh, do I still have it pulled up? I looked up, oh, do I, ha- let me see where I have it. Cause like I read it direct from the website. So give me just a second to find it. I have probably, I'm going to check my, my search history here for it because I want to be able to provide the exact link. Probably a good idea. Help T3D uh, make sure that their site sites showing accurate data. Well, yeah. And you know, mm-hmm. if there's something wrong, I want to make sure that we correct it as well. Right. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we I don't, uh, don't want to, don't want to talk down on anybody. No, if they're, if they're no, doing we the wrong uh, Here is. Yeah. I, it took me a bit because I, I never use his full name. So it's always Tim. Mm. <laughs> and it took me a little bit like Tim who Damn it, that's TH3D. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, Shit, do you want to get him on? I'd be happy to talk to him. <laughs> well, we a little late in the game for that, but I do want to have him <laughs> on. That'd be kind of cool to have the two of you on together. That would be. Uh, and, and that's right. Tim says that the product page doesn't quote accuracy because it varies based on person's printer. That's probably got to be one of the most annoying things. I do see it stating at 0.01, but when I Googled it, so all I did is I Googled accuracy of easy ABL. It brought oh, me to show, show... Is it showing you maybe like the, the Google like no, at the results bo- or something? It, 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 at the bottom, it, it dragged it says, me to the bottom. Well so yeah. it, it said a good probe should consistently give a range of hundreds of millimeter, e.g. 0.05. An exceptionally good probe will have a range in the thousands. Easy ABL typically tests under 0.02. And that's that's what I said uh, on yeah. well set up machines with no mechanical electrical issues. And we talked about mechanical electrical yeah. issues. I'm actually going to be using an easy ABL for the first time because we have one on a dead printer in the garage. Um, yeah, so the, the Google pulls directly from the bottom. Um, so, and Tim can't, Tim can't do anything about that. There's yeah. literally nothing that he can do. That's, that's, that's an algorithm thing. Yeah, that, that's Google's algorithm. It does the same shit for us. So, um, what you could do, Tim, um, is if you change it to like under 0.19, it might show up as the point one and said, I don't know. The way that Google does things is terrible. Uh, but I'm going to be using an easy ABL. And for full disclosure, this is an unknown printer to me. It's an Ender 5 Plus. Um, mm. The guy bought it, never has been able to get it to run, brought it into us to put it on the healing bench. And I looked at it and said, okay. wait a minute. This has a TH3D easy ABL. 
He's like, what's oh. that? I said, oh my God, okay. Uh, <laughs> it also has a direct drive conversion, which is pretty cool for an Ender 5. So I'm really excited nice. to get hands on this because I've talked about that without auto bed leveling, Crealities aren't great. And I've mentioned Easy ABL before and that I like mm -hmm. what they do because it's like crazy cheap. Um, yeah. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go to their store right now and actually give like numbers. Yeah, <laughs> like the pro is sixty-five dollars. And right. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay on a. There's some more comments. On a, I know, I know. Okay. On a three hundred dollar printer, sixty five dollars is a little bit, but if you want to run mm -hmm. these on a professional level, sixty five dollars on a two or three hundred dollar printer, dude, like, mm -hmm. come on, that's that, an easy, easy, easy buy. Um, that and he's actually got real kits. I've just got to. Oh, he said the article is also based on the Easy ABL, <laughs> not the Pro. Yay, Google, uh, for not doing that. So Tim, you can help me out then. How do yeah. I know? if the probe that I'm working on is a pro or not, because I, I have no clue about this. Um, we tell customers 0 0.01 or lower. If they don't test under 0 0.01, support will help them find the issue. I, and I see, these are all things. I have notes for this, for this live stream that I have contacted TH3D using not my real name to see what their support is like. And it's really freaking good. Um, and my plan was to contact the support during the live stream to see if I could get like a live response. Um, Cause I don't know if this probe, I don't even know if the printer has been flashed correctly. Uh, the pros have a mean well power supply. That's kind of cool. Ah, Pro nice. probes are black PC ABS cases. The old ones are metal. I did not see any cases on this Ender 5 Plus. Now I wasn't looking for it either so I, I want to be very clear might about be, that it, it, it might be hiding inside the electronics enclosure. that would be my guess um uh, i'm gonna pull it up here because the i found it on the website uh i still mm -hmm. i still have it open like a like a ding dong here um <laughs> yeah but yeah i found i found like the actual kit on the website and i don't have it available mm -hmm. anymore because I screwed up because um, I have way too many Chrome windows open. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe it does have the pro. Now it does have its little strain relief is red instead of blue. I don't know if that's a distinction or not, but maybe it does. Um, I think he's referencing. Excuse oh, okay. I think he was referencing the Ender Pro. Not the easy ABL mm. pro, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know either. This is this is the, the bad thing about YouTube comments on live streams is that they come to us like 20 seconds after we say things. So if we mm. said something and you commented and then we reference it after we've already been talking about things, it's literally because we're seeing it effectively but, in the future for you. Your yeah. comments are showing up later on for us. Red strain try switch pro. Okay. Uh, cool. Cool. And uh, yeah. I did literally, during this podcast, Tim, order nice. a Ender 3 V2 to do a review <laughs> on because they were like 160 something dollars. So uh, uh, stop telling me that I want to go buy one myself. Oh, dude, I, I put the affiliate link in, the, in, in, in our in our group chat. You can you can go get it if you want. Like a hundred and sixty five dollars for an Ender 3. And look, Ender 3s are not my, amazing 3D printers, but my significant other will, will kill me. if I, do that. Huh, I have 11. I, mine's mine didn't have anything to say. 
I'm just staying out of it. <laughs> you know how well, my okay, prisoners so, are in this house a lot. Uh huh. Yeah, my my business is, is predicated on having them though. So that's the well, same with it. Is that's why I don't say anything. <laughs> it is very true. Tim, yeah. um, are we are we connected on Twitter? If we are connected on Twitter, DM me. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I have a few questions that I want to ask you before I do this live stream. Cause I need yeah. to verify this thing is actually flashed. Cause I, I yeah. don't know. And I don't know how to check. I mm. was expecting a bone stock ender five plus to come to my door. And <laughs> those are so much easier to deal with, right? Because, okay. It's manual bed leveling. The guy probably doesn't have it leveled correctly. Easy yeah. peasy lemon squeezy. Yep. But this, this one isn't, and there's a lot of unknowns for me. Um, but yes, uh, so he's saying, I, oh, look at this, Alan. I will agree that the Easy ABL is in a different class than Alan's. We actually provide a full kit and technical support, which makes it quick to install and use. And you know what? That's yep. that's true. Uh, that and, is very true. I will, <laughs> and their pricing reflects it too, right? I think they're about double your price. But yeah, the are. fact that they're providing support at a $65 price point, yep. ridiculous. And I see there's a phone mm -hmm. number. Uh -huh. There's a phone number yeah. on their website. Wow, you get a phone support. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Hey, so, Tim, like, I, could we, yeah. could we like, <laughs> could I totally have you on the Wednesday live stream and we break and we go through this printer together and see if it's actually broken? Because that'd be kind of <laughs> cool. It's yeah, noon yeah. On, on, it's noon Eastern on, on Wednesday. I know it wasn't something I was going to do, but you know, hey, what the hell? You're here. I might as well ask. All our technical support mm -hmm. people are from the 3D printing community and of the USA. Dude, yeah. you know, normally I would remove people that are coming on here to just like, you know, talk about their products. Plug. But like we were talking about the product earlier. So I want this stuff up. This is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Tim, thanks, Happy for, to have him. thanks for coming over, man. Uh, and I guess mm -hmm. that's probably Lightspeed that tweeted at him and said, hey, come over here and yell at these people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're we're trashing his product without him being here. Let's let's go make sure. Okay, I wasn't trashing it. We were we were trying to make comparisons, and yeah, it's not it's not TH3D's fault that no. Google takes you to the bottom of the page where the numbers are worse than they are at the at the top of the damn page. <laughs> uh, right. And yet, it, this is this is just the way that she goes sometimes. Um, mm. I do want to clarify: we do offer technical support over email. Oh, we yeah. do our technical support over email. We do have remote mm. PC stuff and phone at an additional charge. Email is better ah. because we need picks and configs to figure out what the person needs to sort out. And see, Always. that's awesome. USA-based yeah. support. They know mm -hmm. about email. Live chat would be cool. That's going to like get you mm -hmm. on the level of Prusa, but I think we all know how much extra work that takes. And it's probably yeah. not worth it. Where email, you can have truncated responses ready to go. Where for yeah. chat that may not be as easy. Oh, uh, I, I have I have the Discord set up on mine for for that. Um, but yeah, I basically do this do most of my my troubleshooting through there. Thrasher, so let's. Thrasher mm -hmm. HT is saying he personally prefers the strain gauge style bed probes, but that's just me. Mm. Is that like what you have then? Is that is that what he's referencing? No, Piezos? no. What he's uh, so no strain gauges are a very different beast. They're usually piezoresistive instead of piezo piezoelectric. Okay. So they're, uh, they're you're you have an analog um, device uh, pin basically being pulled, that's going and testing um, a gauge, and when uh, when you have uh, strain applied to it, the resistance changes. So um, most of the time, that's how those work. But um, there's uh, there's two downsides to that. One, 
is that you have to engineer that into the into the printer from like beginning when you're when you're dealing with mechanical stuff. So that's something that you can't add on afterward. So that's a problem, not necessarily a big one. But if, if you're doing if you're trying to, to like buy a printer with one of these already installed, that's great. That's what they're for. Um, the other problem with those is that it's not as fast. Um, and anything that's analog polling requires software processing to do. And uh, my, my sensor is all hardware based. It interrupts, it, it actuates in 26 nanoseconds as opposed to software stuff, which is usually typically, typically between 20 and 50 milliseconds. Oh, 26 <laughs> nanoseconds. He knows the exact number. Um, so uh, THD is actually offered to come on. Do we want to bring him on? Oh, please. All right, let's do it. Uh, he's like, I see you're using StreamYard. No, no, it is not that fancy. It's actually a Zoom call. And mm -hmm. uh, we we use OBS. Uh, and I pull it all into OBS. Uh, <laughs> you just have to send him a link, I guess. Yeah, I, I just did. I DM'd it to him on Twitter. Cool. Um, isn't that what is on one of the creative printers? Yes, Justin. The This bed probe that we're talking about, the owner who's in the comments right now, I've got one of his bed probes on a printer that I have no idea what's going on uh, are we right. am i following th3d no what the hell grant follow yeah. them there you're gonna have to fix them. me up too huh huh you have to fix me up on that too huh what do you mean yeah no well, I'm, I'm gonna get on twitter and, and make sure that i'm following him as well yeah tim's, tim's <laughs> like hey if it works <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna wait for him to come in there is no uh there's no waiting room so whenever you join it it will instantly bring you in uh, and then I will pop us over to the uh, the four person. The names are going to be totally wrong, uh, but I'll okay, fix it'll that. It'll be named musical chairs. Well, no, <laughs> uh, well, uh, who was the last person on the four person? Oh, mm. hey, Alan, Amber, and John were the last ones on the four person. So all I have to do is change is change the one when Tim comes on. Cool. Um, <laughs> are you sure it was me? It's what I it says think... on the it's what it says on the four person when I go to it. I've never cool. been on with Alan though before. I I don't think I had either. The last one was I was on was a three. Weird. Yeah. Maybe it's like combining them. Uh, so I found TH3D's Twitter. Yep. Is it's Tim at separate from that? TH3D Studio. Yeah, uh, you I know got what? that. I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop because I'm the only one that can drop links. Because I guess that makes sense, so people can't spam everything. But we'll, we'll drop TH3D's Twitter uh, in the comments for you guys this is unexpected this is just mm. cool that we're gonna we've never had like an in the middle of an episode guest there he is yeah oh well, hello tim is now amber so i have to go through and start changing <laughs> names amber is alan and alan is john so give me just a we're second both A's. Uh, how you doing right. tim he's uh he's muted oh, oh yeah you're muted. oh can you hear me now cool. yeah Good. <laughs> What's up? Like yeah, Lightspeed, Lightspeed, uh, Lightspeed texted me. Um, <laughs> so it's like, no, I mean, I don't care what people use. I just want to make sure stuff is set straight because we spend a lot of time on those probes. Oh, Very no, bad. dude, seriously. And yeah, blame yeah, Google. Happy with that. I'm sorry. Blame <laughs> Google. When, when, yeah. When... So, so that, that's why I was like, where is he getting actually? Because, like I said, we don't publish. We don't publish like, oh, you're going to get this because I can't guarantee someone else's printer. I don't oh, know if yeah. they have everything physically mm -hmm. built well. I can tell you in any one of these machines in here, even with <laughs> uh, a couple I have with the older probes, um, they'll pull under 0 0.01 every single time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's really depends on how well the machine's built. And so 
Um, the older probes, just the regular easy ABL, those were um, for the V1s, those were an 80 hertz pulling rate. Uh-huh. The V2s and V3s, um, so there were a couple different versions. You had the V1, and then we went to the V2. Those went from 80 hertz pulling rate to 100 hertz. So they're taking mm. 100 samples every second to see if, mm. hey, is there something in front of me, yeah. um, you know, in the detection zone. So, yeah. and then the V3, we introduced power filtering on board because a lot of the crappy Chinese printers, um, yeah. they, you <laughs> that's, know. The, that's exactly the, what, what screws up my sensor too. Yeah, the, the ripple. So we have, yeah. on, so the board, our board actually is, has reverse voltage protection, but the combination of that diode for the reverse voltage protection and the capacitors on there mm-hmm. um, allows us to decouple the power. So our sensor, instead of getting power that's like this, if you have a power slide, it's got a ton of ripple. It gets yep. a nice smooth curve and it also doesn't allow, you know, your printer bed or your hot end heaters and stuff that's high draw to drain those caps that. Mm-hmm. So um, yep. that's what we did on the V3. The V3.1 was another one and we changed, we actually added a braided shielding to the wiring on those mm-hmm. sensors. And now the pros, we not only have a braided shielding, but the cable is composed of, you got your three wires for the actual sensor, the uh, positive input, the ground, and then the return signal mm-hmm. that gets pulled to ground when it's triggered. And then we also have, there's three pieces of like a like a string, like a cloth string for strain relief of a layer of foil, and then a uh, tight wound braiding. Oh, so, nice. Um, and then the- You're double shielding basically then. Yes, I have, mm. um, I actually have, um, I cut away one of our cables because people are asking because the main thing I don't like to be about the BL touches is that they always use this really thin unshielded wire. You're running it next to all your heaters, your stepper motor yep. wires, and it picks up the interference and it trashes the accuracy of the sensor. Yep. Um, you know, we don't have to worry about any of that stuff with it. So, and then we drain all that, anything that the shielding picks up gets drained out to ground. Nice. So, um, you know, we've, we've thought about a lot of that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a full, you know, our thing's also a full kit. So like, let's say you're putting on your printer you're like, I don't know, I'm getting, you know, terrible accuracy. Um, our guys will walk you through, you know, be like, Hey, send us a picture of this, this, and this, and then they'll start narrowing down. Okay. Where is the mechanical problem on the printer? Did you calibrate the sensor correctly? Did you mount it at the correct distance? Cause there's a set distance that we found the sensors perform well, because like, yep. for example, the 18 millimeters, they'll detect anywhere from one to 10 millimeters, but the sweet spot for getting that higher accuracy is about four to five. So that's what we have people right. calibrate them at. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, to, I mean, to, to give you an idea, we are, our team fields about 350 tickets a month um, for our technical support Dang. tickets. And we've got three full-time guys that all they do is customer service and technical support. That's all they do. I want to point something out because you started off as like just a guy running it out of a room kind of deal. And now you have full-time staffers that are strictly just doing support. Yes. So we have, there's myself. So there's myself, my wife, we're the two owners. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have uh, Joe, our operations manager. He actually owns, he's a guy, have you heard of the Daedalus printer? Oh Uh, yeah. So Joe's our operator. Joe, he's been on this podcast. Yeah, Joe's Joe's Joe works here about twenty to twenty-five hours a week just doing operations management. We've got a full-time shop manager, and we have two shop technicians as well. And then I've got a engineer in Georgia that mm. does like our, our PCB runs and everything, and does the majority of the design. You know, for gotcha. like uh, you know our entire you know boards that we design, like these little guys yeah. here, our actual so control board. That, so, I'm I'm that guy for for Grant basically. It's true. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Alan is our, Alan, I don't know how to do electronics. Can you handle this guy? Yeah. yeah. So my, my problem is I can do the electronics. I don't have the time. That, that is my other problem. I can... That's the hardest part about running the business is like handing off stuff and hoping, oh, you dude, know, putting it? trust Somebody... in people. Yep. You know? <laughs> um, you know, we finally, we have, a, I'm really happy with our team we have right now. I don't even know how many people we have. I'd have to count, but I want to say it's about 10 people, including myself and uh, Samantha. So, nice. um, but yeah, no, um, I mean, we take stuff really seriously. We stock over 160 different products, um, in our that. shop. Yeah. We, we ship anywhere from 1500 to 2200 orders a month right now. Nice. I always so, I talk to people. I'm like, I am in the wrong damn business, but then it's like, <laughs> Oh, he's got three full-time people just answering emails yes. and phone calls. So that, yeah. for those out there that don't understand that kind of a cost, that is no less than $2,000 a month. Oh, our, our, our payroll is almost $30,000 a month. Right yeah. Now. So, well, so when you're like, it's... oh, he's shipping, that's a lot of product. And then you're like, oh yeah, he's at 30 <laughs> grand a month in cost. payroll. Yeah. That's the, just payroll. One of my that's pups decided he, he's, he needs some help at the moment. Go be right back. Okay. That's, I mean, that's, that's not including any other overhead. Um, you know, we're right, right around that mark. So, but I mean, the company's grown. We've had this, these last couple of years have been insane um, for, everything going on i don't want to get your channel flags so i won't say the magic word that youtube hates uh, <laughs> the, the human malware situation <laughs> <laughs> i love it no you know we, we've actually talked about it before amber is actually an icu nurse and she had they've she... flagged our videos for even mentioning the word did they? like they've they've put them uh the the yellow ineligible or restricted monetization well, then we won't mention a... it, but amber has I don't worked know. in uh in those wards um, I still do. Like, why does. is that a flag? Cool. That's ridiculous. We, I, I've had, a, there's other YouTubers I've talked to. Um, I got the human malware thing from uh, uh, Steve over at Gamers Nexus refers to it like that. So I was like, I'm going to do that so they don't flag our stuff, you know? Okay. Oh, wow. You got 15,000 <laughs> subscribers too. Nice. Yeah. The the YouTube, the channel is more of a pet project for me. I mean, we do use it as an avenue for promotion, but, mm. you yeah. know, it's kind of cool that i'm able to carve out time we do uh q a sessions twice a week on on wednesdays and fridays at 5 p.m central so if you can ask any questions about any 3d printer topics doesn't have to be about our products so nice. um yeah we do that um a lot of a lot of moving parts here so especially mm -hmm. with uh you know we've had to completely redesign our control board to use a different processor because of all the silicon shortage stuff happening oh, oh that's true so, yeah yeah, because you're yep, running a completely I, separate processor. It's like a, 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 a piggyback on the main printer processor, right? Well, I'm talking about for our control boards. So we use a, mm -hmm. for our, this is the this one's no longer being made. This is the EasyBoard uh, Lite V12. And okay. this is yeah. using an NXP LPC 7269. We can't find them anywhere. I They're know all, parts, yeah. they've, been, they've been out of stock for, for over a year now. Um, yep. So we had to switch over to an STM32 platform, and luckily we hedged our bets and bought a bunch of processors back in March before we even had the board done and tested. Um, you know, it was a CPU that wasn't even supported Marlin, so I worked with uh, Scott over at uh, the Marlin dev team, and we started getting all that done. So we have a new board. I'm just waiting on the second revision, so a prototype in one of the machines here that's been running great. There's a couple little things that need to change around on the PCB. Um, and then we're doing one more revision and testing it. And then we should be a market in about a month, month and a half on the new boards. So cool. we can actually get the chips. Uh, the easy ABLs, luckily don't, the, the only 
you know, we, we use uh, OptoIC to do the isolation between the actual signal side and the power side. Um, those we haven't had supply issues on, but we also bought a ton of them just to have. So, um, but yeah, so, I mean, like one of the things, my, the one, the one thing, like the one main thing with the, the easy ABL versus, you know, like specifically like BL touches, like I wouldn't not, not trying to, you know, dig on your piezo stuff, but the piezo, I've messed with them. They work. The problem mm -hmm. is they're really complicated compared to just something that you can attach to an existing hot end design. Um, cause you have to integrate it into that hot end design and, you know, also mm -hmm. the learning curve with users. I can only imagine users <laughs> trying to properly get that all set up is probably yeah. even more of a headache than, you know, adding a, a probe onto an existing carriage. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, if, uh, if, you know, get it in terms of the thing, I think the reason that it is a very popular product is because we do have the support. We do have all the firmware set pre-set up. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, we do, I don't even know how many machines we support at this time. I, I think it's 30 or 40 different machines at this point. And then we also have to yeah. account for all the different boards that came in these machines because Creality sure. likes to just uh, be like, hey, we're changing everything to a 32-bit processor with no notice. And we're not telling anybody. And it's uh, <laughs> Russian roulette on what you get in the box when you buy an Ender 3. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but do, do they do that with the with the originals or is that that's just the v2 and, and beyond no 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 so the uh the ender 3 uh and the ender 3 pro they're basically the same yeah. machine right um yeah. with some changes power supply and the the y mm -hmm. rail and mm -hmm. that's about it um yeah but they came with they they came with the v113 board they then yeah. they came with the v114 which were atmel 1284p boards and then right. just randomly last year um 32-bit boards started showing up you know oh. so we're having we're trying to you know we had to then scramble to be like okay well no one you know Crowley's not being like these are now shipping with 32-bit boards oh yeah they're not gonna tell people that <laughs> you know we like for example we did a we did a build out of a bunch of ender threes for uh college here and we bought yep. a dozen of them and half of them came with 32-bit boards and half of them came with 8-bit boards yeah so um we ended up changing them all out to the same board so they can run the same firmware for ease of use with them um you know, but then had to make firmware then for that board. And it was very early support in Marlin 2. So we had to scramble. There was like a two month gap where if you had a 32 bit board in your Ender 3, uh, 3 Pro or 5, um, we didn't have firmware to run our kit. So, but we mm. ended up putting it out, told everybody, like, hey, you know, we're aware that this board exists now. And, you know, Reality doesn't have a notification system saying, hey, you know, they're not calling it like, you know, the Ender 3 you know, 32 bit, they're just, it's the same product. At some yep. point, Tim, I'm just expecting the Ender 3 Pro V2 9001 edition. Uh, Cause uh, honestly- <laughs> They're not gonna change the numbers. And and when they do, they they reuse the same number over time. You know how, many, yeah. how much confusion there's been caused? Uh, you know, people will buy like a fan or something for their CR10, but mm -hmm. the CR10 is a 12 volt machine, but they really have a CR10 V2 or a V3. Um, or a CR 10s Pro, or maybe it's a CR 10s Max, but there's all these machines it's with so CR 10s in the name. And people have no idea uh, half the time what they actually have um, in their machine or what machine yep. they actually have. You know what I mean? Yep. So, funny thing is that this is a phenomenon that maps across a lot of different industries. So, like my real job is I, I work in, in the medical device, device industry, I, I support a bunch of uh, products for uh, that do medical um, video technology kind of things. 
Um, and like, yeah, same kind of shit happens with certain manufacturers. We'll, we'll just get a new, we'll get a product that we've been buying for years and they've randomly swapped one IC out without telling us, or they've, uh, they've gone and changed the way that this, um, this particular, um, USB devices uh, is tagged or like it, it's, it's IDs, it's hardware IDs have changed and they didn't send us a change and an engineering notice and all our shit breaks. <laughs> yeah. I'm yep. surprised that happened in the medical industry because usually isn't there a long certification process there is. involved if you change components on, on the boards? There is, but the things that, that usually this happens on aren't for medical devices specifically. They're usually the supporting like ancillary uh, peripherals that we've, we've, we're getting, we're, we're buying. Exactly. So in this particular instance, it was a type of mouse. Okay. <laughs> so like it was it, actually that no, that one was a keyboard. I bet um, that one is a not like we have like medical grade keyboards and stuff like that. So they're not supposed to do it. And that this particular instance, they did um, the, the what the change was, though, was just a change in the ID. Like, the, you know, when you plug a USB device and you get like, yeah, a it's got a unique hardware ID. Exactly. So yeah. that had changed without anything else about it have changing. So they didn't get dinged by the um, by the regulatory body. But it um, that change in the ID made the software things that we use for security not recognize it as a proper device. So it didn't right. allow it because it's be not. Used. It's I'm assuming there's a whitelist <clears throat> of what acceptable USB IDs are allowed to be plugged into. Exactly. Machine. Among other things, it's to prevent people from doing like malware and shit like that. So yep. yeah, exactly. Which is so, I mean huge these days. Look at all the attacks that have been happening. Uh, my my background before I started this was in uh, IT management. Yeah, so, um, you know, all the stuff we do, uh, all the all the the website you see, I did all that my, ourself. Um, you know, we have, you know, like for our control boards, we actually have a uh, site. You know, if you guys mm -hmm. have ever tried compiling firmware VS Code, sometimes it goes well and other times it doesn't work at all. Yep. Um, <laughs> with the, we literally have a website for our board. You literally go to the site, you click through your options and it compiles it server side and then presents you with uh, a bin file to put on the SD get, card. You guys did like the, the repeteer thing. No, it's it's it actually compiles the firmware. It's not just a config file. Ooh. And yeah. see, that's what I'm worried about is that this printer that someone put this upgrade on, God knows when, did mm -hmm. not do the firmware. Yeah. And so it's not working the way that it should. I have mm -hmm. not turned it on yet. I was going to literally do this like a lot of times we get printers that come in and the only thing that is wrong is the person that was operating it. There was one time, and that's and I, that's I mean, Tim, I that, that's not? not uncommon. Um, I mean, a lot of the times we'll get we'll get returns on products, and we'll get them, and we'll throw them on a printer. And we're like, there's there's nothing wrong with this. I had a gentleman <laughs> unclog his printer. Oh with no, one of these. not with that. Those oh, get dear. way too hot. You can actually melt. He, yep. Tim, he did <laughs> not take the, the printer apart when he went to unjam. Oh dear God. He melted the entire friggin' and this is not like you know an Ender three. This was a Prusa. An eight hundred dollar Prusa. To be fair, to be fair, people buying Prusas are not usually electrically inclined. They're buying because they want a printer that works out of the box. I mean, that's I think fair. Usually, I usually I think there, there's, yeah, a, there's plastic kind of a... and real hot. You'd be surprised the stuff oh, we've, we've I seen. I work at a hospital. <laughs> I know. <laughs> people knows. do this with their own bodies, let alone other things. So oh dear god. <laughs> yeah, um, my buddy Joe was a uh, was a medic for a yep. while. He's got some crazy, crazy stories. Joe, <laughs> you guys ever hang day, out? Has the longest episode of our podcast. It is almost five hours. <laughs> like because. I've, I've, Amber and I have been dating for almost five years now. And of course, the minute I, you know, kind of clued Joe into the fact that I knew stuff about medical, we 
hardcore shifted away from the Daedalus and 3D printing and went right into <laughs> yeah. medical for like two hours. Well, and the, I don't know if you know this, the Daedalus uses our sensors on it. Yes, it does. Yeah. So he, he's using our smaller 12 millimeter sensor because in this was actually a prototype unit uh, before Joe was even you know working for us doing the management stuff. Um, I had bought this as one of the as one of the beta testers, and it came with a BL Touch. And mine, on like the third or fourth print, the BL Touch just decided not to trigger and bent its pin. And then like a couple of other people's Daedalus's did it. And he's like, looking, he's like, your your easy yeah. ABL work with a duet board, right? I was like, yeah, it's just it just emulates a normally open end stop. I was like, yeah. So he put that on there. So that's now what they're shipping with. So um, as far as I know, he's only had one probe failure out of i don't even know how many he's sold he hasn't given me his sales numbers <laughs> i've, I've so. been trying to uh like we're at a point where i want to get another big printer and i think it's gonna i think the next one's gonna be a daedalus because they they do punch it's, above their it's solid class. every it's it's funny because one of my one of my guy that runs our uh our print firm every time he comes me off he's like man i want one of those and he's like touching it and everything and he's like i was like it's i mean it's a nice piece of kit for if you want yeah. something that, that has the big build build volume yeah. and like we've, works and has proper you know metal parts on everything like there's <laughs> the i think the only thing that's fdm print on that machine is a spool holder everything else if yeah. there's stuff that is printed it's sls nylon um all the metal parts are all cnc uh, milled aluminum like it's he, he put it, there's a lot grand. of time into that machine yeah and, and for three grand it's ridiculous we have a fusion three which is uh 14 by 14 by 12.4 12.6 um it's not a bad printer but with an 18 millimeter long bowden tube you're, you're gonna run into some or not eight, 18 millimeter 18 inch long bowden tube yeah uh, you're gonna run I mean, the Ender Five Plus problems. has, I think the Ender Five shit eighteen is short compared. I think the Five Plus I have one of those. I think that that's almost two feet long, if not more. Yeah, the, well, <laughs> I think it's longer than that. The one that we have that that was dropped off is like quasi direct Come drive. Up. It's got like a little tiny. The Boda tubes like <laughs> you know six inches. Yeah, if long it's or less. if it's a micro, you can tell. Usually the micro Swiss they'll have a uh, CNC milled plate for the X carriage. It, it's probably a knock. It's probably some, there's a lot of knockoffs that have come out that I've never used. I, I have customers ours that use the micro Swisses and they love them. Um, I'm I have a mix of both direct drive and Bowden systems. I just have different machines set up for different use cases. You know, depending on what they're doing. So, yeah. but yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I so let me cool. ask you something, Tim. <laughs> if I let me ask you something, Tim. If you had access to uh to my boards do you think you could do your own thing with them i might just... the only the only thing with piezos is because we looked into doing a piezo mm -hmm. system because there's a lot of there's a there's a oh my god what is it, precision piezo they yeah. have a they open source their design um my main thing is the piezos while they once they're set up and you know everything's dialed in and physically assembled they do work the problem is getting end users i think i think you significantly underestimate the potential of end users to mess up things um <laughs> oh, I don't you know does. <laughs> <laughs> um it's their stuff their stuff you've seen that i couldn't even make up if i tried um that people have done um well, you I mean, know, the, the, the way I, the way i built this one it's taking a lot of the um the mystery and, the, and all the all those headaches that you come across with the electrical side have been basically eliminated so yeah, the, like um, the like you're talking about like the calibration, getting that sweet spot where it triggers it just the right amount of pressure type of thing. 
not only that, but also the fact that uh, the it's also uh, it's programmable. So it has an ITC connection, it has a UART connection. You can actually have the controller increase or decrease like, the sensitivity on the fly if you want. Is there like um, a little eight-bit uh, microcontroller or thirty-two-bit yes, controller there is, on there? There's an eight-bit. I've got a little a little thirty-two-eight P on there. Um, okay. And and what it's doing is it's it's sitting on there and actually sensing and balancing the circuit so if there's any kind of surges coming in from the other side it, it actually has ripple protection hardware wise mm -hmm. but if there's any if there's any major like fluctuations it, it goes and adjusts the um the comparator levels on the fly um so trying to get, also, try to get that as tight tightly regulated as possible exact, do you exactly. ever ever have any times where like the the uh, compensation either overshoots undershoots and throws off the accuracy I did back in the in the uh, in the beta or the alpha phase, but it hasn't. Like, I haven't had any issues with it ever since V two and beyond. So it's interesting. Uh, it's, so the thing is, like, <laughs> if you wanted something like that to be like a success with like your average user, you're mm -hmm. almost gonna have to like design an ecosystem of mounts that you can hand to them that are already des designed. Because like a lot, of, I feel like a lot of the the you know the the people that are making stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff mm -hmm. in open source community, but the key to getting market adoption is mm -hmm. having, having the mounts yeah. like having mounts to actually use the product you can't you can't yep. no one's gonna no one's gonna buy this be and then you have to go in and know how to do cad design to yep. then make a mount to use the product yeah. that you want you know what i mean there's, didn't, there's, you, there's you didn't see the people. early part of the stream did you i i flipped through it a little bit um okay. and then but, i was like oh they're actually live still so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep, but, it's but actually I, live <laughs> if, you, if you want i can show you my i can show you the mounts that i've got designed already yeah. you can take a peek you want to do it um yeah sure i'll, I'll throw this this, this the share back up hang on all right here we go so uh here's my creality one uh, this one is, I've currently got two different designs that, that are set up on here. First one's based on the, uh, the hero me. Somebody mm -hmm. requested this so they can, they could use their original hot end. Um, yeah. and then I've got an E3D based one as well. Uh, so I kind of push when you, when the nozzle pros, it's kind of pushing that plate up against your board there. Exactly. So here, let me uh, like pull the map off. You can see the base plate. Um, so the piece disc is mm -hmm. on this, on this PCB it's mounted. And that goes back um, to it, the, the actual control board. Uh, the controller itself is here. I'll get my reference up here. I still think Alan has one of the mm -hmm. most properly organized CAD workspaces. Mine looks so much worse than this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is the this is my sensor board. So you have um, the piezo actually connects in right here, and you have okay. the, the the controller side. Um, handles both it's got grant your ground your voltage obviously itc sda sdl um it also uh, has the the, the piezo trigger and um a pt100 output so and the, and the pz trigger just goes back to the uh the io pin on your control board yeah the no, the, the, the z probe pin can be can be um configured to either be active high or active low either as well so, so you can yeah yeah, you can you can use either either on a probe pin or you can use it on an end stop pin if you wanted to. Now, are you able to change those settings without hooking up to that board? Like, can you do it from the firmware level? You can do it from the firmware level, yes. Okay. But they, that re that requires firmware adoption, unfortunately. <laughs> so, so have you do I, you have your own like Marlin branch that that has it working in there? Have you like that? I need help with. Um, I, I haven't like uh, insanity op automation promised he'd be, he'd do one for me about two years ago and hasn't done it. Yeah, um, da David. Yeah, I, I, David's uh, is quite busy. He's 
he does really good work. Um, mm-hmm. He's just kind of one of those people that's all over the place because he has so yeah. much going on. I know. I, I um, think he he may he may actually already have a branch somewhere, but he just hasn't pushed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically the yeah the, this also has I, I have an I two C bridge um, sketch built up so that you can take an Arduino, plug it into that, and change the settings. Um, so that's another another way of doing it. It also has the the uh, the serial connection, but that requires soldering. Um, the easier way um, to do yeah, this. <laughs> to just talk to it. Yeah, I mean, I think the easiest way, I mean, for end use, I feel like if that device, so them having to have a separate programmer, just like mm-hmm. a USB to serial, uh, you know, like a CH340 well, or FT232R on board with a little USB port would probably be a lot more user friendly. It would be. It's just, I was trying to keep it a certain size and a certain price. Oh, point. yeah, I, I get so. that. Yeah, uh, the, the the idea behind that that bridge is that you should be able to plug the bridge in and program it that way. So. So the bridge is another separate board. Uh, the bridge is a sketch is a sketch that you can use with an Arduino Uno or any other three two eight really. And you plug that. Got it. You plug that into yeah. I/O pins to this. Precisely. To this control yeah. board. Got it. Yeah, and this, but it, like the, the intended use case. Is for this to just be control, uh, controlled by the three D printer's controller, and there's there's a menu within that that handles it. So, sorry, that's the I thought intent. my mic was muted. Yeah, that's why I was trying to toggle it. I was like, oh, the button went away, and I didn't click on anything. But yeah, um, I, I, I actually didn't know Insanity's name. Thank you for for that. But David um, said that he's he's got something in the works for it. He just hasn't actually published it yet. Um, but there is, I, I have an alternative in the meantime because I just I haven't ever messed with. Uh, doing a pull request to, to Marlin before it's a, that's a lot of stuff that is other people's code that I try to try not to mess with whenever possible. Well, when so. you do pull requests, they have a certain template and format yeah. they want everything filled out in, um, right. and then they go through and qualify the code, and they'll they'll usually do edits and revisions. So there's there's some sure. other features in Marlin I've done like coded into my own branch and then do it then a PR mm-hmm. against yeah. me in Marlin it moves in. Sure. I just the, 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 I'm not familiar enough with with the, the back end of Marlin's code to know where to start injecting things. <laughs> so. I mean, the the easiest way would be have them pre flash to act with a certain logic and just mm-hmm. have that be the default. So people don't have to go in and change anything. Sure. You know, but have, have obviously have that option if you want if someone wants to go in and, and mess mm, with it. Okay, like, I see what you're saying. We could do it from a configuration I mean? instead of instead of having a menu item. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well and, and mm-hmm. two, if you had if you had it just emulating, you know, a you know, NO logic or N C logic, mm. you wouldn't really need anything added into Marlin to use that probe then. Because it's just acting like an oh, I see. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, like, I see what you're saying. You don't necessarily need all those extra settings if if the right. yeah. if the board is pre-programmed out of the box to function yeah. a certain way. You that's know, the, that's you the, the intended thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that, that's the intention for for every everyday user. But I do want to have the option for those who want it to be able to go and fuss with those settings if they feel like they want to. Yeah, the the, the big the big thing then would be you're probably going to need two I/O pins then one for the communication between your 328 and the printer firmware and then the one yep. for the actual Z signal. As well, yep. unless you do some, su- exact- su- unless you do some su- uh, type of multiplexing on the pin. That's, that's what I'm doing here. Is I've got I've got an I2C connection on these two pins. Okay. And, uh, and my Z probe is out here. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, so I'm using that as, as my um, my long distance um, input. Amber and I know all of those terms. <laughs> just diff- two pin communication protocols. There's lots of them. I, 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 it was more of a joke, but yeah, no. <laughs> 
See, this is right, just cool. The cat's playing with a plastic bag right now, so hopefully, I don't know if that's going to come through my mind. I don't hear it a little bit, but that's all right. <laughs> I'm, surpri I'm surprised my dog has not grabbed a squeaky toy, because every time he <laughs> hears me streaming, he goes from sleeping to, let's play with the squeaky toy. Yeah, she has so many Tim, toys in here, and the thing she plays with is the plastic bag. I had to get a stunt double cat, because when Victoria, when my cat's not in her cat bed, people are like, where's the cat? She's yeah, we, I get that things. a lot. Usually, people if I don't have the if I don't have the dog in here when I start a, a stream, they're like, "Where's Remo?" Now, He's what, right here. what here. times He'll, do you stream on Wednesday? Uh, five p.m. Central, oh, okay. and then same thing on Friday. We did them originally Monday, Wednesdays at two, and then found out that it's better because normally during the day I've been getting pulled in multiple different directions. So. And plus, every you know, we pulled everybody like, "Hey, would you guys like if the stream was later in the day?" Because you know, then people are not watching a, <laughs> some some guy talking about printers on YouTube in the middle of the workday. So that was so funny because I used to do my streams at five. We do streams Wednesday and then one day on the weekend. So I do uh, just like a either a Fusion three hundred and sixty live stream and unboxing live stream. This Wednesday is going to be dealing with that Ender five plus. Um, they used to do them at five and people are like, could you do them earlier? I'm like, okay, sure. So we put a poll out on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. The winner was noon. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll do it at noon. I don't care. Um, cool. yeah. The main thing we found, we started doing, uh, with our email list, started doing like YouTube notifications where I'll, once I get all the stream scheduled on YouTube, I'll then go and schedule emails and go out a half hour before the stream actually goes live. And, you know, we've been getting a lot more viewers because people are actually getting some notification that, hey, we're, we're going to be yeah. live at this time. Yeah, better than whatever YouTube nice. gives them. We don't do email yet. That's on the horizon. But, but 3D Musketeers is not a uh, – we don't do products. We're a service bureau. So, um, yeah. you know, our email list is full of people that would probably not watch us anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean so this we started this youtube channel specifically to be like education for new potential customers because mm. i think we all can actively agree here that there's one big problem in this industry and it is an absolute lack of any and all education Pi what sorry mm -hmm. i was just uh i have heard of pyro ball before is that you uh yeah, it's me Alan. yeah okay I have seen that. I have seen that before because I was like, "That yeah. sounds familiar." And I looked it up. I was like, "Yeah." I, I'm pretty I, sure I've interacted with you on on like Thingiverse somewhere at some point, something like that. But I yeah. actually don't. I don't use. I have a Thingiverse account. I don't use Thingiverse. I the only I I have like if you look up on Facebook, you'll see an account with my name. But we literally just use that to manage uh, like our our Facebook page and the groups mm. for the company and stuff. But sure. uh, the closest thing to social media I do these days is uh, Dis a Discord. So, and we do have a Discord server with about 4,000 people in it right now. So, is there a link to that somewhere? It's uh, just we'll, we'll post it up. Yeah, it's just discord.th3dstudio.com. I'm all about having subdomains that redirect to complicated URLs so they're yep. easy to remember. <laughs> Good. Okay. Me too. <laughs> I got to set one up for mine. Yeah, it's, it's, I do it that way too because if all of our, core links are just subdomains. If I URL changes, I just update the redirect and the URL is still valid then. Um, saves yep. a lot of time. <laughs> oh, and so uh, when we're done with the stream, I'll join in because I have a, I am hoping that this Ender 5 Plus is very straightforward. I have never worked on an Ender 5 Plus before, mm. uh, but like it's a Creality printer. There's only so many things that can go wrong on them. They're very basic. Yeah. But when I saw that it had your your probe on it, I'm is like, it a five or a five plus? That's a great question. How do I tell the difference? Uh, five if it's got plus one is huge. Z. 
Yeah, five, not five only plus that, is huge with two Z motors. Yeah, it's got two Z motors. That's the biggest thing. I think this one is three. And somebody, messed, there's no one. The Creality has not made any um, F5s yeah. with the three. The five had one. Sounds like heavy modifications. The, the five is the is like the quasi Core XY with the bed and the Z axis. So is the five and the five plus are, are both Cartesian machines that are the, the boxy style frame. People think they're Core XY because right. they see box. Right, but it, yeah, it, I, it, I would it's not, not call it. I would it, not call it quasi Core XY. It's, it's, a it's Ultimator machine. kinematics. Yeah. Uh, not even Ultimate. No, it's different. no, it's not. It's it's just Cartesian. It's literally it's, just a Cartesian printer slapped on its side. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So basically, instead of your whole X gantry moving in Z, it's the bed moves in Z, and then the head is static at the top, and it moves around at X Y. I, I was yeah. a little bummed. Cause like they do look like Core XY, and I got him like this is, this. They is do a have lot. a Core XY machine out. They have the Ender Six and the Ender Seven are both Core XY. I actually have I've got a six here. There's a five plus behind me. I've got two fives in the shop. Um, I want to say we've got about seventy printers at this point. Wow. So <laughs> like we have a whole we have a whole room in our 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 shop that's just the print farm. So I'm up to about <laughs> nice. half of that now, but it's because I've been buying a lot of stupid cheap 3d printers from i just bought an ender 3v2 for 170 dollars delivered Jeez. like how much how much for what a, an ender 3v2 it was on lightning sale with a coupon code for 173 dollars delivered that's not terrible i mean it's good for a new printer um if you if you are on if you're on uh on some of the Facebook groups, there's a lot of these resellers that sell on Amazon. You can buy return machines. I mean, I've paid 70 bucks for Ender 3 Pros before that mm. are like return units and nine times out of 10, they don't have anything wrong with them. Yeah, um, and that one time they do, it's like, eh, I got spare parts the next the, one. Well, the one, the one that I got that was actually defective, there was a bad solder joint on one of the jumpers that set the stepping mode for the uh, oh, X-axis. So, so it was... It was not making contact, so it was in one eighth stepping order once instead of one sixteen. So you told the X to move mm. ten, and it moved twenty. Uh. Um, but I was looking at, I was like, oh, took my solder and tech down the little surface mount resistor, and I was like, hey, look, it's working again. Uh. So. I, you know, I've stayed away from that, but now, you know, like, I did not ever expect us to be growing a channel like this. We started growing our channel in March when a video of ours mm. went. I mean, it got seven thousand views and two weeks uh for a 50 subscriber channel at the time so that, that that's pretty damn viral for for the size of the channel and i'm like all right what the hell we'll take it seriously so we've taken it seriously we're doing five plus videos a week um yep. now oh, i see uh you you're uh you are talking about cricket and them yes. screwing over their customers i started by most um my wife has a cricket if i knew it was all cloud-based uh, i would not have bought it um, I got it for as a gift and their system is, is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Did like, you see what Lightburn put out at Murph? I, so I was at, I was at Murph and I was talking to Jason there and, uh, I was like, well, if you need someone to test the stuff, let me know. Cause I use, I have, uh, we have a couple Lightburn licenses here cause we've got, uh, two CO2 cutters and then oh, I yeah. just actually got a diode laser, um, to play with from Adam stack, which actually was surprisingly impressed. It's actually what engraved, uh, the logo on my table here. So um, we posted a picture of that on our social media you accounts. You are not running it open, right? You got good, good acrylic or laser glass around it for the for the diode laser. Yeah. Oh no, I just open the windows, close the door, and leave. <laughs> okay. I do remember, have a HEPA, kids, I do have a HEPA filter in the office. It ain't and the, the smell, buddy. It's the reflections and how diode lasers. You're, you're oh yeah, that's like why that. you have that's why you have the the goggles. Now, don't tell me those are the same goggles that the machine came with. 
it seems to block everything. I don't have a wavelength tester. Can you like, see the like, beam? Oh. Like, can you see the dot? Um, barely. Just barely. Okay, that's And it does have... Bad, so then. they did do a nice thing where they have acrylic, uh, like a tinted acrylic around the head. Yeah. And there's only like this, like this much of a gap between the bottom. So um, it's pretty it's pretty decent. But, you know, yeah, like the problem with the diodes is you can't use clear acrylic to block it like a, like a CO2. Um, you know, at least you can see the, 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 I remember when I set on my K40, the mirrors were completely out of alignment and I'm like, huh, I'm not getting a hole. I was like, where is it? I'm looking in the corner. I was like, oh, there's a burn spot on the paint. I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> there's a laser. We got to re-aim that. <laughs> I have accidentally gotten my hand. We have a, 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 re a red and black Chinese clone. Everyone knows. I say it's a red and black. It, People it, know what they are. Is it like a 28 by 20 cut area? It's exactly what it is. Yep. It's a red That's, sail I have, 700 it, clone. I don't know what the model is. It's, I, is it an 80 watt tube? Yep. Yep. I have the same exact one in our shop. I picked I picked that up with like a hundred hours of use on it and a chiller for 1200 bucks. I hate so that's <laughs> and you know what we use it for. We we mainly use it for prototyping. If we're making a new flex plate size. Yeah. We will cut it out of cardboard yep. before we send it off to the manufacturer to have it made actually cut out of the actual steel. We got our so, laser when we were in retail. I know a 3D printing business in retail. I was naive um, because I'm like, oh, you know, people don't want to wait around for a 3D print to be done. We'll, we'll get in a laser. Yeah, like six months later, they quadrupled our rent and we left. So I now have a laser in my garage. But yeah, we do our uh, we do our business cards out of you know, Home Depot grade plywood. People love yeah, them. Just cut it out. Oh, they're great. It, it, it's it, they take like two minutes a piece. I will. I say just like, I just use Vista Print. <laughs> see, um, I use two as well, but like, that's cooler. And if I'm going to someone that I'm trying to sell them something that they don't really understand all that much, um, yeah. if I can have a cool business card <laughs> that gets me in the door pretty easily the first try. Let me show you guys something really quick. Hang on. Oh, no. oh I'm so afraid now. Uh oh, it's about to get R-rated, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, you know, this, this is this is full. I mean, the sun's still out, so. Come here. Stop barking. Stop barking. Oh, he's grabbing a dog. Now I'm really concerned. <laughs> yeah, this this little well. Little. little yeah, he's six months old. Okay. Yeah, that's a, yeah, ger a German tell. Shepherd, right? Yes, he's uh he's about eighty pounds right now. Oh, he's gonna so. get big. He's gonna get huge. Okay, here's mine. PCB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, guess what this is? It is. Is that, a, is that it's, it, oh, is that a larger version when you're doing through hole yeah, stuff? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's we a, to give you an idea, we before we switched to the Easy ABL Pro, we were hand soldering over 500 PCBs a month oh. here in-house before we switched over to surface map. Why were you hand soldering? <laughs> because we scale, the demand went up and I didn't just have a chance. You know, it was just keeping up Man. with everything. We had the we had the PCBs made and then we literally yep. I had I had two guys literally just sitting at soldering stations um yep. eight hours a day just cranking dude, them out. I feel that pain dude like when I first when I was doing these before I, I actually got a manufacturer to build them for me I was it was the same size board. I was doing 0402s and QFNs by hand, panel at a time, 12 boards. It would take me two hours to do. Yeah. Yeah. Machines are much quicker uh, yes. to do it. Like it's, and they do a better job too, typically. You know, their work's a little bit cleaner. Yeah. Uh, mine always ended up drenched in flux afterward. 
Yeah, just channel your inner Lewis Ross and just put half a uh, 55 gallon drum of uh, flux. Yep. <laughs> Take a big old ice cream scoop and just put it on the yep, board. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I still have my 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 flux from Radio Shack, and I am still a proud of that. Damn it. <laughs> so you don't do much soldering, is what you're saying. <laughs> oh man, I, I've got a okay. I've got a. It has um, been a minute, but I do a, build Tesla coils and electric vehicles when I find. I've got a, I've got a tub of Kingbo flux that's about this big. I've been using since 2012, and I still haven't gotten through it. So I mean, <laughs> I I buy, I, I I go through like one of these a month. Oh, yeah. is, but, oh yeah. those are no. Yeah, I, the I, have, I have like a tub of it. It's like a it's like yeah. an eight ounce container. I no, but I I think the syringes stuff are... up. You ever you ever mess with this stuff for uh, yeah, the liquid, month, the, the liquid, yeah, absolutely. the caster. Yeah, I, I use oh. one of those little dispenser bottles with a tiny needle tip to it. Yeah, this the... has a this has an attachment for it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, pro so. tip: you can get three cc syringes on uh, on Amazon for like dirt cheap. Uh, yep. We use methylene chloride a lot um, as because mm. it's a chemical welding agent for plastics. Uh. And yeah, uh, yeah it, it, the only way to dispense it because it is so thin is with a three cc syringe or you know syringes. I bought a hundred of them for like ten bucks. You use yeah, it, I, you throw it away. Yeah, I used to use those. Um, I had two e-juice companies uh, back in 2014 to 2016, and we used those. We used the little syringes to measure out the flavorings for the liquids. Mm. So nice. we, I had boxes of them. I, I think I probably threw away like six or 700 of them because I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to use all these for. I kept like 50 of them, but I literally boxes of them. Um, but we don't, I don't do that stuff anymore. We sold that off um, back in mid-2017, I want to say. So For a little bit of time there, we made our own e-juice. I remember those days. Um, yeah, we were we were hand bottling about 1,000 bottles a month. Oh, no. <laughs> it we was, It was we nuts. Had, uh, we had three staff members that smoked, and I said, no, 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 I, I can't, guys. The, the parts are smelling like smoke. We can't do this. Yeah, it gets into everything. Like, I've I've had, I, I enjoy the occasional cigar, um, and, like, when it's cold, I'll, and I'm really wanting one, I'll, I'll have one in here, but then I got to run the ozone generator overnight. Um, but, yeah, it's like, yeah, that, that stuff just gets into everything. But luckily, there's no customer stuff in my office, so... No, yeah, no one I, smokes in the shop. <laughs> it was never a thing for me, but, th you know, then I got to switch over to vapes, right? But then they all were vaping something different. So I'm, like, walking through the shop. The damn smell is I said, no, no more. What? We'll make our own. You all pick the damn flavors, and it's one flavor a week. One of the, one of my guys in the shop, uh, he vapes, and he likes the desserty flavors. And I walked in. I'm like, what do you guys make? It smells like maple syrup in here. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, he's like, <laughs> And then one of the, she's like, it's his vape. I was like, you're clouds of lies. I'm out of here thinking that there's like something delicious some you guys good. made. Some yep. good baked good. Like someone brought something in. Nope, it's just your vape. <laughs> do they own Subarus though? They do not. They do not. <laughs> I hear they come with a free vape when you buy one. They it's do, yeah. The WRXs. Yeah, it, it's, the WRX or higher comes with a free vape. And so that, that, and you can get the little vape scoop option off the top, you know, to suck all this, the the vape clouds out. And that, that's how it works. Last I checked. <laughs> yeah, that is that is definitely a stereotype. I used bet it was in the car scene for a little bit. Is it's it's funny. It's a real so, stereotype, right? And I'm like, yeah, it is a real stereotype. Yeah, and and now, now it's the stanced Miatas that have no uh, suspension. You know, I they they, they look so like much. crap. Oh, I hate my buddy. He's although he's. 
I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's building an exo set, so okay. he's not Exosets keeping cool. the stuff. Yeah, he's not keeping the stock me out of body. If I was going for like a two seater, you know, fun car that's not super expensive, I'd probably go for like an S two thousand. Those are those are fun. So I'm actually trying to find right now a. Uh, I'm trying to find one of the old uh, C three Corvettes. Okay. To do a do a build, like I don't even care if it runs. I just basically want something that's got all the body panels intact, interior and stuff, and the frames not all rusted out, so I can put like a you know a small block V eight in there and just. Something that uh, is loud, obnoxious, and has tons of horsepower. So hot boy shit. Got it. <laughs> yeah. No. No. No computer shit either. I don't want any computer shit in my car. I got enough computer shit in my 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 daily life. I don't want it. it uh, you know, carbureted. I don't want any uh, any fuel injection stuff on there. I want to be able to fix it with a, you know basic tools and not my, have to pull out a diagnostic utility. <laughs> always envied the Ariel Adams. We can't afford them, so that's never gonna happen. He got, funny, he had a legacy, uh, Subaru Legacy GT wagon uh, that met its demise, unfortunately. Uh, but now he wants to do a, a V8 Volvo 240 because you can get them, they're station wagons, but you can get them all-wheel drive. So I like, I'm weird, <laughs> I like station wagons and I like hatchbacks. Um, I just sold a 2005 Mercedes E500 wagon. That was the five liter V8 with all wheel drive. That was, mm -hmm. that was a fun, that was a, for how big that car was, that thing moved. Like it was, it was, it was great. But I, I sold it cause I was like, I got, I, we, we had, we don't need three cars. You know, we're not driving that often anyway. So, but, um, I'm trying to find a project car at this point, you know, the, the, the wagon was fun and all, and it wasn't, you know, that much to maintain, but if I'm going to have three cars, I want something that's fun you know, something to take out on the weekend and beat the crap out of. <laughs> See, and I feel that we, we live, so Amber and I live in like rural Florida. We're about okay. 35, 40 minutes from downtown Tampa. There's nothing out here, right? You don't, if you, you hear gunshots, you don't call cops. It's some redneck shooting yeah. on your property, <laughs> right? You, the, gunshots don't worry you out in the country. So like, okay, yeah, yeah you know, whatever. Um, yeah, but you know, you're not, you're not in Chicago. <laughs> right. So one of our staff is actually in, in Chicago and she will send me photos of like, you know, the, the map of police presence. I'm like, this is problematic. Yeah. It's, it's rough. I worked, I worked in downtown Chicago for a while and doing it stuff. And, uh, my car got broken into like six times in three years. So my car is 19 years old. No. Jeez. 18, 18, it's 2002, so it'd be 19 years old. I like. I just want to put a, th a, a thing on the car. Don't break the glass. It's unlocked. <laughs> because it's going to cost you more to fix the damn glass. Than the, well, not now. Years you know, ago. You know, now the car's worth like three grand. Do you ever, do you ever find do you ever find you ever find yourself like you're like oh 2002 that's not that long ago and then you're like yeah hey, every time it's always okay. 2007. We have staff members <laughs> that my car is older than them. I had I had guys that uh, were working for us, like one of our some of our level one people that were not alive when 9/11 happened. Yep, yep. We have uh, <laughs> I don't know. Do you know? Do you know Brad? Brad, Brad at Brad R3D on Twitter. No, I can't say I do. Okay, or uh, Justin. I don't think his last name is Justin. public, but young Justin lives in lives near Allen. Uh, they're both minors. Like... And they're, they're both on our staff. Justin, I don't. No, I don't know. There is another Justin in 3D printing community. Yeah, uh, that's Justin the Elder, the guy that works for Lightburn. 
Um, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. Well, that's Bot Q Justin. Yes, that's Bot Q Justin. Yes. Bot Q Justin. No. Uh, no, there's a, there's another Justin. Um, his last name is escaping me. Oh my God, he used to do Start. random hangout streams. He's in Colorado. Okay, not this Justin. Um, not this Justin not this, Seventeen. Not this no. Yeah, no, no. This is like an adult. He's like you know early thirties. So there's people need to have different names. Luckily, <laughs> there's not is, too many. Is in the chat and says what? No, not older than me. <laughs> it's 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 funny because like there's there's so many i know like four different joes just in the community so like if i'm referencing a joe i have to be like oh yeah makers on tap joe or Mock project joe, r3d yeah. joe like well, you know, do you know or, any or, other grants i don't think i know any other grants that's the benefit of having a rare name thank <laughs> you very much ladies and gentlemen yeah i did i did get called uh, uh i did get called at murph by ben heck uh wish.com joseph prusa the funny thing is i did not know i i was like this guy looks familiar because he's walking around with like a full like a camcorder and i was like who is walks around with a camcorder we have we have cell phones that shoot better video these days um Excuse but i, I didn't use realize. a camcorder I was, like, I was like i was like he looks familiar and i was like oh it's ben heck i was like oh yeah that's why he looks familiar because I'm, I'm terrible with names so I, this camera here is a camcorder. All the videos that we film are on camcorders, except for the vlogs, which are Osmo pockets, which are amazing. These are wonderful. Th these are I, I run the I, I love these guys. These are the I have the Sony uh, A6000. So I don't have A6000 money. These they're they're like 500 bucks a camera. They're not terrible. Do you want to know how much? I paid for each of these cameras because it is less than 150 dollars for every one. But of you know, them. so I had Logitech for a while. And I got fed up because I couldn't just go like this and have the Logitech focus on the yep. game. Like, yep. So my frustration, my frustration came from that. And then plus we wanted something a little bit better. So these are each fed in. These have uh, a battery replacement module that goes in. That's, a, that's an AC adapter. Right. So I don't have to worry about batteries. And then we do a HDMI signal to a Camlink 4K and then captured it at 1080-60. So... Um, thought about doing 4K video, but it, it was like, it, it doesn't make sense uh, for YouTube because YouTube's going to trash your compression anyways. So we, we shoot, trash your quality with compression, I should say, anyways. We shoot 1080p 30 when I'm shooting on the Osmo Pockets. I'll shoot, you know, 1440p um, because then it lets the, the team punch in. Uh, but yeah, like our main, our standing set out there, which we I, my garage is now half a, it's two two different sets i've got the top down lewis rossman slash jerry rig everything soldering table set and then we have the standing set which is more like for unboxings and stuff but um they're all using um canon vixia camcorder so i have an hf r800 here a are you recording directly to a like a memory card or are you feeding the hdmi to it's a clean hdmi yeah you, okay and you can actually do both so that's you, good because the thing was uh, the i went with the 6000s because so new i don't know if they're still making them but when they were new they were only 500 bucks with a kit lens um but you can find them used for 350 i think one of these i one of these i bought used for like 350 bucks um the other two i bought this one i bought new and this one i actually got open box at best buy for like 450 so and there was nothing nothing wrong with it so and they do good um, quality clean hdmi out yeah, this, I mean, you're looking at it right now. Zoom's probably killing it, but I mean, all our videos, 
um, are usually shot on these. The other time I do have a DJI Osmo two that I'll throw my S 21 ultra into if I need like, you know, mobile video. Um, it's wild how, how good phone cameras have gotten at this point. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's I, mean, I, I have the what, pixel three XL and even like yeah. the video on that is remarkable. Yeah. I haven't even started messing. Like I know like the S 21 ultra that I have is like a time of flight sensor and all this other fancy stuff. And I barely even take advantage of it. All of our fun fact, all of our product photos on our website were taken with cell phones. So a light uh, box. you'll laugh. Um, <laughs> you have a Sony alpha 6,000. I right. I'm going to see it's the other nice thing about this. that It's got, it's got the zoom other way. Grant. Yeah. There's my Sony alpha 100. I don't full disclosure. I know nothing about the Sony lines. This was this, these cameras I set on because I was looking what's the best bang for the buck for a 1080p 60 camera. The Sony alpha 100 was, was Sony's first camera. Is that a still, still camera ever digital? Yes, and I have it is the model 100% after that. still. It does not shoot video at all. My but, my last like SLR I had was a Nikon D5100, which I think is like 10 years old at this point. If you see any of our time lapses, it's done on that uh, Alpha 100. <laughs> I mean, if it works. Using Octolapse. And dude, I kid you not, Compact Flash. USB 2.0, Compact Flash. Oh my flash. God. I haven't, <laughs> had, I haven't used Compact Flash in ages. Do you remember, do you remember the the what do they call it they're really thin the smart media oh sony's proprietary no no oh god the the m2s they were really thin do you remember do you know what i'm talking about do you remember those yes i had i had a are you you talking about the the sony branded memory no um yeah it look up smart media it was a toshiba oh that one yeah and they were they were thin the top capacity was 128 megabytes um they were they were out in the early 2000s so it's like that's yeah, a plus of having media. the old camera it's 10.2 megapixels but it's full frame yeah these are these are uh was it micro four thirds they call these it's not a full yeah. size sensor so but i mean the the thing was to go from up from this you're paying a thousand dollars a camera and the only thing you're getting really is 4k video and i was like i don't care about shooting in 4k so the thing is you can find these sometimes for only a couple hundred bucks um if you're only shooting in 1080 it's it's great you know and i like you know i have i have the manual zoom adjustment on the lens yeah um, you can put in manual focus um it's got more than enough features for making videos we've been using so. these osmo pockets it's the mavic camera on it on a on a little gimbal almost yeah and no but it, it, the gimbal's built into it so yeah it, it, it's a mavic gimbal but the thing about these is you have to have all like you know you need the joystick i have a bunch of them don't ask uh I, you need the joystick <laughs> accessory there's wireless module accessories because the base camera does not do a whole lot um, but you can get like, you know, waterproof cases for them, which are cool. Amber tried that at the beach the other day. I'm like, oh, that's cool. We'll just take, take $140 camera in the, in the water. Hey, I have the money. I'll like, for another one. This, which <laughs> hey, like, oh, I, that's a I Bluetooth put, speaker. Had to test out some way. Do you know, do you know how ner- do you know how nervous I was about you, like dunking my phone that said it was waterproof? Oh, I still water? don't trust it. And I don't have oh, a I, I trust it now. I've literally taken yeah. my, my, I had uh, I, my S9 plus. I had S9 Plus, literally, I had S9 Plus, S10 Plus, and I went to S21 Ultra um, a couple months ago. But I've literally, like, if they, you know, if I'm out working in the yard and I get dirt and stuff off, I've literally washed them in the sink. 
they're wow. <laughs> still like it hurts my soul to think about. It does. Uh. It, it hurts my soul as well. Like I've got a, I have a razor too, or a razor phone too that I like once took in the shower with me, and I never have done it again since. It's just like, how do you like the? Ra- I, I I saw those. Those looked halfway decent. Those are the new flip they, ones with the the foldy screen, right? No, I got the razor, not not R A Z E R. Oh, the R A Z E R, the yeah. gamer, the gamer, yeah, the gamer one. phone. Yeah, basically, the, at the time of my, my other, it does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I got that at the time because I, I wanted something um, that I could play um, wait, the other uh, Pokemon trading card game on. Ah, yeah. Well, we got Greg's Maker Corner on here saying water and electronics <laughs> not a great combo, but no matter what they say, unless it is distilled water, and then it's totally fine. Yep, because what? there's no well, electrolytes. Well, you know, I, my my uh, five inch quad went into the pool when we had it, and uh, the only thing I lost was my ESC. Justin <laughs> accidentally nothing, flew his quad into I'm... a hot tub. It's dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tiny whoop, but it's also Greg in said, California. Nothing a bag of rice can't fix in most cases. True. <laughs> yep. I had Greg. I saw Greg at Murph. I uh, so I know Greg because he was the first person to put out a video on the Lulzbot sidekick. And I'm trying to get Lulzbot to send us one because I really don't want to spend $1,500 on a video. What, what market are they trying to hit with that? Education. Because they're because they're they because be they're education. but they're advertising it to makers you're like it's under a thousand with no freaking printhead. Yeah. Well, it's under it, like, it, it is under a thousand with a printhead, but it has no screen. It's 2021. You have to. Did you see they were selling those rep rep ones? Like we sell those screens they use in like just that screen is like $20 at our retail cost. I need to keep a Bible. for $150. So... <laughs> I gotta keep I... a Bible here so we get to start preaching. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know what we should do? We should just re- design our own case for the sidekick and sell a kit for like $40 and we'll still make money on it. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> Cause but... we carry the screens already. They're the same screen. Do it. It's open source. Yeah. <laughs> Give yeah. me a little finger. I, it... I don't, I don't know if you can print it with their logo cause their logo is probably trademarked. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't do it with the logo. Uh, but like, and see, comments, comments, comments like when I said do it, screw them. That's why I'm not going to get a review unit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And it's like, you know, we're, I'm looking at it. I was like, you know, there's a lot of printed parts on that machine. That machine is a lot of printed parts. A lot? It's, Can it's you, mostly printed parts. That's what I'm saying. It's 2021. Like, I, I don't understand why it was designed the way it is it's so like I can, I can give it like i can understand like cool i like the little bit of a choose your own adventure add some of your own things but like at base level there still should be certain things that are happening and it's like when you look so you, you look at what their printers already have right so you look at the workhorse you look at the pro you look at the mini that they have they can't go to ball bearings right they can't stay with i because ball bearings are an upgrade from their i goose drylin you can't stay with iGoose Dryland because you're being cheaper, right? Or more affordable than what they had. Ooh, what chairs he got? Does he, do you have a Herman Miller Aaron with an, with a upgraded headset on there? Yes, I, I do. Damn right it you was, do. It was my, it was my splurge purchase. I've got a Leap V2. 20 year old Herman there's another, Miller. There's another Aaron back here. That one's like 15 years old. I got that on Facebook marketplace for 120 bucks. So that's my guest chair. This one, I this one I bit the bullet and bought bought new. I love it. It was yeah. worth. The, I was like, oh my god, they're so expensive. I was like, well, it's made no, it's worth it. It's Dude, got a, Tim over a decade warranty on it. I I would buy another one. I bought mine for two hundred and fifty dollars, and it is twenty years old. Yeah, it, they last for a long time. I don't know if you can hear it. 
it's kind of creaky. Um, yeah, I haven't. Cre- mine isn't creaky yet. Well, okay, M- mine's older than most. I'm trying of my to figure staff. out why my, my some of my I have neopixels on this. And I was like, they they aren't all lighting up. So I wonder if my strip went out or if I'm gonna pop, I'm gonna turn it off and on again. So we started talking about <laughs> Lulzbots. So light speeds back in the comments. Um, he said the 747 is thirteen hundred dollars fully outfitted. I think compared to a Prusa, it's worth the extra money. I if it is as good as I hope it is, I will agree. Um, that includes a screen. <laughs> well, I, and I, I think, I think it's going to be a little bit more than thirteen hundred dollars. Also, isn't fitted. isn't the isn't the isn't that for the tiny bed size too? No, no. The, so, do you know? Do you know why I, their naming scheme is the way that it around, is? I poked around on their site for a little bit. I think my my strips. I definitely had one of my strips go out. That's just oh, no. funny. I'll put you, I have literally reels of them, so I'll <laughs> I'll have to replace them. Um. Yeah, I just, it's a weird machine. And here's the thing too. They're going to get in trouble with the FTC by claiming it's made in the U.S. When Yeah, it's not. It's all, it's not. It's assembled in the U.S. You know, you ever go to Home Depot and you see the tools, it's like, you know, made in the U.S. with global components and Correct. stuff. You have mm-hmm. to have that kind of disclaimer because you're literally misleading people. Well, isn't that like everything these days? Yeah, you know, you know, three Salutech got uh, an FTC fine for misrepresenting their stuff as made in the U.S. No kidding. How much? Yeah, look it up. Go. Uh, I don't know if the amount was disclosed. If you literally Google 3D Salutech FTC, you'll find the documents on the FTC site. Yeah. But you know, going back to the sidekick, like the 289 to me doesn't make sense. Now, it, the only reason it makes sense is because it's a 3D printer under $1,000 and Lulzbot has never done that. What Lulzbot has done, Tim, is that they've just integrated themselves into the education market. And when you're a teacher right. and you want to put a 3D printer in your classroom, if you can get a 3D printer viably for less than 1200 bucks, it's going to be pretty decent. Like, let's be real. Lulzbot makes good printers. Now, so, so, what, so what you're saying is we should come out with a printer to compete with them that's better and doesn't have basically 50% printed parts on You mean it. the Prusa Mini? Because it's like one third of the price and does the same thing as the 289 does. Oh yeah, and it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a Z axis. Hell yeah. Oh, you got I got it at Murph. I got it at Murph's. <laughs> it was an impulse purchase. Dude, um, I've got just four for of them. shits and giggles. I've got four of them. I kid you not. The first <laughs> prints I ever did on my mini were 3DX Tech Fire Retardant ABS. Some of the so, stinkiest, worst material I have ever used. Not a single can failure. I, can I tell you our drink cover for it? <laughs> we used a big uh, Rubbermaid Tupperware container that went on top so of they it. Have, okay, so they have the they have the Psychic 289 and the 747. Yep. And that's the their build volumes, it says, by the way. Yeah, so... Hang on. Pardon specifications. So 160 by one, 162 by 162 by 181. So smaller than Ender 3 by a lot. Yep. What's the? Uh, it's smaller than a Prusa Mini, except yeah. in the Z axis, because a Prusa Mini is 180 in every. So direction. why why wouldn't you buy a Prusa Mini then? Because you because American and also because. But it's Prusa... not it's not American it's not American made. I'll well, if, if I I'm not a huge fan of Prusa. I think they make good machines and I think they do support you know they support their stuff which is great. Like they their price point is, I think good for what you get. Um, I like upgrading the Chinese printers. You know I'm not gonna you know, beat around the bush with that. But I'm trying to see, so I'm on here, the 289. So if I select the, the 289 build volume configuration, let's see their, let's see, full configuration. If I select, let's see what the, the cheapest one is. So they've got their, the 175 SK175 hot end. Um, I'm going to go with their, you know, just glass 
PEI, which is their basic. Which is ridiculous. And, I think uh, for the 30 bucks, you, you you get the flex bed. I mean. Yeah, I, I love flex beds. We sell our own flex beds. They're fantastic. Oh, you're like, I'll make my own damn flex bed with, with blackjack <laughs> and hookers. <laughs> yep. Okay, so in like a filament runout sensor is 20 bucks. I'm not going to configure the filament runout sensor. So I configure. So configured with a base, their, their entry level hot end and the display. So the display is the only add on. You're over a thousand dollars. You are. I yeah. would rather. I would rather buy a Prusa. I'd rather buy a pre-built Prusa. Look behind me. Now like, all, we buy all of ours as kits because I give them to local staff members to build, so that they can learn about. But there's no better way to learn about. Well, and we're talking. We're talking a Prusa. That a, a Prusa is cheaper than that. Yeah. Has more features, yep. and has bigger build volume. Yes. The 747 is the one. So I think the 289 serves solely as 3D printer under a thousand. That's all that it serves. But it's not under a thousand. Well, without you the can't, screen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't. You can't sell a printer without under a screen. A you need to have a screen. Now, uh, Tim, you I need will to give have them. I will give them some credit. Like, it is just ridiculous. bundle the screen. Just bundle the screen. Put it in. Just don't charge for the screen. Don't bundle the screen. Those screens at volume cost four dollars and fifty cents at volume for that screen. That's when I see how much another product and then not have the at least at minimum the same. When I when I look at that, I know they're using the same screens that I can get in bulk and that I do get in bulk from the suppliers because they're not making the screens. Those are made in China like everything else. Yeah. Um, You're telling me you don't have enough profit margin to eat like five bucks to put a screen on your printer. You're going to charge your users ninety five dollars for a five dollar screen in the printed housing. Do you know what I mean? Nickel and diamond. Yeah, that's what that's what it comes off as. I'm I, you know, <laughs> I I would I like I said I'm not even huge like I don't have a problem with producer printers. I just I'd rather upgrade an Ender three, but I have an MK three S in the shop. It works. It's in our print farm. Um, you know, I buy printers from all different manufacturers to try them out. You know, um, I would rather buy a Prusa. You're getting more bang for the buck from a Prusa, um, and I and and less printed parts. <laughs> And you know that's Prusa has a lot of printed parts, but it's still less than Wellsbot. Well, and they they all like, they all suffer from the same problem. Prusa does as well. Like it, Prusa <laughs> actively admits their printed parts are not the greatest. They're farm parts, and Lulzbot did the same thing. Now I think Lulzbot was somewhat smart in that they're using big ass nozzles because they're not like I've got a Taz six right there. There's my Taz six. Mm-hmm. I even have a uh, a Looney Tunes Taz as a joke. I noticed I noticed there. it's being used for storage instead of it, a printer. Okay, look, it, like most. <laughs> Like most flat surfaces, it suffers from the flat surface problem. The problem, you know, why I don't use the Tessix? It is so loud. People think I'm abusing small dogs in the do, background. Do you know what? Do you know? Do you know what else? Do you know what else? Oh is, yeah, is I can laughable? hear across the house in the other do, room. Like, do you know what else is really laughable point? at their printer? It's a thousand dollar printer that still isn't a bit board that just came out this year. Is it oh still God. an eight bit board? Well, it's that's where the Prusa Mini wins. Board. It's a thirty two bit buddy board. Board. Why are you putting an eight bit board? in a printer that's that just came out this year that's over a thousand dollars and that's why are you nickels on, like well hold on like it an apic like it's it's literally the same price to put an stm 32 f0 in it's there. cheaper to put a third the 32 bit cheapers are cheaper than the atmels well uh, they used to be the pricing is whatever yeah, it's, it's a wild west right i feel now. like you should price it with the stuff and then if people don't want this stuff then they can then be like oh i don't i don't want it but don't like, advertise it as the whole thing like, and then be like oh no you have to add but it, it gets even hey, Grant, worse because hey, Grant, i'm gonna sell you a car it's under a thousand dollars but the the tires and the wheels are extra 
Well, you mean video games? Uh, I'm... Are you talking about <laughs> video games? <laughs> they're the, they're the D, are they? Are video, they? Did the new the owners, DLC? Are they really from EA? Uh, are you guys? Have you guys <laughs> ever watched Green Acres? I haven't. I've heard it. I have not watched it. Same. Okay, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> Just a, this big city, a big wig city lawyer dude wants to move out to the countryside and like have his own DIY thingy and the local sh uh, uh, swindler guy just keeps on coming around and selling him everything that he happens to need at the time <laughs> I'm like as soon as you need it yeah. yeah yeah i don't i mean we 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 have something in the works um right now that that should be we should have a prototype at the end of august but mm -hmm. um yeah, I I think I think the price point they're trying to hit is a good one to get into and I think if yeah. we were to do something it would be in that range um and we wouldn't be nickel and diving people <laughs> it's like here's the printer it comes oh, with like greg said the chat oh. it's almost insulting <laughs> yeah it is it is like it is wh why are you like th that's how, that's how greg says you should talk to john you know the, the Tim problem is they're trying to push it into the maker community and the maker community people the maker community people are doing the same thing when i saw when i saw it at murph i was like charging this much for a printer that's like got core components but like if we ignore the 289 because i think the 289 is a flop if we look at the 747 at it's still not a good proposition it's still not a good proposition the prusa gives you more build volume no it doesn't three gives you well okay it's a task what's the cubic volume. what's the cute well this it said it was 231 by 231 by something hang on it was nine and there, three quarter by nine and three quarter, I thought, which is two eighty. I'm going back so I don't misquote. The yeah, thing, please. I, hang on. So the seven. Hang on. Explore three D printers. Third website. I thought our website's hard to navigate. Um. So the seven forty seven is two thirty one by two thirty one by two forty eight, and Ender three is two fifty by two fifty or two thirty five by two thirty five by two fifty. Oh yeah, it is. And look, and a Prusa. It's literally a, what I said. Is that? Hang on, Prusa. I I don't know the Prusa build volume. Two fifty by two ten by two ten. Okay, so it's a little bit some, bigger. If someone wants to do the math on that, so it's yeah. It, it's it's shorter in in certain dimensions, but it's right. also larger in others. But I just I don't get it, and the thing is, like, there's too many printed parts. Like, how how are they still making? Unless the profit margins are really good, they're which clearly they should, good. Yeah, why why aren't you at least like SLS printing your parts? Why are you FDM well, printing they, your parts? They want it, it's the same reason that Prusa does it, right? They they want to have that you know made by us for us kind of deal where they're using their own machines to make the parts, and I get that. But even Prusa on the mini. Right, the original Prusa Mini There's had not a many printed, printed parts on. front There's, and back plate, but they went to injection yeah. molded. Yeah, I mean, I, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I guess their their market is people that have no idea what they're buying. Like that's that's really what it is. It's people that have no idea what they're buying and they don't know what else is out there. They don't know what to compare other things to. They're just like they hear the name uh, yep. of Lawsbot, and you know it is a recognized name, and they're banking off of that name. But when it you know, you're selling a printer like the the seven four seven. If I configure that, so I'm gonna do the black. I'm gonna do the. Why would the anyone do the black? I want the crazy lime green. Damn it! Ah, oh, I like the black. No, I want. Uh, it. Yeah, but Grant right. likes see. all the crazy colors, no matter what it is. That's okay, just so let's, how he is. So let's see. I'm, what what does this come out? So I'm gonna do the flex plate. I'm gonna do the LCD. I did the their base tool head. I'm gonna do a filament sensor. Um, you're at thirteen forty five for that. I'm buying a preset. Even the other 289. If I'm buy, if I want a printer that's ready to go out of the box in that price range, 
I'll buy a Prusa. Um, you know what I mean? Or do what we do is we, we buy Creality machines and we upgrade them or other machines and we upgrade them and then we get what we want and we're still cheaper. Um, you know. Right. Now, I, I will say with the BL touch, because it's got a BL touch, and yes, I know, the two other guys other than Amber in this group are like, oh, BL touch is bullshit. But BL look, touch uh, helps us sell but yeah, easy ABL pros. I can't tell you how many people who have gotten the BL touch and they find us well, and they're like, Tim, oh my God, this is so much better. Let's be real. <laughs> a BL touch is better than what they used to have, which was literally touching the four corners yes, with the, the corners. damn nozzle. Okay. Yep. This is, this is big. This is so big. they're now they're now into uh, when did the BL Touch come out like 2013, 2014? It's been out, dude. I've yeah, got so, so BL Touch clones. That's how long they've been out. <laughs> yeah, I, there's tons of clones. The clones are so bad. They're so bad. I, I tell got... people, I was like, if you're dead set, I was like, I don't care if you buy our Easy Able or not, but if you're buying a BL Touch, get the original thing to support the original creator because it is got... a pat. The BL Touch is a patented device. So why aren't mm. they going after Triangle Labs for selling them? I don't I don't think they have I don't think they have the the Money. time or staff or it's there it, it, you have to enforce and the problem is too if they don't enforce it then everybody's like, "Well, they started selling them and Well, if they don't enforce it, their patent is literally null and voided. Right. Yeah, the yeah. USPTO would would nullify their patent simply on the fact that they didn't uh defend it. Follow but it up. Yeah. yeah. I Now, don't get me wrong. I have an original BL Touch on our big ass D-Bot, which is the 400 by 400 by 788 millimeter D-Bot. Because yeah, you I, need you need bed leveling on that. Well, it's something. it's got a mix six bed, so technically I don't, but it is more useful to have it. I'm gonna ABL is a creature comfort. It is. It's totally a it's creature a comfort. It's a necessity on some printers, but I have it on every single one because I do not want to have myself or my staff leveling beds manually. Depends. Yeah, I, like, really, yeah. No. We, we started off with a ton, and I'm going to date myself, Wanhao Duplicator i3s. Now, I had a Thingomatic years prior. I had built my own uh, various RepRap printers throughout the years yeah, by going to going to the uh, IT dumpster at our school and hopping in and seeing what we could find. <laughs> uh, oh, yep. I miss dumpster diving. I used to find all sorts of cool stuff. Oh, it's the man. best. It's I, the there best. is a huge dumpster outside my office right now because we're doing our 5S at the moment and there is so much shit i wish i could send you guys yeah i i i have i i tech i hoard technology yeah, so i do too that sounds I have familiar to i have i have a there's a storage room in our basement that's about 300 square feet and it's just racks of stuff and i'm bins of everything um but i'll tell you this though do you ever feel like you're like, I'm going to go through and clean out stuff. Like I've had this cable for 10 years and I throw it out. And then two weeks later, oh, you need that yeah. damn every time. <laughs> every time, every time. <laughs> I, I'm the same way, but with like craft stuff and like art stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to use this, but I feel like thing. that's my superpower is holding on to things for 10 years and then throwing out the week before I they see, it. I like, told you, or is it, but then when you actually need it, you're like, see, I told you. I collect yeah. electronics too, but I collect interesting electronics. This is a Honeywell Digitest 500. Tilt it forward a little. That's, that's the thing for checking your batteries back in the day, isn't it? You might like. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it is a Nixie tube multimeter. Yeah. This, oh, uh... fuck. Oh, but you, you're using IN14 tubes or IN15 tubes. These are the real twos, not the upside down fives. I, I, my wife, so my wife, my wife has this tendency of getting me cool gifts that require hours of assembly. That PCB... That was a DIY kit in the fact that that's a, that has service mount through hole components, and they literally gave you a bag of components 
and I hand solder that entire surface of my board. There, on my, uh, if you go to timothyhogan.com, there's a link to my personal YouTube channel. It's an eight and a half hour stream of Jesus. me soldering. I streamed building the whole thing. Um, and the funny thing is too, like I, I, I'm not like super into drones, but I have a couple drones. I built a couple and I just fly around for fun. Um, I don't race or anything. Um, but my wife got me a drone kit um, for Christmas, but it didn't have a battery, didn't have a receiver, didn't have a transmitter. So then I went down, ooh, excuse me, went down that rabbit hole. Um, so she she has a habit of getting me gifts that are like, it's it's a can of worms <laughs> of either it takes a ton of time to assemble. And I'm like, are you trying to like keep me busy? So I leave you alone, like <laughs> buying me these gifts that these prod, it's like a project, a multi-day project, or it takes up my, my entire day on the weekend. <laughs> oh, Amber hasn't gotten to that point yet. I'm sure that's going to happen eventually, but that's going to be like, Hey, hon, I, I found this weird 3d printer. Good luck. Well, I, I, I know I know you are limited on time. I try not to give you any extra work. <laughs> well, not only on time, but like also my body is is physically limited because of my back. By the way, can't oh, recommend back, back injuries, man. No, my wife has been in two car accidents where she was rear-ended, um, and she's got tons of back issues. So I'm very familiar with dealing with somebody that has back problems. So yeah, you know, no, fun. I always, like she'll, she'll go to pick something. She's like, I can't move this. I'm like, really? It's only like 40 pounds. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm, it's only I'm 15 like, pounds. Yeah, I'm about 15 pounds. Dude, I had a spinal tap like three <sighs> weeks ago. Like, holy shit. The worst week of migraines I've ever freaking had. You can't get rid of them. I am still not sleeping well. I am on two hours of sleep. But when you said cool electronics, I had to grab the Honeywell because I do have it. That, that's cool. I would, I would, it I would used definitely. To work. That'd be something I would have. It's you need accurate. to fix it. You need I to fix it. I don't know what's wrong oh, with it. you want to see a new toy I got? I don't know what's wrong I got, I got this last week. Is that the EEV blog? Yes. Yes. I was waiting for these to come in stock. And uh, one of my guys on Discord, he's like, dude, I know you were talking about get it. They're back. And I was like cool i up, just what i like about this the update rate is stupid fast on it i like, just uh introduced amber to eev blog i love dave he's awesome oh, so great mm -hmm. I and he does his dumpster dives i love watching his dumpster dive videos like he found like this giant freaking tv yep. in the dumpster like come on i i need to find stuff like that the only dumpster i have around me um, is our own shop one <laughs> i um in my in my dumpster that i wish i could uh, have you guys dump, uh, jump through with me? There is an, uh, currently an 8MP, which is a $30,000 display. Um, takes two separate dual link DVI inputs to, to create a 4096 by. Uh, oh, it's like old 4K. Yeah, it, this, this is the medical grade DICOM 4K. <laughs> so, and it's, 30, it, it's 60 inches. We had something I, like this too. Do you, know what, do you know what drives me nuts is the 4k standard there's cinema 4k and there's consumer yep. 4k and it bit me in the ass when i was so we we just we have like we have a full basement in our house and we started actually doing stuff with it so i have like a, i'm setting up a theater room down there and so i picked out the projector i picked out and i put my mounting distance and everything there's like calculators online and you know also did my own calculations like okay if i need to fill a 150 inch screen i need to be this far back um with this projector well except all the calculations were done with the cinema 4k which is 4096 by 2160 whereas all my content in my screen is a 16 by 9 aspect ratio so that's 3840 by 2160 so i actually oh, had no. to move after i'd mounted the projector i was three inches too short story to of my the freaking life so i had to dismount it patch the drywall because i already drilled and we put extra studs in the soffit that it was mounted oh. to just for the projector before we put the drywall up. 
So I then had to move it back and oh. poke it down through the drop ceiling and put extra put extra bracing between the joists in the ceiling. Um, but now it, it's great. And the problem is I also have a, a bar because it's a basement. There's a supporting bar in the middle of the room. Um, and there was nowhere else in the basement that I could get that much size. Um, hey, Chrome and played it, loop up and turn it into a nighttime deal. <laughs> So I, I don't know if this is going to work out for my benefit, but I'll try to make it less noticeable. It's painted matte black, so I'm, I've already ran into it twice when I'm down there. <laughs> but, um, but there will be a couch. It will be There will be a couch up against it, so I don't think there will uh, be an issue. But luckily, the projector's lens is fancy enough where it can actually shift it around the post without any distortion on the, the screen. So I was actually able to make it work. But it was oh, like nice. I turned it on. And I was like adjusting. I was like, I'm this three inches too short. I'm literally three inches too short, and I can't Shit. move it any further back on the soffit. I had to move it 20 inches back to get that extra height. Oh, that is <laughs> painful. I'm so sorry. It was it was driving, and it bothers me too that I know there's a there's a couple rows of pixels on the left and right that I'm never going to use uh. because all my content is 3840 by 2160. Um, I think 16 by 10 is the cinema 4k aspect yeah um and then consumer 16 by 9 and it was my buddy's like you should just done an ultra wide uh screen i was like the thing is my content 90 percent of my content is 16 by 9 so i don't care if i have black bars on the top i mean we're still a really big image size so but i went with the the jvc's precision line the nx5 it's a yeah they're l the d ila with the mm. lcos so it's three separate 4k screens one for rg and b um, and I was wow. torn between that and the Sony and the JVC has got better black levels. So, um, I have a DLP television. Oh, like, God. The, like the projector. Rear the ones you have to swap the, you have to swap the lamps out. The all the time? Yeah. Oh. I pulled it from a dumpster in college because it needed <laughs> there's a, a new There's bulb. a reason. It was, was it nice dollars, and I, and I am, I'm like, when this son of a bitch dies, I'll replace it. I graduated well, college in 2012 and then again in 2014. It hasn't died yet. Yeah, the you stuff have, you have you had to, to replace die, the lamp? Die. No, I replaced it when I when I pulled it out of the dumpster for ninety dollars, and I did a what? shit job. I did a. Sh I don't use the television often. Oh, it's a okay, television that's in our living room. But I'll tell yeah, you, yeah, yeah. dead black blacks and six hundred hertz uh, refresh rate. Yeah, that is always nice. Uh, you know what it's I miss? Like not aligned right. <laughs> I miss I miss plasmas. Plasmas, the black levels on plasmas. Oh. I just like, got I had a Panasonic. Screen. I had a Panasonic plasma uh, when they're 50 inches, and that uh, is so nice. It's like the inky. refresh rate. The refresh I rate of the CRTs with a thinner panel. Uh, but you're gonna heat your house things. in the winter with it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. very warm. I've got I've got Samsung's 2016 model. Mm. It's their 4K 8000 series in our living room. Um, that's our Quantum Dot one. And I'm waiting for that to die because I want to get OLED, but now I'm kind of less wanting it to die because now we have the theater set up. So I was like, we're not going to be watching. If I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, I'm going to uh, watch it downstairs. Um, but the problem right now is, problem right now is I have no seating down there, and the lead time on the furniture we ordered went from it's like three to six four months weeks. to nine months, right? It's it went from three to four weeks to eight to nine after they get it from the manufacturer. That's actually like pretty fast still. My sister works in retail with furniture and stuff. And right now they have to tell their customers about six to nine months. Yeah, it's nuts. It's, you know, like people ask us too, like just from the, like on the business side, like when are you gonna have this in stock? I was like, I have no idea we've ordered it, but I have no idea. 
Yep. It could be yeah. it could be next week. It could be four months. I have no idea about stuff anymore. Do it, Bruce. Just tell them it's always Friday. <laughs> and then they release a printer on a Wednesday. Yeah, we like one of the holdups with these 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 uh, bolt-on NeoPixel strips for the printers was I've got this little board that plugs onto our Easy Board Light to give it um, a dedicated three amp five volt output, sure. um, but. I'm waiting on the cables. I have the boards. The boards finally came in, but I'm waiting for the little mm. two-pin JST cables we had made uh, mm. to come in. So and you could, you could just start crimping them yourself. <laughs> oh dear God, no! We're not doing that. I put it. I put it. People kept asking me. I was like, "How about this?" I was like, "I've got the boards. I know how many boards I have. The cables are going to be here in one to two weeks. Yep. Um, I'll just mark it as a pre-order, and they'll say they'll ship by the end of the month. They could be here next week. I have no idea. I'm not going to know until we get we get tracking. So uh, it's like there's this void of I don't know. And then all of a sudden we get tracking and we've been paying to ship stuff air, which is really, really expensive because if I can get on a container, um, it's two to three months right now for slow boat shipping. And that's why furniture's taking so long. And like, that's, that's why we've like avoided doing um, any big products. Like I've got a bunch of NeoPixels now, nowhere near as much as you guys have, but I've never used NeoPixels before. We're gonna They're do a fun. full. I'm gonna do oh, one, yeah. what you know, Mad Monkey. I'm sure you know Mad Monkey, Jordan. He does the mutant stuff. I figured you'd know him, um, but he did not. a full addressable RGB LED logo. We're gonna do the same thing, and our you see logo. My little, my little, my little. Neon. I see yours. Ours is quite big though, right? Ours <laughs> is long, and it'll fit on my standing set no problem. You could do just the hat. We could do just the hat, but we're gonna webhook it. And we're going to allow patrons to actually control it in like five minute intervals. That's kind of the plan. This like, wow. this little thing you can actually change when we're live streaming. This little cube here actually um, will change it. You can change its pattern with a check. <laughs> and that that's a web hook. Uh, if this cool. so from Nightbot to an if this and that web hook, and then that hits my home assistant installation. See, that's the kind of stuff that I want to do because it's it's a fun way for people to interact with us while I'm hanging out and streaming or filming. Because uh, I think my plan right now is going to be for Patreon when we launch it is we will live stream the raw recordings of the videos when I'm doing them. And that way they kind of get to see like the, you know, the back end of how it works and the dumb things I say to myself when a CTA goes poorly and I have to clap and redo it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm trying to grow and funny enough, uh, we met uncle Jesse yesterday randomly at lunch. We're in Florida. He's not okay. in Florida. Uh, he, he was, he must be traveling. I've met him a couple times at some of the maker fairs. He, he actually, <laughs> so when we were first starting out, he had bought one of our bed sheets, uh, like our, like a build tech competitor we make and he bought it. We didn't send it to him for review. Um, I had never heard of him. And he did a video on it, and then I woke up, and this was literally, it was just me, and I had, like, one other person helping me. Oh, shit. <laughs> and we had, like, 190 orders when we were used to handling 20 a day, if yeah. that. And I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> and, then, and I'm like, I just went through a month and a half of stock in two days. I was like, yeah. it was good for sales, but I'm like, uh... It's a tough problem stock. logistically, <laughs> and that's, like, why we were talking about um, shitty Kickstarter printers, because the Ono, Ono I hate just... Kickstarters. Uh, I tell everybody, don't touch Kickstarters. I do, I too. don't understand why people do Kickstarters. My whole thing is, if you, when I see a company doing a Kickstarter, that tells me you don't have enough faith in your product to use your own damn money to launch your own product. That's that's what it that's what it it says. Yeah, they don't want to take the risk. They, want they don't want to take the risk. Yep. Reality does it, and somehow it works out phenomenally. I hate for them. it. I hate it's it. Just I hate marketing. 
it, it yeah they use it for a marketing stunt but my whole thing is if i see a company that like we have we've been all self-funded we've had zero loans we've taken out zero loans for for ta shooting we've we been all self-funded took out a loan but it was an eidl loan so it's 3.75 percent i'm it's free money i'm beating interest on it yeah beating, but i mean uh, the thing inflation. but the, but the thing is that oh, i could ranch about an inflation for hours but your business probably uh, did great during covid i lost a two hundred thousand dollar contract in covid it was it was weird it was weird like it was up and then down and then there was nothing and then it was up i if you look at our our, our sales like graphs, it's like this, yeah. it's like this, and then it's all the way down. It's like this. I'm Amber like, would say that's not compatible with life. <laughs> no, because like you you know, uh, and then and then the thing is too, you know, we when the lockdowns started last year, our April, we we did more sales in April of last year than we did on Black Friday. Yeah, I mean, Prusa, with no promotions running. I mean, because you, everybody's you like, Prusa I'm stuck at home. Like... I'm buying printers. Yeah, I'm buying printers for like nine or ten weeks. Twelve weeks, I think, is what we waited. We bought our minis on Black Friday. I bought four minis on Black Friday because free shipping. I didn't need them, but free shipping. They gotcha. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> and that's the only, I, only, I buy Prusas once a year. I buy them once a year unless I need them really bad. Um, but otherwise, we buy them once a year. I buy them on Black Friday, um, and they showed up in like late January, early February. You know, it boggles my mind that there's people that will wait weeks and weeks and weeks for like, you know, Prusa stuff and, and other stuff. And like, if, if we take an extra day to ship something out, we get people yelling and screaming. Oh yeah. Amazon, no. you know, it's all Amazon. Or, it's because or, of Amazon. Or, and you know, it also boggles my mind too, is like, you know, well, people are like, oh God, they, you guys took forever to get back to me. And I pull the ticket. I'm like, okay, I know every single ticket by the end of the day at the very least gets two replies at the very least. So like, if you know, we email you email back, you get a reply. Um, like our first response time is less than two hours. That's good. Shit. So like, and I'm sitting here going like, why, why is anybody complaining? Cause there's like, um, for example, my buddy, he's, you know, and, and we're, we're just selling printer accessories. We're not selling anything really. that's mission critical. Right. You know? Well, but, you I know, mean, I would my, consider it mission critical, but most people. Yeah. Wouldn't. So yeah. Some people, but you know what I mean? It's not like I'm not running an IT company where we have SLAs and you know, all these response times that have to be guaranteed. Um, you know, but you know, then there's companies like that make products that are expensive and mission critical. For example, my buddy bought, uh, and I have them here. I have three of the Mr. Cool split units and my buddy bought one for his shop and his control board failed. It's been two months and he still doesn't have the right board. The first one, it took him a month to send it out and they sent him the wrong. Oh my God. For his no. unit. And it's, he's in South Carolina right now. He's like, I can't run any of my printers, the PLA jamming cause it's 96 degrees in my shop. We were like, looking at doing Mr. Cool, but because uh, like, m you know, my, my knock on wood, knock on wood. Mine have been fine. I have three yeah. other units. I've got an 18,000 BTU unit in the garage here and I've got two 24,000s in our shop. I have a 24,000 BTU unit in a 600 square foot room because that's the print farm. <laughs> that heat load in there is insane. We have gonna go grab some water. 17 or 18 printers in this office. But like, I don't mind the heat. And you're in Florida. I, I hate Florida. Florida. I, I have I to. Hate I get. I, I get. I get irritable as all hell if I'm too hot. So to I'd give you an idea, freezing. it is yeah. 92 degrees and cloudy at four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh. Um, nope. During nope. the day. That's why we didn't move south. During we the day, when I'm the only one here, and I was like, nope. So like, if I'm the only one here, the house is at 82 degrees. My office will sit somewhere in the 88 to 90 range, and that was My, before. 
I was running How? dehumidifiers. We used to have a pair of dehumidifiers oh. in here that brought my office to 95 plus. My, now you didn't sweat because it dried faster than you could sweat. Um, but my my wife complained when we had I had I've got eco bees everywhere for our thermostats, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. I had them set at 74, and I had to drop it down to 72 because she was like, "It's too hot in here." So, but I don't, I don't blame her. I mean, I, we also have uh, the, one of the best things I've ever done was in our bedroom. I got, uh, Medea actually makes these window units Mm -hmm. that are, (coughs) oh, sorry, are like a U shape. And they're actually basically a mini split in a window unit. So they're quieter and it's a DC inverter. So they're very efficient. So we got a little 8,000 unit for our bedroom so we can keep the house warmer but at night we can crank it down to like 68 degrees and sleep when it's freezing it's fantastic and they were, it was only like 200 dollars for the uh for the unit so hmm. but i like sleeping when it's cold i can't if i'm hot i can't sleep i toss and turn all night yep. i'm also i'm also a bigger guy too so fat guys and uh, heat do not mix well. <laughs> so I just enjoy my air, my air conditioning. Yes, air conditioning <laughs> is a must. Well, uh, Alan, no, Alan lives in Los Angeles or near or around. No, no, no Los I'm, Angeles. I'm in the Bay. No, I don't. I'm in the Bay Area. It's very oh. different up here. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> it how, was still really effing are... hot. Okay, I always see I always see uh, news articles about uh, California and their brownouts and power grid. Is it really as bad as as it seems from an outsider's perspective? Because it seems like your guys' power grid is in shambles all the time. It's not. It's not all the time. It's when fire season hits. Um, so basically what happened is um, PG&E has been pocketing subsidies for too long and not updating their infrastructure. Oh, um, surprise. I'm shocked. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they're, they're, they've got 100-year-old power poles in some areas. And like basically they're, they're fixing it now because they have to because they're now felons. Um, but for a long time, they just sort of let things kind of molder. Um, and they're they're getting it up they're getting it up to date now, but the they're not doing it fast enough because basically um, climate change is outstripping their efforts. So we've, we're getting hotter and hotter days, and we had um, basically two months less of rain this year than we were supposed to. And so like <laughs> conditions are just ripe for for another uh, another issue. So they're they're so, basically preemptively shutting things off so that nothing bad happens. So don't uh, don't do any uh, gender reveals. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they have thankfully we haven't had any any power shutoffs in the last few months but um i like when the when the heat starts getting up in the into the, the higher ranges and there's more of the um the red flag days where it's both heat and lots of high wind that's when they'll do shutoffs. oh usually. yeah but like i've got i've got my tesla power wall and i've got a solar system so i'll be okay for the most part that's that's yeah. the next thing i want to mess with in our property is is solar mm-hmm. do you just see uh yeah. tom sad, sad letters video on uh on solar and such i have uh, not, yeah. i so i i if i watch youtube videos it's usually not 3d printing stuff it's usually like retro yeah. pcs and uh <laughs> you, ever, you guys ever watch uh technology connections oh yeah no of course. I, I, usually, I love that channel amber and yeah, i watch it too. religiously um, I usually am watching like Marco Reps, um, the uh, the EED blog, but I also watch. I like, love EED um, blog. Uh, oh yeah, Alec, Alex Steele, um, Ben Eater, 
There's a few others. Uh, like um, Alex Steele does Big forging Clive? and stuff. You guys ever watch Big Clive? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I love Big Clive. Uh, what about AVE? Oh, of course. Yeah, AVE is great. We have, we literally have on the print farm door, I have, I bought his, you know, fake safety sticker. So yeah. on the print farm door, I've got the don't stick your thingy where you wouldn't stick your dinky. Hell yeah. On there. <laughs> and then our laser has the sticker that says not to be operated by fuckwits on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And one of the new guys was looking at it. He just glanced at it, and then he like actually was like, "I thought that was a real warning sticker." I was like, "Does yeah, your but does your laser applies? Does your laser have the weird warning label that mine does, which involves like the transmission guide of Limerick Weekly Maintenance? Is what it says on mine? Yeah, it's got the it's got the English stickers on it. Okay, um, as long as mine's not the only one, because I left it no. on there just because I could. I, I don't get I don't get why there's why the 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 English stuff is still a thing. Like how how much would it cost them to hire somebody that is a native English speaker to write? Clearly more Fiverr. than to spend. There's people <laughs> on Fiverr that do this. Like oh my god, I did a video. It's on our YouTube channel. I hired a guy on Fiverr to do an Easy ABL ad, and it's uh, it's hilarious. He's a doctor, a doctor. Uh, I, 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 hilarious or bad hilarious? Oh no, it's you should pull it up. It's hang on. Um, let me find and Tim, we got to have you on again. This has been fun. Um, I talk a lot, so feel free to literally tell me to shut up. Oh, that's up familiar. Oh, you. homie, you're, no, you're, in, you're you and I, we're in good company here. Like, Wait, girlfriend or wife? Girlfriend. Yeah, what is... Girlfriend? Yeah, she's throwing shade over there. <laughs> no, it's She's not like... throwing shade. She's, she's throwing the truth. <laughs> no, no. It was, it's more of a people like say that and I just go with it. You know, I don't. Oh, yeah. I'm is, loud. Is YouTube deranking my, my easy ABL ad? Because I know it's on our channel, but I search Easy AVL Doctor and it's not coming up. Their algorithms are so weird. Hang on, when did I do this? It's it's funny. It's it's humorous. Um, I am trying to find it here. Wait, hang on. Uh, just go, just search easy ABL Frank George uh, on YouTube. I'll also post in the zoom chat here. If you can't find it. Oh, I mean, uh, it's, uh, can, it's, only, wanna... it's 50. Can I share it? Yeah, you can share your screen. Hang on. Share screen. Hang on. Uh, tired of leveling your bed. Okay. Sh oh, cool. You can actually share this out. All right. Hang on. Let me switch my, I'll put my default audio device to my headphones. So, um, it's 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 pretty good. Um, okay, ready? Oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one that has a bajillion Chrome tabs open. Very good. Um, I use I I love Brave. All right, ready? Hey there, Frank George here. As a doctor, I know a thing or two about probing. <laughs> Indeed, I do. I Wait, can you back that up real quick? Because Amber missed that whole part. I need her to hear it. Sorry. <laughs> I need her to hear it. Here, as a doctor, I know a thing or two about probing. <laughs> Indeed, I do. I love something that's easy to install, easy to use, and backed by a real support team. And that's why I choose TH3D Easy ABL Kit for my 3D printers. I prefer not to waste countless hours trying to figure out how to connect things to my machine when I could be printing instead. With the TH3D Easy ABL, you get technical support, easy to use firmware, quality parts, amazing accuracy, and there's no moving parts. What are you waiting for? Head over to their site 
at easyabl.th3dstudio.com and get one today. Thanks for watching, and as always, happy printing. The Easy ABL kit is meant for 3D printer usage only, not for medical or rectal use. <laughs> <laughs> not for rectal use. Amber, Amber's patients might disagree with that. <laughs> my patients too dumb. So. Oh, yeah, that, all that of them. Like, that cost me like fifty bucks on Fiverr. He's he's. You know how he's like sounding out easy AVL because he he originally called it the Isabel. <laughs> <laughs> on the first revision, the TH3D Isabel. I, I like, would have no, left it. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I thought it was funny. Um, I have it on my, my OBS as a clip that I roll if I like need it like a minute to go do something really quick. I'm like, no, for a word from our sponsors, us, and then roll it. <laughs> <laughs> See, so. I, I, we're not sponsored yet. We don't have any official sponsors and I'm hoping that we can get them relatively soon, but, uh, I just self-sponsor all the videos and I'm trying to do the, uh, the Linus tech tip level of, you know, Trans, uh, so, <laughs> segues because they they truly did kind of set that standard for what's expected from a YouTuber and you so, know <laughs> I own th3dstore.com because he's got lttstore.com and I, I made a joke it. one time th3dstore.com so that just redirects to the URL that's yep. our shop page <laughs> I own um, lttstore e l t t store.com <laughs> I uh, I've got I always we'll have, use it I've for got something. Yeah, we've got like we've got these these hats now. I did a run of these hats because I we sold them for a while. One of our we were using uh, uh, Printful for a while, and during like the human malware situation, their lead times went from like two weeks for merch to two months. And uh, I was tired Oof. of customers complaining, so we just dropped them. And like we've do like if you click merch on our our site, it actually goes to our Teespring store. But uh, my problem with them wasn't the quality of the products. It was a lead time. So I actually ordered a hundred of these hats because people were like, where can I get the hat? I was like, fine, I'll do a limited run. That's it. Cause I'm not <laughs> in the business of selling hats. Um, I mean, we, we're, so I, I have a second office. I'm the entrepreneur in residence for my County, which means I give away time in exchange for an office and people get to come and talk about whatever they want. I help them, you know, kind of start and run their businesses. The person that moved in next to me is a maker business, but it's all like crafting. They've got a 14 needle embroidery machine. So I tell the staff, hey guys, there's someone next to me that can do embroidery. The first yeah. thing, dick butt patches for everybody. I'm like, ah, there's you know, my staff. Do you know what? I'm talking away now. We have, a, we have a chocolate 3D printer and- uh, Did the Coco a, No. Oh, is it Weissman's? Um, yeah. No, the, uh, the Weebooks. Oh, okay. Oh. We, Evan's a good friend. We know Evan well. I, I met him at Murph. I have his business card sitting at my desk here. Um, we were talking about certain collaborations, so hopefully that goes somewhere. Good. Um, um, I do have a meeting on, on, on the 29th with a uh, DIY electronics distributor here in the U.S. that I'm excited about, so we'll see. Ooh. Is it the one that be, I'm thinking of that it is? You guys, it, you guys might be able to walk into a store and buy our stuff soon, so be pretty wow. cool I i'm figuring yeah. it might be the thing that you can use to start a fire with mm, wait what spark fun <clears throat> excuse me no 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 okay. no <laughs> no we're talking we're talking brick and mortar stores it's not sure. radio shack no they're, they're <laughs> is radio shack they're toasted. no they're what not they're like... back they're not opening what, stores. really yeah oh so are they going to sell more than just i mean their name is, is that... back their name is back yeah. i don't know what the hell they're doing with it but it's back so, like, speaking of defunct companies, 
Um, I worked for Tiger Direct for a while, like yeah. way back oh, in the day. Oh, wow. And uh, <laughs> I was there during their transition to CompUSA because they bought the CompUSA mm-hmm. name. Yep. And then we were all joking because that was when Circuit City was going under. We were all joking about, they're like, just watch, they're like, just watch the, the, the CEOs of Tiger Direct to buy Circuit City because they love buying failed companies. Um, and then they bought Circuit City like two weeks later. And I was like, really? Oh, yeah. I remember like, that happening too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tiger Direct was awesome. We had, Were you in Miami I for that or no? No, I'm, I, I, used to, I used to live in Illinois. Okay. I didn't realize, um, so, I didn't realize that Tiger, Tiger Direct is actually still around now. Yeah, they're still so around. So they, they are oh, online. I, I actually, so they usually have good deals on refurbished cyber. Yeah, we used UPSs. to get all of our all my refurbished yeah. uh, electronics from Tiger Direct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I have, uh, I've got a ton, I've got probably about 30 of their 1500 VA cyber powers and they all have new batteries in them. They still have one year warranty and they're a hundred bucks for a 1500 VA UPS. Uh, so, yeah, so we use them for, we, we use them for all of our printers. So, uh, uh I see Tarzman is that's asking my in brother. Miami. No, oh, that's okay. Yeah, we worked at, I worked at the one in uh, Orland Park, Illinois. So our, our uh, we have a family member who works for Tiger Miami. He was also part of the that was like one of their main headquarters, I think. Naperville, Illinois, was their other one. Yeah. Um, dang, I. So I miss we, Tiger. We have an APC three thousand that runs all the printers behind me, and a is 15, like a, a rack mount one or a tower. It is. Style. It's a rack mount yeah. one. And then I is got, that does that got the locking plug? I can't remember what it's called. The twenty amp, one twenty volt. It, it, the locking it, it, it one? did. Or did you get an adapter? <laughs> you you put an adapter on it. I, I just changed the plug. Amber just be left careful her phone with, in the kitchen. I can hear it really ringing. Just be careful with that because they can sometimes overdraw circuits. I'm aware. Yeah, the, the three thousand yeah. can absolutely overdraw the circuit. It yeah. won't because the printers won't overdraw right, the circuit. Um, but what we did is that thing uses eight batteries, so it's four S two P. Um, and, uh, when they died, I just put car batteries on it. I thought about doing it cause I don't see why it can't. I mean, I replace, it works fine. I, I, I don't think I, aside from when I needed more UPSs, I don't like, there's people that'll just throw out the UPS and buy a new one when it That's dies. That's what we it's do. Like, they're like, That's they're, like you can, they're like, like for a 15 RV, it's got two nine amp hour batteries. They're 35 bucks for two new batteries, but you just can go change to Walmart. the batteries. I have an old 1500. I have a Transformer 1500 APC that's got built-in fans, so it's basically rated indefinitely. We built that a little over three years ago when I lost a big print on our D-Bot that was like 15 hours in a ten, in a 25-hour print or something. And it's People like, it's never need to about- put UPSs on their printers. Everybody's like, I want power loss or cover. I was like, okay, nine times out of ten, you're printing on a surface that is yeah. going to release when the bed cools, so you're going to yep. lose your print anyways. Put it on a UPS. Like, and if your stuff is that mission critical that you're printing, that it sucks to lose the print job, then maybe you should invest in a little generator for this, you know, at least for the circuits that your machines are on. We just put big ass batteries on them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm surprised how much adding additional battery capacity to the UPSs are because I've got a 1500 APC that had an external battery plug and they sold a separate pack that had four more batteries. So I have six batteries. That fifteen hundred unit with the the two internal batteries and the four extra runs my big Threadripper server I have downstairs for forty five minutes with no power optimization. We ran through Hurricane Irma, which we were out of power for a little over a day, and I never stopped printing. Yeah, straight. Place. I'm 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 I think the next next thing we're going to be looking at doing is putting in a whole house generator, well, like and, for and our whole me, service. 
let me we have natural gas here too. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Have you guys um, heard of Jehu Garcia and the the battery tech tech stuff he does? No. no. Although said, before we move forward, I do no. want to say something. What we have is not recommended. Do not do it. Do it at your own damn risk. Um, yes. Car batteries can explode. Uh, put yes, them inside of polypropylene tubs. If that's the one thing you learn from Breaking Bad is that sulfuric acid does not melt through polypropylene. <laughs> um, but I missed should, that show. That was such a good show. It was. You should use marine deep cycle batteries for this. Um, we went like the, with like the, you ever mess with the Optimas? No, we went with the uh, with the Walmart house brand. Yeah, the cheap ones because they're fifty bucks a battery. What's <laughs> they die? It's there fifty bucks. Reason. I don't care. Yeah. Oh my God! Your brother's getting all excited about servers. Oh yes. <laughs> so that he was supposed to be on this podcast, he got busy and wasn't on it. Like literally, the title of this podcast is Home Lab Talk, New Sets, Printer oh. Talk, Failed Ono oh Kickstarter. We have so, not touched Home Lab, so this is a great segue. You can swap us out so I mean, I'm 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 a huge automation guy. I'll I'll just so you can see my my home assistant panel. He's probably gonna gonna go nuts over this so this is this is my my home assistant control panel here nice. um i've got different stuff so i have two home assistant instances they're both tied together i have one for the shop um i've got all these different panels i even have wait for it my cigar humidors are automated Those are oh uh, fancy <laughs> mr cigar humidor <laughs> automation they these are they i have humidity monitoring temperature monitoring i'm using an h bridge to control uh a couple of uh, Peltier coolers, like TECs, um, wow. so I can do so I can do heating and cooling. Because um, in the wow. winter, I drop the heat in here down to fifty, and the, the cigars need around seventy degrees Fahrenheit to be happy. Um, I also have like lighting control here too. Um, the thermostat here, I can set my set points for the high and low. Um, and these are running ESP eighty two sixty sixes. So um, I've got a, quite a, I've got like nine devices. They're all devices that I've built myself here. Um, I've got sure. power monitoring here as well too, so I can see what my kilowatt hours are used. So you can see here, like yesterday, we mm -hmm. used 155 kilowatt hours. Holy um, shit! The business was 102 of that. So you can oh, see here. Okay. I <laughs> so because the TH3D, we operate out of an outbuilding that's on our property here. So uh, which is I have, the way to do I, it. Yeah, yeah, I have it tracking. So you see, out of 155, the business, the circuits that the business uses pulled 102. Jeez. So, and you can see right now, my main panel on both phases, I'm pulling 38 amps. The shop panel is pulling 9.4. Uh, my server rack is at 5.2. My brother's um, asking if Home Assistant is that good. Home Assistant's amazing. What does um, it cost? It's, it, it, it's you gotta, free. You gotta, it's open source. Oh. Yeah, you have to set it up yourself as a thing. He's, oh, he's yeah. got a so very you, intricate setup. So here, you can see here. So these are all the yeah. integrations. So I've got mm -hmm. for I got 16 MQTT devices. I've got four Logitech Harmony hubs. I've got 16 TP-Link devices, 66 Z-Wave devices, um, and then nine ESP devices. There's like 20 grand worth of devices on this screen right now. I, I can't. I don't want to know how much I spent because then if my wife asks me, I can't plead the fifth because I don't know. Right <laughs> now. Um, uh, so it's a smart man yeah. right there, ladies and gentlemen. Take note. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've got these. I even have my litter boxes are connected. Uh, I have the litter robots. Yeah. So wow. we, we get push notifications when they're, they're full. Um, uh, this is for if we have the Christmas lights. So these these are <laughs> offline because these are plugs that we put away every year. And then when we plug yeah. them in, they come back on. 
Yeah. Um, what happens when your internet goes down? Can you lose all functionality of your house? No, it is all it's local all control. It's oh, all okay. local control. It's fantastic. Okay. That's good. Um, <laughs> that's the design is all local control. Like we sell our own, THD sells their own smart plugs um, that run Tasmoda. So there's no Chinese apps to install on your phone. Oh, um, man. I might have those. That's nice. They're 24 bucks and those have power monitoring and they're 10 amps max load. Oh, that's nice. Um, and all the okay. source codes available. We're working on light bulbs. This is the internal housing for light. These are RGBCW. So they have dedicated cool white and warm white yep. lights in addition to RGB. We've been using um, the Philips. I'm trying to controls. get us in. I'm trying to move TH3D also into home automation because I found there's a lot of overlap between Tons. 3D printing. Yeah. Yep. So, and the plan is start launching home automation products. The thing that stopped us and slowed us down wise. is the silicon shortage right oh, now. I figure it's going to be wise and, and, no. and all the shit um, they're doing um, so cheap. But my, my, whole, my whole thing is I want to sell products that you own. I have no control over them and the software on them, and they don't ping back to any of my stuff. You mm -hmm. own the device. I have no way to lock it out. That's nice. Hey, like, Tim, do, do, you um, want a um, do you want a baseline design to start from for a, an irrigation system? I'll just hand it to you. I can make. I I don't know if I want to get an irrigation. I do have a smart home. My irrigation is tied in. We do have a sprinkler system, which is cur mm -hmm. currently like half functional because uh, we removed our in-ground pool and all the lines got torn through. I was just so handed was this and and told to show it to you guys. What is that? What is that? It looks like a Chinese engineering sample. It is. I, it looks like that's what it is. It is an Intel um, Xeon E5 2651V2 with some uh, with some Chinese writing here, on so it. So this is. <laughs> Okay, so to give you an idea of how many devices are connected to my home assistant, this is this is a list of all the sensors and everything that's in my my system currently right now. That just sounds like a headache to get set up. Dude. Um, you do a little by little. Um, I do all the automation with uh, with Node Red here, which is really cool. It's a visual flow sequence. Oh, um, we have that in our project management software. None of us know how to use it yet. <laughs> so you can see here, I've got I've got here automations for the lighting um mm. for the different areas and stuff i've got like tech automation so here um this this i have a google chromecast audio if you guys remember those I yes love i love them so this turns on an easy plug that's connected to a old techniques receiver from the 80s um so when the the chromecast for that easy for the when that chromecast is stuff cast to it it actually turns the plug on which turns the receiver Ooh. on so the receiver's not sitting there on all the time or i don't have to manually go turn it on and off oh man that's nice um i've got mm. here alerts here uh threshold set to the 80 percent of the opacity of the lines if any of our phases on our lines exceeds the safe uh 80 continuous draw um mm. it will actually shut all the air conditioning units off and send me notifications that we're pulling too much power nice so and that's never triggered luckily i also have here so if my my laser cutter gets turned on it turns on the fume extraction fan once it's off after a minute it'll shut the fume extraction fan but since that fume extraction fan in my garage is also sure with the resin printer enclosure it will not turn it off if the resin printer plug is also on that's brilliant mm. dude so cool. and here so here's here's the here's the cube that's behind me so when the cube gets turned on it waits eight seconds it uses a Wi-Fi infrared blaster to send a command to change the mode. It waits five seconds and then it sets, it sends this pattern change because it doesn't have a dedicated button for each pattern. It cycles through them. So this cycles through automatically to the pattern. That's my favorite uh. um, with the Wi-Fi infrared blaster. I'm using a uh, RM, RM Mini 3. It's a little Wi-Fi infrared blaster and that's all local controlled. 
Um, I've got automations here. So since I have the mini split units, but I also have an EcoBee. So in my garage here, I heat in the shop, I heat with gas with furnace, and then I have the mini splits for AC. This uses those RM minis to read the set point of the EcoBee in only when it's in cool mode. So I can go to my EcoBee, change the temperature, and then it changes the temperature on my mini split. You you are like every other business owner that I know, an absolute monumental control freak, and I love this. <laughs> this is this is all the synchronization. So I use MQTT to sync states mm. between the home assistant instance and the shop. Good the shop nice. has its own. So I have three home assistant instances here. One just runs my Z-Wave um, <laughs> on a Raspberry Pi 4 upstairs because you want to get the controller upstairs. This all runs in a virtual machine. So downstairs, I've got a full 42U server rack um and oh i just realized i'm sharing just the window i think it's going to stop sharing. yeah it was. yep it'll stop sharing. um so downstairs i've got a full 42u rack um with two 4u chassis um the one chassis is just being used for its sas backplane and i've got suit they're both super micro chassis they're 4u 24 three and a quarter inch bays um on each chassis i've got about 170 terabytes of spinning discs in there and another six terabytes of nvme ssds and that box has a 3960X Threadripper with 192 gigs of RAM. And that runs 17 virtual machines on it right now. Um, and then I have dedicated drives that back up um, all the VMs yep. to a separate drive. So if I have a catastrophic failure, I can recover easily. And those take backups every night. Um, we actually use that server too, to, we use office 365 for the company. So, um, and we have multiple WordPress sites for our main site, for our help center. Yep. Um, we also self-host our own, uh, help desk and that is oh. actually at a VPS. Um, so we take backups every 12 hours of our help desk, um, database and files and our website database and files locally here. And we also, every eight hours, we take backups of our office 365 instance of all the files, the mailboxes, the team's data. Um, and we store revisions for up to 90 days. Wow. Shit. You guys so, doing offsite backups as well? Well, all of our stuff is in the cloud naturally. Mm. So, okay, so this is your offsite backup, basically. This is my offsite backup from the cloud. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I, I've got that. There's two blue iris boxes running for our cameras. I've got about 28 IP cameras here on the property. How do you like how do you like the blue iris? Like I can't I've, I've been using it for like 10 years. I love it. Okay. It, it, how does it work in a VM? It works fine. You just don't okay. get hardware acceleration. The only hardware acceleration mm. they officially support is Intel's quick sync video. And I've got a mm. thread ripper, so I don't get yeah. quick sync. But uh to give you an idea, that thread ripper that's a 24 core 48 thread. Uh mm. I think the base speed on that's 3.8 gigahertz per core. Um, and I said about 70% CPU usage. So uh that website that we we put together um, for our board that compiles the firmware is actually run out of the server in my basement because nice. it compiles the firmware in five seconds on that thread ripper. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, nice. it's, it's funny because if you're down there, you can tell if somebody ran a compile because this, the fans go and then they drop back down. And like my dad was doing some work down there and he's like, your server's just like screaming every couple of minutes. I was like, yeah, it's doing compiles. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, people, I'm sure people are going to cringe, but uh, my background when I was IT was all Microsoft. So I run Hyper-V on everything. And I've got I've got Debian VMs and Ubuntu VMs. So I've got Debian VMs that are just used to run Docker containers. Right. So uh, my brother's in terms asking, of my... are the server chassis CSC846s? That sounds correct. They're the okay. SAS two backplanes. Um, 
Mm. I'm glad I got them. I bought two of them just because I got them and he's going to, he's going to hate me. I got them with the dual hot swap, 1200 watt yep, plus power supplies. I paid 240 bucks a piece for those chassis with the PSUs oh. and all the drive caddies and the, and the SAS two backplanes with them. We have wow, the SAS two is... backplanes. We didn't get drive caddies, but I can 3d print those. Yeah, I have all the OEM drive caddies. I have some 3D printed adapters. What did you pay, John? I thought you paid like 150 bucks for ours. Whatever. I, I didn't. Yeah, think they're they're much. like a thousand dollars now because my brother uh, he just got a house. He's like, I want to build a server like yours, and I was like, <laughs> Good luck finding the chassis. The storage alone is gonna cost you. You know, yep. my, do you see how my lights turn off? Is because there's a motion sensor here, and I haven't moved much, so uh. it shut all my lights off. Um, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, so like my home assistant runs in a VM. Um, they actually yep. have a Hyper-V image. It's an officially managed image from them. Wow. So it runs in there. It's, it it updates, self-updates and everything. It's great. Do they have um, images for other for other uh, platforms as well? Or They do. Um, like oh. in my shop, my shop's home assistant is run on an Intel Core i5 NUC. Mm-hmm. So, and they have an official image for the NUC and uh, all my home assistant instances are yep. backed up. Um, for my bulk storage for like my PC backups and, you know, other storage I have, uh, I use a stable bits drive pool. Have you guys heard of that? It's, what is it called? Stable bit drive pool. Mm-mm. I so haven't, but my can, brother probably has. So <laughs> it's, it, it works on windows. Um, my, my, my main server that runs like all my random personal stuff, um, is a windows server 20, uh, they're both running server 2019. Um, <laughs> so, but that, that's got about. 95 terabytes of the available space all the other stuff is on various vms and the like my my blue iris boxes i got about 45 terabytes of video recordings video recording space so um and i do duplication on a lot of it too so i well i've got a ton of raw space i've only got about half usable because i'm making sure i have copies of the data on each drive so Mm. like one file has a copy on two physical disks Right. So just for redundancy. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking through here. So like I've got two AdGuard servers, one for my personal network, one for the business network. Um, I've got NextCloud hosted in-house, which is like a in-house Dropbox type solution. Yeah. Um, two, two Blue Iris boxes, a Home Assistant box. I've got a Nginx proxy server that is internet facing and then I route all my traffic to the VMs based on mm-hmm. what domain they're hitting. And it also manages my Let's Encrypt certs. Um, I've got a domain controller for TA surety because we've got like 12 desktops out in the shop and that's also connected to Office 365. So we've got the single sign-on and AD integration. Um, We have our own internal wiki uh, that runs on uh, Wiki.js. That's all hosted here um, in-house. I've got OctoFarm running to aggregate all, every single one of our printers has its own Raspberry Pi connected and OctoFarm integrates all of those into one control panel. They all Pi 4s? Pi 3B plus and okay. Pi 4s, we don't replace them until they die because even the 3Bs run fine. Yeah. Um, hmm. But yeah, I've got a lot of stuff. I got like a random utility box. I've also got a Windows 10 virtual machine that's a clean install. So if I'm doing a tutorial video or I'm doing a guide that I need to take screenshots for, it's completely fresh so I can start over. And then what I do is I, I take a snapshot. I have a snapshot of the clean Windows 10 install. Um, and then I'll roll back to that after I do like the VS code documentation. I, that's actually a virtual machine you're looking at in the video that we recorded. Um, and I just did a screen capture of that. And it allows me to not have my personal crap showing in the video, um, but also give me a completely clean install. So it's the steps are 
going to be what the average person is going to have because like on my main desktop here i'm going to have python installed already i'm going to have you know other prerequisites installed whereas if i'm going through and doing it on a blank windows 10 installation and i hit a thing where something's not working because there's not a prerequisite i can make sure i'm covering that in the documentation Mm -hmm. so but yeah i've had a lot of stuff in-house um all of the uh all the uh all my network equipment is all unified um, I've got their dream machine. I've got two of their pro switches. I got a 48 port downstairs and a 24 port in the garage. And those Jeez. are all 10 gig ethernet. Um, <laughs> That's so much stuff. Um, there's two 48 ports in the shop and eight, another eight port. I've got six access points on the property. Jesus. Um, <laughs> we're doing that <clears throat> next. We're, we're having, Uni- I like where... unify. I, I love well, unify. Unify's the best. Are they expensive? Like, they're not the best. They're not the best. Yeah. They're the best bang yeah. for the buck. Okay, fair enough. I haven't I haven't spent enough money to get the better stuff. Before, so, so I've got so I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <clears throat> I've got ten of their switches, six of their access points, um, their Dream Machine Pro, and then to get internet out to the shop because I didn't want to trench a line out there when we first moved out here. I've got their sixty gigahertz building to building solution, which is one gigabit full duplex with less than a millisecond latency over sixty gigahertz. That's what Dang. we need. It's fantastic. And it also and here's the best part as someone who's been in IT that's managed tons of devices, everything talks to one controller. I have one control panel to manage mm. all of these devices. And I'm over here just trying to get like decent Wi-Fi in my garage so when we do live streams out there, I don't have to worry about it going down. Jeez. I can typically walk around on my prop my property and the handoff between access points is about one to two seconds. So if mm. I'm streaming and I walk out to my shop, there's like a couple second gap before it hops to the next ap mm-hmm. yep so but a lot of that also depends on the device too because i've noticed samsung phones while i like samsung phones their wireless protocol for handing off to access points is garbage yep. um it just doesn't do it correctly you know um my buddy has a one plus and his works fine like he can literally walk like walk from the end of our house all the way out to the shop and not drop internet connection at all it drops like one packet makes sense i mean so but ubiquity stuff is good. It's good for the price. They did have some security issues where there was like a data leak with some user accounts on their cloud stuff. Um, some people got turned off by that because they data didn't handle the best way. Data leaks just feel like they're way. inevitable these days, though. Yeah, you just got to be smart. Use two factor on everything. I use two factor on everything. Um, one of the things I self host, and I highly recommend if you guys are nerds and like self hosting your own stuff, check out Bitwarden. <laughs> Um, it's a password manager. It's open source. They do have a paid mm. one where they host it for you, but I have my password manager in-house on my server. Um, you know, so, I mean, they're my passwords. Uh, they're kind of important, so I'd rather have yep. that in-house. Yep. Fair enough. You know, um, but I'm trying to think of what other stuff. I use AdGuard here for DNS. Um, use, use that. Home uh, you prefer that over Pi-hole, for instance? Yes, I like I like it over Pi-hole. The, the, more modern interface it seems mm. to be quicker i mean they both get the job done um it's one of those things where i tried pie hole i didn't really like it it was older um mm. when i tried it but i've just stuck with adguard and you know it works great um it does it does the job so i have two adguard vms one for the business network one for my personal network and then in the shop i have a secondary one on the intel NUC that also runs home assistant because home assistant actually has a snap an add-on for adguard because home nice. assistant is just running everything in docker containers um, and then for my house, I actually have Raspberry Pi 4 sitting downstairs in the server rack that is just running AdGuard, so it's a secondary. So for some reason, my server's down, 
I still have DNS. It's on, it's running on a, on a Pi. Right. You know, and it's a Pi 4. It, it, the, the, the resolution time is about 50 to 60 milliseconds. So it's not the quickest, but it's not slow. Yeah. It works. Yeah, um, debating like you're trying to spin it up in a VM or maybe putting it bare metal or something like that. I have, I have both. And then you just set my, my VM one since it's the fastest one. That's my primary DNS. Mm. And then the Pi is the secondary DNS. <clears throat> Gotcha. Um, one thing, oh, you want to, so we have Comcast for our main internet line. We've got uh, their gig, we've got their gig service here. And then for our backup, I've got T-Mobile's 5G, which is 60 bucks a month for unlimited data. Hmm. Okay. The only problem is you don't get a public IP address. Okay. So no port forwarding. And I found out they block port 53. So you can't do DNS lookups because they want you to use their DNS servers so they can mine your data to sell to advertisers. Which one's doing this again? T-Mobile. So what I did to get around that is since I have AdGuard, when I, I have um, I have my DNS tunneled over HTTPS. Right. So um, I'm not going to complain too much. It's, it's really irritating that this is a thing. And the thing is, your home users are so stupid, they're not going to realize that it's doing it because they're going to be using the router home user DNS. Here. They're going to be using the router DNS. Um, yeah. but as someone that actually knows how things run, I'm like, this is bullshit. Like you shouldn't be blocking port 53. This is why I have you know? Alan and my brother. Yeah. So, <laughs> but like yesterday on the live stream, my Comcast went down in the middle of the live stream and it failed over to the 5g and I was streaming out at 1080p, 60 frames a second on the, the 5g. So as a service, the service works, I get 150 down 50 to 60 up and yeah. a latency of about 30 to 40 milliseconds. So for That's not bad. For, six, for 60 bucks a month, it's not terrible. Um, it's good enough for a backup. So in the, my Dream Machine Pro fails all that, fails that all over. Um, I see your brother asking about uptime. I have not had their 5G go down uh, at all. But in full disclosure, it's our backup line. So the only time I notice it is if my Comcast is down. But every, you know, every time the Comcast has gone down, my T-Mobile's been up. So, yeah. you know, but... We're paying between the Comcast line and the T-Mobile line. We're paying like 170 bucks a month for the two lines, which isn't cheap, but it's not terrible. I wish I could get faster internet. We we have 400 by 40, and that's as fast as I can get. Period. We we get so my Comcast line is actually a 1200 down service, and I get about 50 to 60 up. And my modem, I got a modem with a 2.5 gig Ethernet port to go into my Dream Machine, so I actually can get. And I actually do get 1.2 gigs per second down on my Comcast nice. line, but the freaking upload the up. is like 40 to 50. Yeah, yeah I, I need the up too. The, up. the 40 to 50. That's the only reason I have the gig is because the 500 meg service is 30 up. The gig yep. is 40 to 50 up. That's the only reason we upgraded the upload. to the 400. I don't need yep. 400 down. <laughs> yeah, it it drives me nuts. So I mean, I Sequential. I can get. So here's the thing: well, I can get, I can get a one gigabit per second. Uh, 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 Metro Ethernet line here, so literally yeah. Ethernet to the house. Um, yeah. You know, I only have to sign a five-year contract and ten thousand dollars build-out cost and a twenty-five hundred dollars a month bill, but I can get it. No. <laughs> yeah, twenty-five hundred dollars a month, but it'd be symmetrical. Symmetrical is nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, for nine hundred bucks a month, for nine hundred bucks a month, I can get a, I can get it hundred up and hundred down. So with a nine, with like a six-nine guarantee on the uptime. That's so, good. What's that? Yeah, but 10 minutes that's a year ridiculous. Down? Yeah, I'm not sure, but it means you have somebody to yell and scream at, and they have to fix it <laughs> but, because I mean, you're like, paying a lot of money. <laughs> I hope to get there one day, but like we only have Spectrum out here. That is it. We have no options. It's either Spectrum have, or satellite. Yeah, we have 
Comcast. That's it. And now luckily we have T-Mobile. So I don't have any other hard line options other than Comcast here, you know? And like, oh my God, when I called them and they're like, you know, cause we had an issue with the line where it, the line was working, but we were getting a ton of noise on it. So it was mm-hmm. like very intermittent, like it was working yeah. and your average person probably wouldn't have noticed it, but I'm trying to stream and my bit rates going like this mm-hmm. because it's dropping the, the traffic. Yep. And I call them and they're like, well, we can't fix your home Wi-Fi since you have your own modem. I'm like, I'm not using the Wi-Fi. It's your service. I wouldn't be talking to you idiots if I if I'm not calling you. Remember, they're just using to make conversation. people like me and not people like you. <laughs> I it drives me nuts. It's like, and I didn't say any Wi-Fi. And even if even if it it was the systems I'm using are all hardwired, you know. And yeah. I'm no, like, they, they've I, got a they've got a script to read. Like I, I I've worked in a call center that. before. I know what that's like. I told him that I was like, <laughs> can you get me? Can you connect me to somebody that's not reading from a piece of paper? And actually understands what I'm saying because if you look at our modem, it's dropping traffic, it's getting correctables and uncorrectables, and the power levels are not where they're supposed to be. It has nothing to do with my equipment. As soon as you have your own equipment, they point the finger at that. Of course, why Mm -hmm. wouldn't they? Yeah, that's standard policy. Well, and I called their bluff too because they're like, well, your modem's bad. I was like, I'll give you the MAC address. I've got another modem on standby that I know works and swapped it out. Oh, still the same issue. Yeah, no shit because it's not the modem. (laughs) Yeah. Look, as a business owner, if someone was saying I'm having a problem with my with my Prusa Pindaprobe, you're like, well, that's your problem, not mine, right? So, like, <laughs> it, maybe they're putting a Pindaprobe instead of your probe on their machine. There are a, Remember, they're used to dealing with end users, not power users like two of the four people on this call. The, the, yeah. only, the, only, the only thing that has tempted me to spend the – like, I can get Comcast Business here, which runs over the same exact lines. It's just you've got – not any call centers to talk to if there's a problem like you have people in the u.s that actually know what they're talking about um but i go from 110 a month for unlimited gig to like 350 dollars a month same exact speeds the only difference is i'll have a couple static ips and i have a dedicated person to yell at but it's yeah, the same lines it's the same exact lines there's no in most of the country if you have comcast they're the comcast business and the home stuff runs over the same physical lines the difference is who you get to call to yell at and how quickly they have to fix it yep so no surprise though i don't know grant's usually good at figure out who needs to fix what (laughs) i own shares in companies stock not because i think it's a good investment but because sometimes you just got to get shit done the hard way it's how we've (laughs) toured an amazon uh, amazon distribution facility 11 30 at night amazon is nuts man i can only imagine how crazy they're their warehouses are did you hear they're firing people based on an algorithm now what yes that wouldn't surprise me i think i saw that and they don't take into account like if you have like a flat if you get if your deliveries were delayed because your car got a flat tire or the truck got a flat tire you couldn't get into it like a gated community yeah they just look at i'm sure like overall and to appeal it to appeal the decision you have to pay them 250 dollars to appeal the decision of them firing you with a robot like at, at the end of the day they can do that because there are going to be so many people waiting that, you know, they'll fire you and someone else will instantly take your position. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, there's been a, a worker shortage in a lot of area areas these days. I don't know if that's yep. really going to be the case. Uh, there is. I can tell you it took us a long time to hire people. We're finally fully staffed. We're still trying. Like, it's, it, it's hard. I um, need designers. I need probably <clears throat> two or three more CAD designers. You know, just like basic yep. Fusion 360 stuff. 
And go to your go to your local tech colleges. I have. Like, we have the University have. of South Florida less than 30 minutes away. I can't get a single son of a gun to apply. And we're paying above rate for out of college or still in college designers. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, we were we had like level one positions, like literally people that just count things and put stuff in bags and sweep up the shop. We were paying 12 bucks an hour and we're in Indiana minimum wage. It's federal minimum wage here. Um, you know, What's like you go get a job wage? like seven something. Yeah, mine's right? 825 here. We, we yeah. do minimum $15 if you're over the age of 18. Yeah, so we have so we naturally lost some of our level one people because they ended up they were like either freshmen in college or yeah. they were graduating high school. So we have just we slimmed down our team to a fewer higher paid people, um, and that's working out really well too. And we offer benefits, we offer health insurance, we have two weeks paid vacation to start, oh, and then after two weeks you go up to three weeks paid vacation. Um, we have really good discounts on all our stuff. And it's, it's funny because we just started carrying film and all the guys are like, oh man, Who are you carrying? <laughs> we're carrying coax. So we're, we're, they're out of Wisconsin. I've been using them for about three years in our print farm. Um, fantastic quality. They're like 28 bucks a roll for their PLA. Um, their stuff prints like butter. It's all made in the U S. So my favorite when, US has got to be uh, Atomic, but it, it, I was Atomic's my number two. They're about an hour from us, um, but they will not do resellers. Otherwise, we they don't. would be carrying them as well. Yeah, they so, don't. It but Coex, their their stuff, like to give you an idea, we go through fifty to sixty rolls a month of their their PLA and ABS, and we don't we haven't had problems with their filament in three years. So for me to pay a little bit more per roll and support a small US company, um, yeah and not have to deal with consistency issues because we at one point were printing with Chinese filament and the problem was one batch would be great. The next batch would be be absolute shit. One batch would be great. The next batch would be shit and they yep. don't care. And I, I, it's, it costs me more in the long run to be dealing with cheap, brittle PLA Amen that's causing that. my machines to fail than to just pony up the extra cash, a couple extra bucks a roll. You know what I mean? And, and print stuff that's better quality. So Justin saying discounts. He gets discounts. <laughs> he gets to buy at my buying prices for everything. Does, does, he, does he come in and, and raid your stuff when he comes over? Because my brother does that. He comes over to my house and he like goes out of shop and he's like sitting there. He's got a box. He's like, got a shopping list. Like, Justin yeah. is 17 and lives on the other side of the country. He lives in LA. I live in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> I've never met him before other than Shit. online. And the kid almost got me in trouble for mail fraud. Got okay, how many times? Fraud. Justin, I'm sorry. Tell him to move to Florida. Florida is so much better than... California. He's paying 25 cents a kilowatt hour for power right now. Oh dear God. I thought ours was bad. We're like, we're like 16 to 17 right now. So do you want to, our electric bill is like six to $700 a month right now. It's, it's nuts. But you're, you're, you're doing we, good we, business. We, we print a lot like the printers. It's funny because I can tell when employees start getting here by looking at the power logs on my power monitoring. Cause I, and I can tell when they started the print farm up because we'll go from like, like right now it's, you know, it's the weekend we're pulling about 4,300 Watts, our house, the whole property is saying about 4,300 Watts right now. Um, but like we're over 18,000 when the print farm kicks up. This is why I and want you a bunch of it. land. Amber. You, can see it. you can see it go like this. We, we've only, we've got two acres here. Oh, um, I want two acres. Yeah. We're, we're in a decent little area. It's like really quiet. I only have one neighbor over here. Um, and the other ones are far away. So we got a creek on our property too. Oh, that's cool. We're on two um, acres, but the house is like in the middle of the two acres. So putting a building on it is just not convenient anyway. Yeah, ours is in the front. Our house is actually behind another house. So we have a long driveway. So everything's set back from the street. It's really mm. nice. So 
Um, I just realized my wife put the other dog out here. Claire, come here. You wanna, you wanna dingo stick? Well, they both do. Yeah. How, how big is your <laughs> shop? Um, it's about two thousand square feet. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so my office is 170 square feet, and then we have the garage for the business as well. Yeah, um, this this office I'm in is actually one of the garage bays. We have a four-car attached garage on the house. Okay. So I put a wall up here, and it actually was heated already, and I just added air conditioning. Um, and it was all insulated, too. Claire, do you want a dingo stick? Come here. This is, this is our, our older girl. She Well, she's not that old. She's like two and a half, but um, <laughs> she's our big key. Come up. Come here. Come on. Up. Come on. No, she's. Oh. Come on. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, fine. Hey, Clara, shake. Good girl. You speak? <laughs> Sit. Sit. Nice. Good girl. Here. Yay. Yeah, they, they actually. So, funny is, I, I got these dogs from a friend I met through the 3D printing community in North Carolina. Um, him and his wife breed German shepherds and oh, okay. I've always wanted it. I've always wanted German shepherds. So, uh, we got her first, we got her in 2019. Uh, he drove in for Murph and brought the puppy with him. Um, uh, <laughs> and then my wife who has never had a dog before, um, I left for the weekend to go to Murph and she was at home with a puppy and she'd never <laughs> had a dog before. So that was fun. Well, how far are you uh, from Goshen? Uh, about an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. I was debating yeah. on going, but like with Amber, it, it was terrible. With Amber working in, in in the hospital and understanding that Don't no one's going to be wearing a mask, I said I will wait. I yeah, will wait. it's it was. I went there to see. I went there to see friends. I've uh, never we been. Did, we we didn't set up a booth. We actually had two sponsorships from 2020, and they were going to roll it over to this year. And I told him, I was like, listen, I can't get enough staff to staff the booth for the whole weekend. And like, we're out of stock on a lot of our stuff because of all these shortages, can we just roll it over next year? And they're like, yeah, it's fine. I was like, well, I'll still stop by, but you know, we're not going to officially be set up a booth there. And I'm glad we didn't because it was really underwhelming. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of people are still validly concerned about what's going on. So yeah. 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 It's, I, I was expecting more turnout to be completely honest though. Like it was pretty dead. Um, Cause yeah. they, they were originally limiting attendance, but then like three or four weeks before the event, they the, the guidelines changed around here, so they stopped limiting mm -hmm. attendance. But I think at that point everybody had been all right, well, the decisions well, not have going. been made well, at that point. Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. there was also a big a big part of the community that was like, yeah, we're not there's no mandate for face covering, so we're just not gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there know, I, I think there was I literally saw one one person wearing it. So like Indiana's been pretty lax about that stuff here. Oh, yeah. Florida so, too. Yeah. Florida's like so what 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 virus what yeah what's that? it's it's yeah. not like it's getting worse at or, or anything no amber it's not getting worse at all right i think i think everybody's just fatigued well, get me started oh yeah like, i'm sure i like, work firsthand with like, it but i'm lying so you know i couldn't be possibly telling the truth well amber of yeah, course my... they're paying you to tell these things i wish they're <laughs> <laughs> like give me a check slide it under the door <laughs> Well, yeah, my buddy, my buddy's wife works in one of the wards here, mm -hmm. so she's been working. She actually went to yeah, New York. Our numbers for a just tripled years. in the past week in so, our hospital. Our numbers just tripled, and not from like John said, one to three. No. <laughs> yeah, they're my buddy's wife. He she works in the wards here, and she was actually in New York during the height of all God of it. God bless her, yeah. man. Um, she made a ton of money though. Oh yeah, you yeah. make money oh, head over fist if you it don't was die. Nuts. Yeah, you don't lose nuts. your license or you don't die. I was not about to. Uh, yeah, uh, power to them. Like I, I appreciate it, but I, 
already it was been nuts. situations where like I was I'm scared just, for my license, so I'm just glad that I am basically a shut-in anyway. So <laughs> Same. My, my, my buddy was like, Man, with the lockdowns, how's your life changed? I was like nothing. Business as usual. I think I was the like, only, I, I was the like, only I difference from home. for me like Amber and I met dancing, so we don't we don't go dancing, but yeah. I hurt my back at a former day job in April of twenty twenty. Literally right when COVID basically started. Uh, so I've been growing out my hair for almost a year. <laughs> August will be a year. Um, and yeah, we're actually, and see, Tim, I, I, I'm going to plug it because uh, when I get my back resolved, which we're praying right now, I'm going to get approved for surgery. Um, but we're going to have uh, Brad, who is a Make-A-Wish recipient. It's episode 10 of our podcast if you want to listen to it. Uh, but he's going to come over. We're going to do a big-ass charity live stream. The number one and number two get to choose what is shaved into my head, <laughs> and number two gets to choose the color. I uh, and I will I, film channel videos like that, whatever it is. I don't care. I, I was I was growing it out for a while because like the barbers and everything were shut down. Yeah, and uh, I bought a set of wall clippers, and uh, I've got the longest hair. Well, does it all. Yeah, yep. I got I got like a set of twenty dollars clippers. Uh, let's just say I'm glad the barber's open again because I do not know how to cut. <laughs> so I did my. Really hard. <laughs> Actually, I find it pretty easy. Um, so I did this with um, a combination of clippers and just a pair of scissors. Really, um, I left it a little long this time. Usually, I, I, I get that shorter, but I felt like trying something new this time. Um, but yeah, I actually learned how to cut my hair over COVID because you know couldn't do it. Um, I thought about just just shaving it army style. And my wife was uh, like, don't do that. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, so if, if you want to do something kind of like this, this is, isn't too hard. You do, you do want to get some, some kind of scissors or um, something like that to, to do the edges. But what you can do is just take the clippers and go straight up. Just keep all the way around. Just, and you sort of, you can just straight up, literally. And like yeah, go through just, the top of the hair. I've enjoyed yeah. growing it out until like, yeah. you know, you go to wash your hair and you're just pulling like fistfuls of hair because my hair is curly. It's just mm. you don't notice it so when it's, are, it's just so, short. So are you I, like leave, are when you it gets to leaving leaving like hair spiders on the wall in the shower now? That when <laughs> used to be Amber. And now now I can't. She's now laughing. Can't. She knows exactly what it is. She uh, does so it do too. I. My partner does. She does yeah. it too. She I do, but now he used to give me shit. And now I'm like, now, now it's your own hair it everywhere, is. not mine. It's because my mine. hair's shorter now. Well, it's it's funny because my, my wife's got like she, her she's she's like a brunette natural but she'll like dye kind of like a reddish color and i'm like cleaning the vacuum brushes out and i'm like your hair is in the bag she's like well how do you know it's mine i was like because it's a color there's no other person with this color hair in the vacuum and the dog's <laughs> hair is too short to wrap around the things <laughs> like <laughs> like don't try to pass it off on the dog or someone else like, yeah, you got a girl coming over i don't know about like <laughs> growing oh, up sure. my hair used to be down to my butt it was a long time ago, and it would get wrapped up in the vacuum. We literally had to take scissors, like that's once what I a have to do with it, and pull hers, it out. Hers is probably yeah. down to like the smaller yeah. back at this point. I mean, I like the longer. There's hair, no other way to get hair, it out so. of the vacuum. There's no, just, you have no, to. No, you just gotta scissor it. My poor robot vacuums are just like dying half the time. <laughs> like we and have, then it gets we caught have, in the 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 ends too. Yeah, so we out. we have four cats and two German shepherds and a wife. So the vacuum is really struggling. Which one's the, the most needy? That's the question. Uh, yeah. the, the dogs most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Say blink like, twice if you're in danger. Just, I feel your pain, say, Tim. Here, look at look at now. Here, come on. You want to actually come up? Come on. You can hop up here. Come on. Look at Mr. Jealous oh, yeah. is going to be here. Do you, tell which, do you tell which dog is mine? 
<laughs> <laughs> well, see, the cat. We 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 have one cat. Uh, I have t- I have branded the cat as part of the business. So there you go. We have a stylized version of the, the cat in the is hat. Is it a calico? It's like technically tortoise shell. Most people think she's shell. calico, I confused. but I always get them confused. They're relatively close. But Did you know that typically uh, calicos and tortoise shells are are usually female? They're female. Cats? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Typically. So look at she's trying to get to the the bag of the the treats. So oh yeah, that's she's... what the cat does too. Uh, oh, yeah, she, she's like, oh my gosh! How heavy? Child. Yeah. Hi. Eighty yes. pounds. You oh said? god. Oh god. Don't lick my glasses, please. Don't. Oh, the worst. <laughs> I hate it. The worst. But look at him. He's he's like, Dad, you're holding another dog. Justin is asking if the cat <laughs> if, if if the cat and dog food is considered a business expense. Technically, if it is not. Stream, it can be. If they're on the stream and you use them as part of your business, it absolutely is. Yeah, remote. We have in our Discord server in our YouTube because we have like the YouTube member thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have emojis of the dogs. Yep, <laughs> uh, our, our our company Discord has it too. All everyone has their pets as emojis. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're good. Clara, Clara was I, I like I was the one who wanted a shepherd because Samantha spent so much time with her when she was young. She bonded to my wife, um, and then Clara really likes having another dog around. Um, so, and you know, they're very the, the shepherds are great. Uh, they're not the cuddliest breed. So, if you like a cuddly dog, I don't recommend them. Remo is definitely more cuddlier than Clara, and it seems to be the males are a little more affectionate than the females. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, they're very high energy oh, yeah. and very high drive. So it works out well because yeah. now we have two of them and I let them out in the backyard and they just go crazy. So yep. <laughs> we both um, just, we love, we're cat people, but we love dogs, but we just don't have the time that is necessary for dogs. Even low energy dogs, it's not fair. And, and yeah, can, the cats are more hours. Imagine what a house is like with 17 3D printers inside of it that are actively running and oh. just all there's the no cats out here this is so yeah. this this is a the garage is attached to the house and the cats don't come out here oh see um, that's the thing victoria is, no grew door. up in our retail <laughs> shop she walked in when she was like two weeks old walked into the back and fell she asleep. really doesn't mess with them does no. not she, she could care less but cats um, kind of just like show up one day and they're like hi you're taking care of me now thanks yep, <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, but working 12 hours and then Grant doing, you know, all his stuff. It just yeah. wouldn't be fair to leave a dog like locked up. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're okay. I, so my my wife, she works for the company. She's she's actually the primary owner, um, but she's scaled back and she just does administrative stuff at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's got more time, too. But I also like if I'm out here, he's with me. Um, yeah, exactly. Every, you're you're able. Our, to our, our employees care. love the love the dogs and and the cats. So I'll bring them out to the shop. I'm going out to the shop and be out there for a little bit. I'll bring them out there. They don't mess with anything. And everybody's like, "Oh my god, dog!" So that's why Prusa got then, llamas. <laughs> they got llamas for employee morale. But, but hey, Tim, we got to wrap it up because uh, oh, it's all good. I can't feel my legs very much. I know Alan's got to <laughs> go, and I I have to. I need help getting out of my chair now. Uh, but that's okay. Yeah. It's been awesome talking to you. We got to have you on as like a premier mm-hmm. guest at some point so we can, you know, actually advertise you, the fact that we're going to have you on. Uh, if you're on Discord, the easiest way mm-hmm. since you're already on there, just... Uh, I am. I'll join and bother po- you. Post, uh, post your uh, your Discord handle in the, the Zoom chat and I'll, I'll add you. All right. So, I'll, I'll, for, for you guys. I'll, I'll send it to you in the... Uh, if I go do stuff inside of Zoom right now, everybody else can see it. So I'll oh, okay. DM it to you on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, or we, we can just, once you wrap the actual stream up, we can just stay in here for a second. We could do no that. No one can see it. What do you mean? 
So mm. anything that I do on Zoom shows up on the screen. Uh, I can, I can I get it to for him. I can I get like, it for him. No worries. I don't see it. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, you I... can do that too. But if you, end, if you end the stream on YouTube and we all just stay in the Zoom Yes, call yes, second. correct. We can yeah, do that. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. I'm going to end it off here. I got here. it. Yeah. Oh, he posted it here. Yeah, you're not. Uh, it doesn't show up on the stream. Yeah. Oh. Well, it doesn't show up on mine. No, it doesn't show up for Alan. But if yeah, I open cause... up chat and start typing, everybody else can see it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah you guys are fine. Um, anyways, I'm going to sign us off here. Tim, TH3D, thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. This was so mm -hmm. impromptu. We never do four-hour live streams, but here we are. <laughs> what the hell? It was a ton of fun. I enjoyed it. I, That's I, what you get for allowing me to come on. <laughs> hey, well, look, man, I'm, I'm totally fine with this. We love having cool guests, and especially oh, yeah. people that are in the industry that work in kind of the same style of machines. Because as mm -hmm. we're growing our YouTube channel, we have to buy cheap 3D printers. Because if I just keep, yeah. you know, being my my unpaid Prusa shill that I am because the printers <laughs> are just that damn good, we're eventually going to run out of content. So yeah, no, yeah. I, there's a lot of content to make. I think I think you know I tell people I was like the easiest way of the Chinese printers is think of them as a platform to build the printer you want. You know, if you're the type of person that can upgrade things and tinker, they're really great, and it's hard to argue bang for the buck if you are somebody that can actually yep. do the modifications you know i look at them as great so. second printers they're not great first printers get a prusa first then you know get I used mean, to it our, our uh, entire, don't be like me <laughs> our entire don't. print farm for abs is literally a dozen ender three pros all kitted out with a bunch of our upgrades and we run nice. those we've yep. we run those about 20 hours a day five to six days a week that's mm. nice so if out. you build them right, they are reliable. The problem is you they're out of the box, they're not very reliable. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. And that's, that's we we want to help kind of fix that. So we're going to definitely have to do some content, you know, collaborating with you guys, you know, installing some TH3D stuff. I just literally bought an Ender 3V2 before you joined. I've got that weird Those are decent little machines. I've got um, a generic I mean they're basic, they're literally they're literally an Ender 3 Pro with the power supply moved and some cosmetics and belt tensioners and a different screen. But they're basically like you can, the problem is, and you'll, you'll, you'll find this out once you play with it, that color screen has some limitations in terms of what it can and can't do in terms of controlling the printer. If you change it to the screen that comes with the Ender 3, the 128.64 side, which we sell all the stuff to do that, you literally yeah. flash it as an Ender 3 and that's all you have to do. You don't even have to change any firmware settings other than instead of flashing as Ender 3 V2, you flash the Ender 3 because everything else is the same on the machine. All the steps per millimeter, the end stop logic, oh, the holding directions, God everything. Reality. Well, Tim, yeah. before we <laughs> Anyways, sign off, um, you go ahead, plug your stuff, tell people where to find you. I'll just uh, check us out at th3dstudio.com. If you want to join any of the communities, head to community.th3dstudio.com. We have a Discord server and a Facebook group um, for our customers. The Discord server, anybody can join. The Facebook group is for customers. We just validate it with an order. Um, and then uh, we also run uh, two of the largest Creality Facebook groups for the CR10 and the Ender 3. I think we got about 250,000 people in those two groups. Oh, that's only a few. So, only a few. Only so, a few. But well, cool. yeah, check it out. It. And uh, if you guys, if you have any questions uh, during the day, so 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. CST, we have live chat available with uh, one of our sales guys. Um, I can say sales guys, he's literally our tech support rep. So, um, you know, if you're like, hey, I've got to enter three, I'm trying to solve this issue or this broke, they will tell you exactly what you need to get. Yep. So Well, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, literally this Wednesday, I'm going to test it out because yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm doing the live stream of fixing that 
that yeah just uh just just remember so like our our email our email coverage is basically from 8 a.m our uh, central to about 5 to 6 p.m central we said there's live chat too right live chats available during the same time window so yeah yeah, if you got quick questions if you got a more complicated issue the live chat uh will direct you to be like hey submit a a ticket because they're going to ask you to submit like your configuration file pictures of the printers that kind of stuff so um, but they have, we do do some of the support of live chat. It's like, Hey, I'm just, is, is, am I doing this right? Am I, is yeah. this connected the correct way? Like, it's really good for that. But if it's like, I'm getting terrible accuracy now, it's okay. Let's take a look at your printer and see where we can tell you to fix things. Yeah. Up. I want to get it working and then I'll worry about the accuracy. I've never worked on an Ender 5, let alone one that has a numerous amount of unknown. Did upgrades. you determine if it's a five or a five plus? Yet? I'm pretty sure it's a five plus, but I'll have if to it, take a five a plus out. is a big, it's a big machine. Like we're it's talking huge. like, we're talking the five plus is about this wide. It, the five is about this. Wide. No, this thing's like two foot square. So it's probably, I mean, it's probably the five plus though. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's got your, your probe on it. Does I, it have this, is the screen in the middle of it? Yes. Or is it on the, the right side? In the middle. So on the, and the, in if, the middle if it's in the middle, then it's a five plus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, it, and it's got like a screen lift on it, which I saw. That's that probably, that's probably our kit. We, we, cause the problem is Creality use these touchscreens are made by a company called D-Win and they don't release the source code for them. So yeah. if you want to get uh, in and start messing with your steps per millimeter, your acceleration. Oh yeah, no, this sure. is like one of the, the TAS six screens, the rep wrap screen. Yes, yes, okay. yeah, that's that's probably our kit because the problem is they won't release the source code for those for those screens. Now, uh, Dave over in Sandy Automation has been doing work with them, but you're we're literally ha- he's literally having to hack in and reverse engineer closed source software. Yeah, no thanks. All the documentation is in Chinese. No thanks there. Well, hey, and all the and dev tools are in Chinese. At, at, at least, I, so now I've met the guy that's created it, which is going to be cool. <laughs> uh, but you know, I will give you, and it'll be live, a very real first-timer experience of using an untested printer that I have no idea if it was flashed right, if the kit was installed correctly, or anything. It's, And that's why I want to do it live, and I'm going to also film it to end up being a main channel video. But it, it's, uh, it, it's going to so be an interesting any one. Anything, and we do, like when you order our products, we send out a little business card that's got information on how to contact support and where to find all our documentation everything is in what's what we call our help center which is support.th3dstudio.com that's a fully searchable knowledge base and everything uh there's video guides text guides uh the text guides there's actually a button you can click if you want to print it off or print it to a pdf um it's we we tried it we documentation is something we spend a ton of time on you have to there's so, you know there, there's yep. yeah there's we're, no we're not like here here's this board figure out how to use it <laughs> you know yeah so yep. yeah it was fun hanging out with you guys i uh totally. I, my wife is pinging me on uh if you guys use telegram i'm also on telegram too but discord and telegram <laughs> are like my two chat clients i use awesome so, well tim but I it was fun hanging it. out guys it was great it was nice yeah. to meet you yeah man you as well we got to have you on as, as as like a, a full guest at some point and uh yeah, we'll have you like got me on discord figured out <laughs> if you're ever having like uh i do the same thing with uh you know the cyberdeck yeah. guy jd yep um you know if you ever have a, a casual hangout just shoot me a link and if i have time i'll jump in so i've jumped in on a couple of his streams before and um it depends sometimes i'm i'm slammed and other times i i got time to hang out so but it was fun meeting you guys it was it was, it was cool if you, well. you need anything nice you know. we will, will do. Yeah. i appreciate it hey and uh as always everybody stay safe out there don't forget to call your loved ones and keep making awesome we'll see you later yeah.